I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing, if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explaining why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? All right, so I asked you if you had a way to start, and you got this little shitty grin on your face, so I'm, 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 I'm concerned, but hit me with it. What do you think is the most demonic age? The most demonic age? Yeah, that, like, a person can be. It's gotta be, like, something under ten. <laughs> when you just, like, you're still, like, basically a sociopath. Like, you just have not, like, totally developed that, like, other people are real. Yeah. 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 See, I'm, I'm gonna, curveball, I'm gonna say 26. Okay. Yeah. It's just, because I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, like, like, the first year, I feel like I wasn't a total dumbass. And I'm still dumb, but, like, you know what I mean? But, like, uh -huh. not a total dumbass, was, like, 27 you know what I mean? That's when I just, like, I was like, oh, oh, like, just chill. You know what I mean, right? Right. You just chill out, right? And, like, and like when you're, like, you know, like, in, like, your early 20s, right? Like, you're just stupid, but, like... Well, see, the, what I was thinking is... Well, f finish your thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 26 is, like, is, like, you're you're old enough that you can do some, like, real damage. You know what I mean? Okay. Right? right? That you don't have, like, that, that like, that, that you, you can do some real, like lasting damage to your life mm -hmm. but then also at the same time you're still fucking stupid also just this is also just based on my experiences on <laughs> tinder <laughs> so this is, yeah, there's a little bit of misogyny your, your real question was what 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 age of women have hurt me the most <laughs> Whereas yeah. i was thinking more like at what point is a person just like peak obnoxious oh okay. at which point it's got to be like either when you're young enough to just be like yeah I'm gonna paint the walls with shit yes. just because, like, yes. I think that might be interesting. I've never yeah. tried that before. Let's see what happened. Yeah. Or like the other, the other expert or like age I would accept is like early twenties. Like yeah. I just think of like peak obnoxiousness yeah. for myself. It's got to be yeah, like early twenties. Early twenties when yeah. you're like, you know, old enough to be included in yes. adult things, but like, yes, have not do not have like the. Yeah. self-awareness yet to not re like yeah. it's, it's a real like exemplar of the a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing absolutely just yeah. think of like the most like the, the times i have been like most obnoxious at like thanksgiving or mm -hmm. someone's you know like most eager to pull out the like well you know what we did to the native americans exactly like, yes, yes everyone knows we're trying to have yes. dinner exactly yeah no honestly like, honestly no, I'm no, gonna, i've got i've got to prove that i'm yes. the smartest and wokest here exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. no i'm actually gonna revise my answer because yeah. it's clearly i mean you're right i mean like i mean because even like because like even like the 26 year olds i'm thinking of like 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 you know what i'll give to them they were honest you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean right. but like but like but like yeah no it definitely is like there are those, like, few ages. There's that, like, you know, like, kind of, like, eight years old kind of range, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, right? And then there's, like, 14, which is, like, you're still basically the eight-year-old, but you have hormones now. Yeah. So it's just a nightmare. But then, like, yeah, there is that, like, 
19 to 21 yeah. where like yeah you are where, where where it's like i'm an adult i've, I've taken college classes exactly yeah. i've been an adult have you, taken, have you heard about yeah, these things exactly i have oh yeah. my fucking i remember like just like going on and on about some fucking opera one time and then and then and, and literally one of my friends is just like dog you like just learned about that didn't you? <laughs> right and i was like yeah. yeah let me tell you all about yeah no and also yeah you're like like honestly that's the age you can do some because you are just so stupid and such a and, and a baby yeah you're a baby i don't i don't care about your opinion if you're younger than 27 i, th- I think basically it's whenever you're you've you've just acquired something new yes like as, as like a yes. child when you like first acquire like the first like mobility and independence yes. and you're just like yeah. i'm 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 gonna test some shit out yeah you know, exactly. i'm gonna take this thing for a spin yeah or yeah like, yeah you know when you get like the first stirrings of like vaguely adult sexuality is like mm-hmm. a, an early teenager mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or then you know when you like first get yeah. ushered into like real adulthood like, exactly there's some real like you know yeah you, you need some training yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you need to i mean and honestly that's the thing is like I, i've always thought about like how crazy like 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 my college experience was not not even because it was like super wild and crazy but just like just like how young i was right while i was doing those things right and but i was thinking about it and i'm like that's honestly like, because, you know, because, like, I feel like if I went to, if I was going to college now, right, mm-hmm. like, I would actually be like, oh, like, this is really interesting, and I would study this stuff, and mm-hmm. maybe pay even a little bit of attention, you know what I mean? And I, well, we would see, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, it's nice that you think that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just me there, just being like, just being like, man, there's a lot more women on <laughs> but no, but, but, like, no, fair point, but, like, but, like, how... I was thinking about that, how, like, actually perfect it is that, like, that, like, all right, you go to high school and it's like, okay, 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 you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. We got to yeah. get you into this. We got to get you onto this, like, compound, basically, yeah. right? You just, you just stay there. Mm-hmm. You stay there and you, we're just going to have bumpers on until maybe you understand what a tax But even, like, is. high school is at least, like, a step up. Like, yeah. middle, middle school is a real, just, like, asylum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, middle school, like, like it's like, listen, none of these grades matter. Nothing mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. This is all, right? You're all just stay here. You know what I mean? Just stay mm-hmm. here and do not leave. You know what I mean? No, middle school, absolutely. Yeah. Asylum is the perfect fucking yes. word for it. Yeah. Because, oh, my God. I just, I'll just never forget just being in middle school and just getting books out of my locker and just listening to one woman, or woman, girl, whisper into the ear of the woman, or girl, next to me, right, whose locker was next to me, and that girl just slamming her locker and just yelling, God damn it, girl's name, I don't want to hear about Dylan's dick anymore and storming off and me just being like, what? the fuck is going on and that we were like 12 <laughs> yeah but i mean that's 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 our relationship now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just me constantly slamming lockers me like i'm tired of hearing about tinder oh my god <laughs> oh man yeah i yeah yeah <laughs> Is it is it worse to be doing that at 13 30 or 30? 30. I don't I honestly don't know. I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say 13 cuz that's not the age I am. Okay. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to deflect. 
Matt has taken the bold choice of I am more mature than a 13 year old. I will die on this hill. It's day to day. It's absolutely day to day. Buddy, I know. Ah, okay. Anyway, hello and welcome to You're Gonna Hate It. This is a film podcast. It is. I'm Rob. I'm Matt. And every week we assign the other one a film with the sometimes idea that we're trying to piss the other off. Yeah. And, you know, I think I kind of stepped up here. Yeah, you really I, did. I don't know that you really did. No. But, you I know. phoned it in. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, you yeah. Know, but yeah. that's not really the point. No, no. At least not always. No, yeah. no. And, and, and folks, let me tell you right... Well, all right. Aaron, let me tell you right now, <laughs> I'm getting him next month. Don't okay. worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've already worked it out. You've yeah. Yeah. You've you've got something queued up that I'm yeah. I'm honestly excited for. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, you should be. But anyway, so uh, we will dive right into it. Um, we go with my film first. <laughs> How which... did you know I'd forgotten? <laughs> How did you possibly know? <laughs> because I I remember what happened last month or <laughs> like three months ago. <laughs> what, what happens, happens every time? Every single but time. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a minute since we last recorded. We're gonna yeah. try and make these more regular for you, Aaron. Yeah, that's right, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I talked to him today and I was like and I, and I was like and I was like, you see, Rob Rob's released like a few a few that we had in the backlog and he was like, oh, I only saw the one. I was like, now nah, check again. And he was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, because I had two that I had just not released for yeah. like three months. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I can't I can't give you any shit. Because no, I don't, I literally wouldn't know where to even begin. Yeah, no, that's not your role. But no. anyway, first up is my film uh, from 1990, or Jesus, 1967. 66, I believe, pretty sure. I'm going to look this up, but I think... You look that up, I'm going to go put on a ski mask. Uh, why? Well, I don't know, ambiance. The... <sighs> To fit no, in with I don't the, to have fit in with the time film. to even to fit in with the film. There are no ski masks in this film. Yeah, but it's kind of like the the theme of it, wouldn't you say? Okay, so if you just Google search Persona, you get the definition of the word. <laughs> Apparently, there's a video game series. There's oh a, yeah, like, there was yeah. There's like some sort of like biohacking nutrition nutrition company. Man, mm-hmm. it's not even like the. Why don't you search Persona Film? Well, I'm doing that, but okay. Persona Film is like the seventh recommended result. Really? Yeah. You the like wor- ski the mask? world is against me. But yes, 1966. God damn it. There we go. And no, I don't like your ski mask. What's wrong with it? You look like you're going to commit like football vandalism. <laughs> That's why yeah. I got it. Yeah you, yeah, you look like if Black September just got into hooliganism. <laughs> you want to know what? I have an entire tracksuit that matches this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bought it from Russia. You can get anything in Russia. They should just replace that country's flag with, like, the Adidas logo. They really should. Yeah. They really should. Buddy, what I would give in a heartbeat, I would just trade just to be just a Russian guy over there. Man, you would you would do so poorly. You oh, have I have s- such a different idea <laughs> yeah. of who you are than who you actually oh, are. Oh, no, no, no. I would be dead within a year, easily. Yeah, yeah no, I know I would be, but man, what a like, year. murdered by a circus bear. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, or just... Or just I don't know, like, like just starved. Just, yeah, yeah, just starved. A truck falling over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I guess happens all the time there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, but what a year! <laughs> all right, so so persona. Nineteen sixty-six. Ingrid Bergman. Ingmar. Ing- there's Ing- there's Ingrid Bergman, who is a, an actress, unrelated. Wait, what? She's from like Casablanca. Yeah. No. Wait. Yeah. I. Wait. It's Ingar. Ing. Ing. Say the Ingrid. name. Ingrid is Ingrid? the actress. No, oh no, Ingmar. I know Ingrid. Wait, say it one more time. Ingmar. Ingmar? Ingmar. Yeah, they got some real, like, Mordor-ass yeah. names over what? in Scandinavia. Yeah, but. yeah. 
I was watching this movie at one point, and I was like, and I was like half paying attention. Then I was like, oh wait, it's, I don't speak Swedish. <laughs> yes. So, the, yeah. 1966. Persona. Ingmar Bergman from Sweden. Roll that trailer. <laughs> Swedish ass motherfuckers. Ever tell you about the time? Man, I have to be able to edit the trailer at some point, Matt. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's the trailer. Critics of Europe have honored Ingmar Bergman's new film, Persona. Persona is a knowledge, a terrible knowledge of our loneliness, our estrangement, our inability to reach one another. It is a confession of our fears, of man, of failure, of death. Persona is the drama of a despair. A silence. A terror far too great to be named. Of life laid bare to the bone. It is a drama of the skin sensitivity faces and words and ruthless courage. Persona is an illusion shattered. A victory over silence. A new film from Ingmar Bergman Persona. Okay, welcome back from the trailer. Did I ever tell you about the time I went to Sweden and I told them that they all... Yes, so many times. You told me so many times how you just told everyone in Sweden they sounded like a Swedish chef. And then played it for them. Yeah, you would you would do well in Russia. I would do great in Russia. Yeah. Because I, I know all the right ethnicities today. Okay. All right. All right. So, Persona from 1966. So, so I have yeah, I I have stepped up to the plate here and done my duty and assigned you a real ass fucking art film. Yeah, there. you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. yeah, you did. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is like one of the like great films. Yeah. Um, it is. I, I I don't know if this is true, but it's often like at least said that other than Citizen Kane, no film has been written about more. Is that true? Again, I don't I don't know that if anyone has ever done a study. Oh, okay. Like I don't even know how you would go about doing that. Very um, carefully. It's good. It's good. You haven't used that one before. But... So Ingrid Bergman. Ingmar. I'm not saying that. Ingmar. I don't. I'm probably not. Is it I N G M A R? Yeah. We gotta. We gotta shut down Scandinavia until we figure out what the fuck is going on. I'm probably not even pronouncing it right. It's probably like Ingyang. Yeah. Wait. Question. Do you think like? I 
feel like they'd look at your name and they'd be like, well, Robert, you know what I mean? I'm sure they have Robert or some shit mm-hmm. like that, right? You think they like look at my name and they're just like, that's silly. You think they react to my name like like Ingmar or something like that? I mean, I think I think they they do have Bibles in. Oh yeah, that's true. Sweden. <laughs> at least I get that. <laughs> and it's a biblical name. Yeah, man, that's really sad. <laughs> it's my name. Anyway, yeah, no, no. Um, what's it called? Yeah, nineteen sixty-six. I just want to start off the fucking like opening. I think it's like so, the opening so, credits. Yeah. So we'll get into that. Oh, in oh, a second. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. oh, 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 you have a whole presentation. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, it's going to be a little scattershot. Like, I always have, like, big plans of, like, how I'm going to, like, properly contextualize these films. I'm not really actually that great at, like, um, speaking extemporaneously, and I don't quite... Like, I take a lot of notes, but never quite organize them into, like, a script, because that feels like it's trying way too hard. You're way better than I am. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, again... (laughs) We compared you to a 13-year-old girl earlier, so, you know, I'm not... I'm not really like taking that one to the bank, but just, just take the fucking compliment. But yeah, so this is um, so Bergman. Bergman, you know, this is the first time we were encountering him, but he is like he's one of like the great directors. Yeah, you know? he did like Seventh Seal and shit like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, was one of the you know sort of starting in like the fifties, especially like you know like art film. Yeah, really, that's when it really started to like take off as a concept. Um, like films that were you know kind of pushing the bounds of what you could do both formally and that there's a, a lot that he's doing to push the bounds formally here yeah, which we'll not, get into in a second fucking getting but also just in terms of like themes and content you know it's yeah. a lot of his cinema you know struggles with like existentialism and and you know mm-hmm. psychology you know there's greater depth of you know, of yeah. ambition really in yeah. content you know yeah. um was that like was that like a big was there like a movement in Sweden around that or is it just this motherfucker i mean i i there are certain I, I don't know a whole lot about Swedish films specifically. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm sure that there are yeah. other you know, other other I know about this and I know about the girl with the dragon tattoo guy. <laughs> That's all I know. No, those are the only two people who ever worked in Sweden. No, yeah. I mean like every Europe, you know, film functions differently a little bit there because it's not you know, a lot of it is state supported. Yeah. You know, so I'm sh- like I know he went to like a state supported film school. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so there were certainly what a system. Yeah, I mean, apparently was, like, widely loathed there <laughs> because he was such, like, a, a taskmaster. Yeah. And the um, the uh, uh, the administrator of, like, the Swedish Film Institute at the time was um, this guy named Victor Sjostrom, um, who was, uh, like, one of the great, like, silent film directors. Um, so there is, I mean, there is, Sweden and Scandinavia generally, they had a, um, like, a fairly um, robust, like, Cinema, cinema yeah. culture in the silent era, in particular. Yeah. You know, they had um, it was like Haksan and Vampire. Were those Swedish? Or? Uh, I don't know if they're Swedish. But again, like I, I'm not like I'd like to pretend to be like. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, you're, you're more so than me. Yes, but still an amateur. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Scandinavian. I don't know if they're Swedish specifically. So Sjöström was, and he made, and uh, you know, he made again, sort of like proto, or not proto, but you know, just. Um, prior to Bergman was making, like, yeah. fairly existential, like, psychologically rich, like, silent movies about, yeah. you know, like, um, infidelity and murder and the absence of God. And, you know, very, very light Swedish stuff. You know, what you would expect from a land without sun. Exactly, yeah. 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 And over here we have, like, uh, fucking, um, we have, like, uh, uh, oh, man. God, I literally almost Fatty said, Arbuckle? Yeah, I li- do you want to know who I almost said? Who'd you almost I say? literally almost said Benny Hill. <laughs> just like, <laughs> not, immediately, not an American. Well, I mean, okay, there was... Yeah, like, uh, what, what's the... Like, Laurel and Hardy... Who's the one guy? 
The Buster, Buster Keaton. Yes! But, I mean, Buster Keaton is art. Yeah, like, absolutely. Buster Keaton is fantastic, yeah. but it is very different yeah. than, you yeah. know, films about people staring at the sea and thinking about how God exactly. has abandoned them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 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 Which yeah. are the kind of movies Sjostrom made. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And, you and can, I'm sure there were Swedish versions of Buster Keaton. Probably. I mean, there are a little, little bit of that in the opening of this film. We'll get into that in a second. Um, there are clips from silent movies. I think they're recreated. But oh, okay. we'll, we'll get into the whole, like, avant-garde opening of this film. Okay. Is gonna I've seen Buster Keaton movies. Gonna, gonna take some untangling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so there was certainly a film culture. I don't know a whole lot about it beyond Sjostrom. Um, and then, like, Carl, uh, Carl Theodore Dreyer. Um, who, again, I don't remember if he's Swedish specifically. Who cares? Because there's a part of me that just thinks, like, they're the cold places. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. There's, like, Sweden, Denmark... Norway, and that's all the same shit in my head. And then there's like Finland, which is their Mexico. <laughs> okay, well that's Matt's race science corner. Um, I, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't sound. I'm gonna, but it's like there. I'm gonna stop. Okay, probably bet for the best. <laughs> but um, like Dreyer made one of the like the yeah. uh, you know um, one of the great silent films mm. in uh, uh, the Passion of Joan of Arc, which is this very. Um, uh, you know, it's this film that's, it's very, it's, you know, it, it's about the, the trial of mm -hmm. Joan of Arc, but mm -hmm. it's this very stripped down, austere mm -hmm. uh, production of it where you're just getting, it's, it's almost entirely shot in close-ups where people are framed by just like white backgrounds, mm -hmm. you know, to the point where it's almost experimental. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, has sort of that um, austere, you know, existential Swedish feel that, yeah. you, you know, that, that is later, you know, you definitely was a major influence on Berkman. Yeah. Um, so he comes out of that tradition. You know, Sjostrom was um, the uh, the head of the film institute that Bergman attended, and apparently, like, like at one point, like grabbed Bergman by the back of the neck, just be like, "Look, if you want to make movies, people, are, you're gonna have to work with people. This is a collaborative medium, <laughs> like." <laughs> Because you know he was he had, he was uh, when he started off he was a bit of an enfant terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know he's he had an ego. You know he was yeah. the guy who would grow up to be Ingmar Bergman. He yeah. knew that he was going to do this. You know about as well as anyone ever did it, or at yeah. least you know had that faith in himself. Had yeah. he was certainly a dude with an ego. Yes. Um, yes. You know had yes. that sort of director personality. Yes. Um, yes. But um, you know like um, and I don't you know. That dressing down seems to have made some impact on him because, like, well, he was certainly a man with an ego who liked to hear himself talk. Um, like, he did, you know, people would repeatedly work with him. You know, he had, like, sort of a repertory company of actors. Yeah. B.B. Uh, Anderson and Lee. I was going to say, yeah. Leave Ullman, who are, you know, basically the two character, the characters in this movie, both worked with him over, you know, decades. Mm -hmm. You know, people would come back to work with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even after. He he at different points had relationships with both Ullman and of Anderson. Of course he did. Um, Anderson before this film, Ullman like starting on set, I believe. Um, that dog. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he he was married like five times. Um, yeah. I don't think probably would have survived the Me Too era. Probably not. Um, but like also like in his later years, like eventually settled down with someone and was married for like 25 years yeah um so seems to have which by swedish standards pretty good yeah no that's yeah. essentially yeah. a lifetime yeah. yeah yeah i i literally i had like a really close swedish friend growing up the one who i told you sound like the swedish chef <laughs> he was not happy really yeah 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 but i was like i'm sorry you're swedish i'm not afraid of you anyway but uh what's it called i don't know what that means anyway 
Um, but no, but but yeah, his parents, um, they came here and I was, right, right, and 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 he was like, oh, my parents aren't married, and we were like, what? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, they just, they yeah, they just, it, it's like a big thing over there. Like, yeah, you just don't get married. Years together it's a big thing like in a lot of places in the world but then they did end up getting married because his sister got horribly bullied at school for it okay so they got yeah so they did end up getting married here yeah i mean it, again as as a you know a beyond outside observer like it it is like a a a culture from you know again just an absolute neophyte perspective mm-hmm. that has you know it, it has some clashing currents you know yeah. there is that you know like old school pro what, what are they they're lutheran or um something? I, I don't know. God, who could know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Some sort of Protestant. I think. Mostly, I, right? I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But I know, like, there is, like, that, you know, yeah. that libertine European sexuality. But there's also, like, Bergman was raised by, like, a very austere minister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who was, yeah. like, you know, it sounds like verging on abusive. Mm-hmm. You know, probably just abusive. Yeah. But, like, you know, had a complicated relationship with both of his parents. Yeah. And, you know, came out of that sort of very... Yeah, again, just austere is a word that's going to get used a lot. That's great. In this episode. I'm going to look up oh. austere real quick. <laughs> just so I make sure. There, it's a thing. I almost told someone. Someone asked me how I felt about something, and I almost said ambivalent. And then I was like, hold on. Let me look this up real quick. <laughs> it was not the word I wanted to use. Yeah. The word I wanted to use was neutral. I mean, ambivalent, it, it, you know, there's, there's some overlap there. It's, yeah, not, it's, it's more of two minds than just no opinion. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. See, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, because I, I was, I was a... Zero minds. <laughs> there and you I go. Needed, that's yeah, what yeah. I needed to get through. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, but you keep talking about look up austere. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you look up austere. Let's let's do this on mic. Matt, Severe Matt or strict in manner, attitude, or appearance. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do a lot for me. But it's really like lacking frivolity, like very stripped down. Okay. You know, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I am not austere. No, you are the opposite of austere. <laughs> you know. Um, I, am, I am. I am. I am. Unaustere. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Go with that. All right, but, all right. Enough about me, though. But yeah, so so Bergman again was really at sort of the forefront of like you know modernist existential like um, ambitious cinema, especially in the fifties. He was one of kind of like really the first wave of that kind of movie making. Yeah. Um, but when he's making Persona, you know, it, it, he, uh, um, you know, was kind of at a low point in his career. Yeah. You know, he, he had a, a very long career that had, you know, high points throughout. Yeah. You know, he did a lot lot of his best work into the, like, 70s and 80s. Was making movies. I think his last movie was in the 2000s. No you know. shit. Yeah, he died in 2007. Damn. Um, yeah, he was old. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Max von Sydow uh, Seventh Seal? Yeah, he was yeah. he was in a he was another yeah. one of those guys yeah. who worked with him a lot. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Just just who then got slotted into Hollywood and just like you're uh you're either a Nazi or just some sort of European, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a big big reveal for me when I found out he was Swedish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but this is coming so like he was at the forefront of this move, movement, but it kind of started to get surpassed a little bit when the the French New Wave kind of yeah. came on. Um, yeah. And uh, because, you know, that was its own, like, massive explosion of, mm-hmm. like, really, in a lot of ways, postmodern yeah. cinema, which is very, like, you know, make, again, what we talked about with Breathless, like, yeah. intentionally making you aware of art as art, you know, yeah. forcing you to be aware of the camera and your own role as a spectator, yeah. which um, is going to be a big thing in Persona. Yeah, but, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, I felt like, I, I, I felt a lot of, because this movie doesn't feel new wave. But no, like, it's its own thing, but swimming in some, some of the same waters. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I feel like, I mean, like, 
I mean, like, if you love, like, film, like, you're, I mean, the motherfucker definitely watched a bunch of French New Wave. Oh, you know absolutely. What I mean? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I can't help but kind of work away. But definitely, yeah, I would, like, absolutely, this is not a New Wave film. No, no. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. but certainly influenced by it. And of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, of course. A product of the time. So, you know, there was this, you know, this this other big movement that had kind of taken a little bit of the shine mm-hmm. off of him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what was the Italian version? Was it Italian New Wave as well, or, or what was it? Um, um, so I don't I don't know like, if it ever really cohered into its own yeah. movement. Like, there was Fellini. Yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Who was sort of at the same time, but, like, prior to that, um, yeah. sort of the big movement prior to Bergman and Fellini, it was, yeah. uh, like... Italian neorealism, which we That's talked about. That's right, Italian neorealism. We talked about, um, yeah, with uh, bicycle thieves. Yeah, but yeah. that that was kind of a very different thing yes. because Italian neorealism is, you know, a way to sort of distinguish the two is neorealism. Neorealism was, you know, political yeah. and communal. You know, it was mm. interested in you know society generally. Yeah, uh, and it was you know materialist. Yes, um, whereas. The new wave and Bergman in particular was much more personal and psychological, individual, yeah. Yeah. Um, spiritual. Even. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I feel like with the neorealism, you kind of like 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 you kind of get a like like through the story, kind of get a picture of the broader society wherein yes. like wherein like in these like like I mean like there are what like five characters. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's much more about yeah individual psychology and yeah. spirituality and yeah. you know existential being you yeah. know it's it's more singular yeah the only and, re- yeah i was gonna say the only reason you know these motherfuckers are swedish is that they're speaking swedish right like, you know what i mean and I, I think there are certainly political valences of that course. we'll get into of um but it is certainly a more you know um and and that was something that he was criticized for in some circles especially like left-wing people who were you know didn't like the idea of cinema moving away from political action okay, and yeah. like material concerns yeah. towards of course you know what could be you know, dismissively considered navel gazing yeah. Um, yeah but uh so anyway so you know at, at the moment that he's making this movie um you know he uh it sort of seems like he's been surpassed a little bit you know there's new heat on the block that's sort of taking away from his his shine um right before this he made his first color film mm-hmm. which was a big flop you know, it's yeah. the kind of film that, like, even people who are into Bergman talk mostly about, like, interesting things the cinematographer was doing, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah. You're f- we're finding things to be interested in because yeah. the whole work doesn't necessarily cohere. I haven't seen it. That's just kind of its reputation. Yeah. What was it called? I don't remember, honestly. Yeah. Um, he, he made, like, 60 movies. Yeah. I, have, I have not seen all of them. I've seen a lot of the big ones, but even not all of those, just because he's a guy with, like, 20 major works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, he was and also... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, and it's so crazy because you think of, like, other, like, prolific directors, and they get, like, maybe between, like, 20 and 30, and that's, like, a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is, yeah, like, what does, like, Scorsese have? He has, like... 30 or 40, yeah, probably. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. counting, like, his music documentaries exactly. and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's wild. Yeah. 60 is a lot. Of and, and that's while he also... He was also a prolific theater director. Oh, he, shit. He directed, like... He actually remarked a few times that like he thought his work in the theater was actually his main work um he directed like a hundred plays um yeah so like immediately before making this this movie in in like the early 60s he he got promoted to the head of the swedish royal theater and was working like 13 hour days just on like theater administration god it's so funny they have a king (laughs) it's so funny yeah it's so fucking funny this is this is 2021 you still got what's it called you're still playing fucking pretend shut the what the fuck did you wait real quick did you see 
Did you see there was a video uh, in Spain? Another LOL. Spain has a king. Yeah. And did you did you see the video of the parachutist fucking up in Spain? No. Oh man, I gotta send it to you. He like they have this like parachutist that has like the Spanish flag and the kings there, and he's. Why, why do they always put kings in, like, military outfits? You know what I mean? Because, you know, the head of the state. Okay. Anyway, he's in the like, this military outfit. He's, like, saluting. And this, like, parachutist comes down. Spanish flag, right? And he comes out and he, like, clips a tree and, like, wraps, <laughs> wraps around like a fucking lamppost. And the king's just there saluting just starts shaking his head. <laughs> that, that kind of feels like a nice summation of the last, like, 300 years of Spanish <laughs> governance. <laughs> Just, just. So, sorry to all of our Spanish listeners. You know. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, really, 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 just—it's just, been downhill since uh, Charles. Since, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, probably the most powerful man on earth at the time, and then you know, we we what's it called? It is so funny that you and I just we just said that picture of who is that? It's Charles the Second. I think so. Yeah, Charles the Bewitched or something. Yeah, like, yeah just back in. Yeah, man, you imagine. That guy got so much pussy. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anyway, thank you. Okay. Anyway. Ingmar. So yeah. So he's you know he's he's his film career is kind of sputtering. He's working thirteen hour days. You know, he he writes the, this screenplay for like a four hour movie. Yeah. That like falls apart at the last minute. Um, and then to like top it all off, he gets like deathly pneumonia, <laughs> and like is like hospitalized for I think like a month or two. God damn. And wrote the script for Persona while like in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. It shows. Yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely like a I think I might be dying exactly. movie in a lot of ways. There's yeah. a lot of like existential panic yeah. in this movie. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 This is an uncomfortable movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. So, but it's also a, a movie that he he like repeatedly said that he credits it with like saving his life, hmm. um, and like was one of the like probably uh, along with Cries and Whispers, the movie that he considers like his most successful, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of like pushing himself to his absolute artistic limits, mm-hmm. um, which you know I think shines through. Like there's no. there's a lot going on in this movie. Like, Absolutely. No, like if we were like film academics. Yeah, like true academics, mm-hmm. and spent like two hours discussing this movie. There'd still be more to talk about. Like, sorry, the the picture of myself as a film academic is very. I funny. I was replacing both of us. In this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I can see you with like the like the blazer with the shit on the, the tweed and the yeah, patches. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then just me just being like, all right, today we're going to talk about epic movie. <laughs> Also, while wearing tweed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm smoking a pipe indoors, getting yeah. yelled at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, be good. Um, I mean, you should be able to smoke indoors. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing yeah. this. We just. Need I to know. We're, that's just that's a feature, not a bug. It at is. This point. It yeah. is. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I think we should we should dive in at this point, just giving it that context. Yeah. Because um, it needs that context. Because yeah. this is like. Because I think, like, I was thinking, I was like, it would just so fun. Because, like, I mean, because, so I watched this on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, right? Like, a lot of people have HBO Max. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was I was thinking while I was watching it, I was like, I was like, do you think, like, anyone ever just had, like, no idea? I'd never heard of this movie. I'd never heard of Ingmar Bergman. Mm-hmm. And just, like, and just, like, just, like, oh, it's a good, hey, you know, I'll, I'll give this a shot. Just completely blind. Yeah, yeah, And just, like, what their reaction to this movie <laughs> would be. And just, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I watched it on the Criterion channel, and, you know, they've got, like, you know, they got, like, a bunch of extra special features. I was features, gonna say, you watched every single one of them. Not right? all of them. Okay. Um, I um, wanted to get to more. Um, yeah, of course. But, like, they, they have, like, a, 
uh, like a 20 or 25 minute video with a film professor just breaking down the first like five minutes of this movie. Yeah, I could have used that. Because it is, um, it opens with this, what's truly like an avant-garde like short film. Yeah. Like a true like art film. Yeah. Um, that, you know, doesn't directly connect to the plot in any way. No. Um, but just sort of, but I think is really essential to understanding the film mm-hmm. um, as much as you can understand it. I think yeah. part of, I think what is great about this film and why I love this film, but also, you know, the reason that it is one of the most written about films ever made is that it is so, um, interpretative. (laughs) (laughs) Are you laughing at the fact that I guessed on a word? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just tried to, tried to ad lib vocabulary. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to coin a term. I think, I think one of the funniest things you ever said to me was you were like, Matt, you don't have an accent. You just talk lazy. I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, hard to parse. Um, obscure, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. elliptical, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, so it, it, ju- it really just begins with a series of disconnected and fragmented images. Um, image of a penis? But the, I, it, I'll start with the first image, which is, um, it, because I think it, it's, again, all, all of the images are, in a way, key to understanding the film as much as you can understand it. Mm-hmm. The first, and, you know, it, again, a lot of the, this is a, a postmodern film. Yeah. Um, that is, you know, sort of intimately engaged with, what film means mm-hmm. and how it works and, and it's like psychological and even spiritual implications as a mm-hmm. medium and it begins with you know the first images are of the operation of a camera yes um and the, the first thing you see is um a carbon arc lamp um firing up mm. which is um the actual lighting mechanism that is used for film projection oh i knew that <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's essentially it's it's uh, carbon. So if you want to get real nitty gritty with it, baby, let's do it. Carbon arc lamps were the first like electrical light that was created, mm-hmm. even before incandescent bulbs. Um, okay. And it's essentially two hot, you know, uh, two rods of carbon yeah. that are heated mm. to the point where uh, I, they I make light. I can't describe exactly the like. Electric- no, I, I get it. No, you heat them up, they make light. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Hey, what do you what do you, you think I wouldn't understand that? <laughs> well, no, 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 I mean there is like a complicated like electromechanical process involved. Does it make light? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I did it. Essentially, uh, you you form a, a very bright arc of light between these two carbon rods. Um, so, sounds like what I said. Yeah, with more words. And it's you know it's it's very hot and requires a lot of energy. I so was going to say. So it doesn't. Re- it's, it's only used in specific functions mm-hmm. like. Um, like spotlights use carbon arc lamps and like old school film projectors. Like they don't use them anymore, but up through like the forties and fifties, yeah. Um, that's how you would light a film. Does it make like a different like makes it look different? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen one in operation, but I would imagine the uh, you know the the method of lighting does affect the light. It's gonna be a big old motherfucker, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so the opening of this movie is you just see this you know. Uh, um, on a you know pitch black background, just sort of these two obscure squares, slowly of like at first very dim gray light, you know, sort of increasing in luminescence until there's this spark mm-hmm. um, that's at the at the light act- or the lamp actually lighting, mm-hmm. um, which is this you know it's at just like a, a purely formal level, it is this beautiful image that's like you know 
at first you don't know what you're looking at, and if, yep. obviously, like if you don't know what it is, and I had to look it up, you don't yep. really know what you're looking at even once you know it comes yep. into operation. Yeah, but it does. I mean, it does have this. You know, you can pull out all sorts of like pretentious thematic meanings to it too. You know, it is like the the opening of this film is literally like "Let There Be Light." Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've heard people compare it to like something erotic or sexual. You know, in that. You know, the the process of film is like, um, you know, you have a uh, um, a strip of celluloid mm. um, that is, you know, in a way inseminated by by light, um, which cr- which births an image. You know, and that's you're giving me a you're giving me a look. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, because no, the thought I have is just like, just like, just like a camera being like. Yeah, I'm fucking coming right now. <laughs> very funny. Very funny to me. Yeah, I'm coming all over this cellular. But just, just in the sense that, like, there are, you know, there's, yeah, there's yeah, sort well, of, no, I get there's saying. a female and a male entering yeah. into it, creating a third thing. Oh, like female and male, like the inputs, not like I was like, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm Meta- like metaphorically. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, there, I thought you meant there's literally. A, there's an object that is acted upon yeah. by an outside object yeah. that creates a third object that, you know, comes to life. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've had kids, I know it works. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I was there for a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. You come on the thing and then you make a baby and that's your movie. And that's why people refer to movies, it's my baby. I got it. Oh, baby. There was a, I was watching this, I was like, this is some weird Swedish shit. <laughs> no idea what's going on. I literally, literally, when I started watching this, that like first opening scene, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is some weird Swedish shit, but yeah. it's not just random weird Swedish yeah. shit. And I, it's I also, intentional, yeah. It is intentional, but I also, like, I don't know that either of those two readings are correct, necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, and what does even correct mean? You know, I, I, I don't is it what I can Berg- look it up. Is it what Bergman intended? You know, because he's always, you know, sort of refused to comment on the film, to, like, leave it open to interpretation. See, um, I, I could never do that. I would immediately interpret it. And just be like, I made the movie, so I'm right. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Stop writing about it. And that's why I'm not a successful film director. That's the only reason <laughs> why. It's not, it would be all Dutch angles because it's the only thing I know what it is. Yeah. But, uh. Who did but, a lot of Dutch angles? Who was it? The Dutch. Is that real? <laughs> is that why they called them that? I, I, I don't know. Canted angle, Dutch angle, you know, a number of terms for them, you know. But I always thought they were called Dutch angles because of some sort of, like, weird racism that they were just like, yeah, because they're, like, fucked up, you know, like the Dutch or something like that. I don't know. I know, I know that's why you would have called them that. <laughs> that's exactly why I would have called them. Knowing nothing about the Dutch, just being like, they're funny people to make fun of. Yeah. yeah. They walk funny because of their shoes. They're always <laughs> askew. They yeah. no motherfuckers love when they wear wooden shoes. I remember when I found out what clogs where i was like why would that sounds so much harder than anything else why don't you just wear shoes like a normal person <laughs> tulip loving motherfuckers but anyway so from yeah. from that Got moment of like metaphorical conception that's right um you get like uh, from there yeah, you do get like a, a truly like just series of images that are yeah. disconnected you know and but all have like these kind of like sexual sexual or freudian yeah. like implicate like there is like you know the just so like I think it's three frames like yeah. instantaneous to the point of like almost being subliminal image of like an erect penis yeah um, that's when I said oh man <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay I know what type of movie I'm in yeah for. in in the like the criterion like uh, feature about this 
sequence, um, you know, the professor is talking about how, you know, I don't know if, if Bergman knew about, like, you know, the, the eventual advent of video technology and the ability to pause, like, who knows if he would have included it, and then he yeah. just pauses on the dick for, like, 30 seconds. Just leaves that thing up there. <laughs> See what I can do? <laughs> See what I can do? Take a look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you this. Like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what's it called? This is a, is this what you're into? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say they're very kind of like sexually explicit like undertones, but I was like, these are fucking overtones. Yeah, a lot of it, but like they're like it's explicit there, but like there is yeah. you know in a lot yeah, of the other, other images under, there is there are like clearly you know sexual undertones to oh, it. Yeah. You know, and you know, speaking of the like the silent film, that one of the other things in there is. You know, there is this, I believe it's a recreation. Mm. Um, I don't think it's the original footage, but something from a Swedish silent film um, of, like, a, uh, it's, like, a, you know, a dude in, like, a, like a stereotypical, like, old-timey nightshirt and, like, cap who's being chased around a bedroom by, like, a, a devil and a man in a skeleton costume. And it's, like, kind of comedic, but also kind of horrific. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's, you know, something that, again, you don't really... No, it's you just kind of have to read meeting into it, but like yeah. the kind of thing that like probably like Bergman would have been into as a kid. Yeah, you know, um, because you know he was someone who was a kid, know, a, and a, a movie obsessed kid yeah. in particular. You know, oh, okay. like there's a story of how like he, uh, um, at uh, you know when he was like eight or something at Christmas, he kept asking for a you know um, uh, a film projector mm -hmm. um, or you know like a. One of those, like, old-timey, like, yeah. proto-film projectors, yeah. like a Magic Lantern or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. And, like, kept asking for it and kept asking for it. And, like, his parents gave one to his brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, he figured out, like, my brother doesn't give a shit about movies, but yeah. loves toy soldiers, and I have a bunch of toy soldiers, so yeah. just, I'll trade him yeah. my toy soldiers for this Magic Lantern. Easy lamp. peasy. Art yeah. of the deal, baby. Art of the deal! Yeah. God damn, what's it called? If he was a real, if he was a real Chad, he would have just pulled a fucking, um, fucking, uh, Herzog and just taken that motherfucker. <laughs> but, it, like, it, there is, like... I am it, owed this camera. Yeah, exactly. I, I have a right to it. It's yeah. so cool. Anyway, uh, we don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll go off a whole other thing. We, but, we will. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, an image out of childhood. Yeah. You know, something that, you know, would have been obsessed with. Um, which I think is really kind of the... If there is a, a point or a thematic resonance to this whole um, introductory segment, it is, you know, the, I think the idea that um, because a lot of what the movie is ultimately is about is like what what are we in a way yeah. like what yeah. what makes up a person yeah. you know um, and this opening segment is just like a series of, of fragmentary images yeah. and you know is is that is that what we are? Are we just, you know, a, a collected series of inputs? You know, yeah. we just, have we just, are we just a collection of memories, yeah. you know, um, that are, you know, sort of disconnected, but like related to each other in these sort of deep, hard to parse, like unconscious ways. Yeah. And somehow the, you know, the varying influences of all those different inputs somehow, like through some sort of complicated unconscious algorithm, like ends up in the output that is our personality. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. You know that we are just a collection of our memories and our influences. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, sort of the ultimate image that it's building to, and one of the most, you know, I think there are two really famous images from this movie, but I think this is probably the primary one. I think it's one of, you know, maybe the most famous image in Bergman's filmography, and one of the most famous images just in cinema 
is this image of you know the way that ultimately where the this avant-garde sequence builds to is you know a a, a, a morgue mm-hmm. um, and you see images of dead bodies yeah. which again is like something that if you want to read into it is pulled from um, Bergman's childhood um, where there's this, this famous story of you know he grew up next to a uh, a chapel, you know, because his dad was a minister, yeah. and it was, you know, it was a mortuary chapel. You know, mm. People would be buried there, and there was, a, there was a morgue. And as a as a kid, someone, you know, some other kid as a prank locked him in the morgue. Um, you know, there's a story he's told a number of times about, you know, the absolute terror of that. And at, by the end of it, you know, s- f- believing that he that, you know, there was this woman on the slab, and believing that she was looking at him. Yeah. Um, you know, like her eyes opened and she stared at him. Yeah. And you know, that's that's one of the images in the sequence of yeah. you know, there's a, a dead woman on a on a slab and you know, it cuts and her eyes open. Yeah. Um and and then from there you cut to another sort of slab and there's a, a boy on it, yeah. um, who then wakes up. Yeah. Um and he's, you know, he's you know, got a blanket over his lower half, but he looks you know, he's look he had looked like he was a dead body as well, you know, was just a half naked boy on a slab but he wakes up he reads for a little bit and then he looks up at this you know he looks uh, he looks at the camera first um and that's you know sort of a repeated motif in the film is looking at the camera looking yeah. at the audience because again so much of this is about sort of our relationship to cinematic images and it you know it repeatedly sort of implicates us by reminding us you know by having characters look at us yeah that like you know our position as spectators yeah. um I, I i would say i would say they like look at they look at us, but they don't like address us. If that yes. makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, right? Like when, like, yeah, like they're like like they're looking out, but like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be like a look of like acknowledgement. It's yes. more just a look of like it, it, it's just looking. It's just yeah. looking. And and yeah, it is kind of like it's uncanny. It's it is. It's yeah. like it's. I, I was like, there's a. There's a Bitch, what are you looking at? Yeah, but I think that's yeah. intentional. Like, yeah, if, exactly, if you have yeah. someone like deliver a soliloquy to the camera, like you, there's an established relationship there. You know how you're supposed to be relating to the person. Like, exactly. they're speaker, I am listener. You know. Yeah. Um, but when they're just kind of looking at the camera and you can't quite tell if there's recognition, yeah, you know, it really kind of forces you to like feel that relationship exactly. and how tenuous and strange and multifaceted it is. Exactly. You know that. Yeah. Um, we're watching these people and the sort of the traditional relationship between you know um, spectator and screen is that we're sort of allowed to sort of like passively project ourselves onto them like yeah. you don't get real pretentious with it and I'm going to fuck this up a little bit because I don't remember all of my like film school psychoanalysis stuff go ahead baby um, but you know one of the one of the guys that you read a lot in film school is this guy called Lacan. Oh, a, yeah, I've actually heard of him. Yeah. He's a French kind of like post Freudian yeah. um, psychoanalysis yeah. analysis. Yeah, um, psychoanalyst. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird turn of events. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I know a word. Matt's got the upper hand. Woo! Watch me immediately lose it. But his uh, his like primary area of of study was sort of how we come to understand ourselves mm-hmm. as like independent beings yeah. um, and spent a lot of time studying and talking about the uh, you know what we call the mirror stage of development where mm. you know between like six and 18 months where an infant is first able to look into a mirror and recognize themselves as like a full and cohesive whole yeah. you know rather than just a like a collection of like sensory impulses yeah. and body parts oh buddy I've seen it happen twice and it is 
fucking weird. Yeah. It is weird and, and, and but cool, but, like, weird. Right, and then the, the subsequent, like, tension and yeah. anxiety and neuroses that's born out of, you know, I am independent and discreet, mm-hmm. but that also, to pursue that deeper, I am perceived. Yes. You know, I am seen by people, and how I am seen and what I am, you know, there's this... Un, unbreachable gulf. Yeah. You know, and there's so much anxiety in that. Mm-hmm. And what am I? Am I what other people see? Am I what am I what am I what I feel? Mm-hmm. You know, and just how so much of our um how much we are driven by and how many of our neuroses are born from trying to create this ideal self, you know, that we uh that we can project out to other people to resolve that tension. Um and that how that is applied to uh, cinema and our um, sort of psychological relationship to movies is that, you know, most traditional like Hollywood type movies, you know, you look at the screen and you're able to identify with the characters and, you know, you sort of um, project yourself onto them and, you know, you can relate emotionally to their journey and achieve some sort of catharsis when they achieve some sort of catharsis. Um, but that what a lot of postmodern filmmakers are doing is reminding you that really what you identify with is the camera, mm-hmm. um, that you're there as a spectator, yeah. you know, and they try and break that relationship to the character um, and reinforce the relationship to the act of spectation mm-hmm. to, you know, make you consider that, to make you, um, to estrange you yeah. from cinema. And um, I think that is in large part what Bergman is doing here. And you know, so, and that's this is all building up to that final image of this early sequence, which is of the boy. He looks he looks at the camera, and then it cuts to an image from from behind him, um, of the child looking up at this image. And it's not clear exactly what it is. Like it, it, it's a screen or a mirror or some sort of projected image of the shift. And it, it what's projected on there shifts between the two main actresses, Liv Ullman who plays Elizabeth, and B.B. Um, Anderson, who plays... Uh, Alma. Alma, yeah. And it's, you know, this image of the boy reaching up to the screen and trying to touch it, almost like he's trying to, you, I don't know what, you know, yeah. uh, to feel it, to become part of it, to make it real, to enter into it. Um, <laughs> it's this, you know, really stunning image that, you know, is... Okay, you could, you could, we could spend two hours just talking about the implications Easily. of that. Easily. Yeah. Easily we could. Yeah. Yeah, but we won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it, from there it goes into the like the opening credit sequence, which is like even more aggressively like um, subliminal. It's just yeah. these uh, like instantaneous flashes of images, you know, cut between you know the the actual credits themselves. Mm-hmm. And you get you know over and over again, you get the boy looking at you, you get the two actresses looking at you, and then you get these you know other sort of more obscure images of like nature. Um, parted lips that are turned sideways to kind of look like a vagina. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Again, it's it's like it's all this very deeply like Freudian Lacanian, stew of uh, yeah. just images that like don't like resolve into anything neat. Yeah. You know, but like clearly there's something going on there. Um, and then from there we enter into you know sort of the the proper narrative of the film as much as there is one, um, which centers around these two women mostly. Yeah. I mean, it is. I've heard the the movie described as essentially a long monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the setup of the film is there's this woman Alma, um, 
who is a nurse or like a care aide, mm. and then uh, another woman, Elizabeth or Elizabeth. 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 We're, just, we're just gonna say Elizabeth. Because, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, exactly. I'm not yeah, Swedish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have a king over here, so like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is an actress? Um, who has, you know, for reasons that are never totally explained, um, and we just get a little flash of this mid. I think it's rehearsal actually, midway mm. through a rehearsal of Electra. Uh-huh. Um, which again, you can pull all sorts of Freudian stuff out of that. Yeah, that's one that tries to fuck her dad, right? Sorry, <laughs> that's one that tries to fuck her dad, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't really actually know the story of the play, but it's, it's a Greek tragedy yeah. out of which is born the you know the name the Electra Complex. Yeah, that's which, that's how I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, essentially the reverse of the Oedipal Complex. Yeah, which is or not the reverse, the female female equivalent. equivalent. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, really about all I know about the play. What's it called? Uh, I listen. I'm on Tinder, so I know all about it. <laughs> okay. Don't you right. worry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does me real well. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> God uh, damn it. midway through this performance, she just she falls silent and yeah. is just decided to. Or I don't. We don't really yeah. know if it's a decision. It's in, strongly implied. It's deci- it's a decision. Yeah. Um, but. And, and she does eventually speak a couple of words. Yeah. Um, she probably has, like, what, like, maybe... She has three lines of dialogue. Yeah. And we will get into what those are, because I think they are significant. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has three. Yeah. Um, but she, she is silent. Um, and Alma is assigned, assigned to care for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... Essentially, the, the whole movie is essentially... Um, the process... If you... As much as there is a narrative to this movie, um, and even, you know, what is real and what is a dream and what is not are all yeah. sort of fluid, and people have spent a lot of time trying to parse out what counts and what doesn't in terms of the, like, quote-unquote reality of the film. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, dream logic or diversions from that reality. Wait, there were dreams in this? Maybe. I thought, I just assumed this was all happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, no, I think I think that is part of the question. Yeah, um, I didn't ask that question at all. I just thought that this was a straightforward move. <laughs> didn't even consider it. But I mean, that's that. I, I don't know that that's um, wrong. Yeah, in an adequate yeah. reading of it, yeah. like, uh, and I, I think that that ambiguity is to a certain extent the point. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Watching a movie, none of it is real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, touche. Yeah, um, but it's the process of like eventually what what starts to happen is you know Alma is assigned to care for her, mm-hmm. um, and um, as part of that, essentially just because they're eventually they move off to this island. Uh, <laughs> it's spelled like Pharaoh, but I, I believe it's pronounced Farah. Um, uh, who cares? Well, it's it it. it it's not Wait, really... are they in the Faroe Islands? No, it's different. Okay, yeah, it's spelled similarly, but it's not. It's yeah, in the yeah. Baltic Sea. Um, oh, okay. But it's it's notable because it, 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 Bergman shot a lot of movies there and eventually ended up living there. In the last few years of his life, he was essentially a hermit living on this island. It's it's not a small island; it's fairly sizable. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. There's a community there. Yeah. Um, but um, it is a significant place in Bergman's life and filmography. All right. But they sort seems of... pretty. Yeah, yeah. It looks nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if I was. That was a, a director desiring of hermitage. You know, yeah. 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 You could, you could pick a worse place. You really could. Yeah. Yeah. I, at one point, I think when I was getting divorced, I looked into moving to like, I don't know. There's some place there in Scandinavia generally that you can mm-hmm. just like go to. You don't need a visa. Okay. You just live there because it's like completely desolate and Arctic. <laughs> 
And I was like, like if you want it, it's yours, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically, yeah. And it's just apparently just a ton of Filipinos and people from like the uh, from from like uh, the Middle East. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because yeah, it's all it's like it's like well, I couldn't get like refugee status or like well, I'm insanely poor. And okay. so yeah, and homelessness is a big problem there because uh, if you're homeless, uh, you will die of exposure. Sure. So yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm. Okay, maybe maybe I'll just go to Rockville <laughs> instead. It's probably the better call. Probably the better. Call. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's nothing you know you and if there's nothing you know that I'm good at, it is uh, enduring any sort of hardship. Yeah, yeah, that's your thing. I'm great at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just even the most trivial hardship in the world, I'm like, not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely not calling you twice a day over it. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, but. Uh, but um, yeah, so does that? So 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 I, yeah. we should, we can go go through it more or less. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're in the hospital, and then they're like, yeah. The doctor's like, go to my summer house. Well, I think before we get there, there's, I mean, there's the first, like, they're only like fifteen minutes or so in the hospital. Yeah, but um, they are pretty significant. I mean, all it's it's oh, an yeah. it's an eighty minute movie, and like yeah. clearly like every, every frame was obsessed yeah. over. Exactly. Yeah, um, I was gonna say so it's, yeah. it's all significant. Yeah, um, yeah, because it doesn't feel like an eighty minute movie because like. Cause like, cause like, yeah. Because like every like like there isn't there there isn't any chaff. You oh know what no. I mean? yeah. yeah. Like this is all. This is yeah. maybe the most no chaff movie ever made. I was I was gonna say yeah. yeah. This this might be one of the one of the if not the most no chaff movie we've ever watched. Yeah, like every every image seems significant. Yeah. Um, and it is I think worth noting one of, it's I. One of the best looking movies ever made, like black and white cinematography. I don't think has ever looked better. Like there are probably movies that look as good as as it, but I don't think there are any that look better. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm someone who has acquired a taste now mm-hmm. for black and white, right? Yeah. Where where it's not like, because like for years it was like immediately like, mm-hmm. get it out of here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I would turn off a movie if it yeah. was in black and white, but like this one was like I I literally forgot it was in black and white. It is so pretty. Looking. I mean, I I did not. I was well, no, I was no, yeah. I was enthralled by the black. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, sorry, that's more what I meant. Such subtle gradations yeah. of like lighting and yeah. um, implica- like implications of color. Oh my god! And, yeah. You know, and the the guy who shot it, Sven Nykvist, is a, there's the, a lot of going to be a lot of Scandinavian names. Yeah. It's just that's gonna, we're just going to power through them. Yeah, yeah. Like he was a frequent collaborator of Bergman, and like apparently like got very little direction from Bergman uh, as to like how to shoot it and was working like almost entirely intuitively um, but like it it's a real like it, just flu game performance oh my yeah. god yeah no no I mean I mean I mean, I, I mean we'll just pause real quick just to be like it, it, it is a movie worth watching yeah I will say I will absolutely say. yes yeah. yes but you did piss me off yeah ab- but yes that's I mean that that is me hitting a grand slam as far as oh I'm my concerned. god yes yeah. pissed you off and got you to be like yeah it's great. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's literally it's literally it's literally like one of those things where like we're like I remember like I was playing soccer last week mm-hmm. and this fucking guy from out of bounds the ball wasn't out of bounds but he was out of bounds reached his leg in and kicked the ball and scored like on me like mm-hmm. like it was he was my guy to cover yeah and he fucking scored and I literally wasn't even mad I was just like how the fuck did he do that? Just in awe. Just yeah. in awe of the play. And just, like, honestly, I was like, you know what? Fuck. Well done. Yeah. And and that is how I felt after I watched this movie. Towards <laughs> you. Towards so you. I, you are my enemy, and yet, you've done it. And the, uh... I think the, the one... One of the, the, the big things that I think is worth, um... Noting from, the, like, the early hospital segment is, um... 
the doctor yeah. who is caring to the two because she's the doctor is the only um, significant other speaking role. Yeah, um, and she, and it's a woman, <laughs> which I mean is is probably significant um, because this is a movie okay. about you know the identity of two women. Oh, did you um, see what the doctor's name was? I did not. No. Okay, you keep talking. I'm going to find out the doctor's name because it was striking to me. Yeah, let's, let's actually pause to look that up because I don't want to talk over you googling. I, I did the exact same thing you did. I just searched persona. <laughs> Wait, I've actually, I've got the, I still got it up here. Um, oh, it's just the doctor. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, because I saw, because it, oh, you know what? Here's how stupid I, wait, wait, okay. Did you see the actress's name? No, 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 hold on. I'm going to look Swedish. My God. I don't even want to tell you how I just tried to spell Swedish. Swedish to English. Okay. And we're going to reverse those. The doctor. Okay. I don't know. The, the way it was written, it looked like it was like, it was like, it looked kind of like Lacan. Mm. Right. And mm -hmm. so I was like, I was like, ah, very interesting. <laughs> right. And, uh. but I'm realizing that just might mean the doctor. Okay. Yeah. Or, or. Or I misread. <laughs> both, <laughs> both, both possibilities. Both, but, both equally possible. Sorry, continue. But the, the doctor has this this monologue to um, Elizabeth. Yeah. And uh, most of the movie is sort of framed as a monologue to Elizabeth, but it's mostly Alma talking. Yeah. But sort of the, the two big, you know, arcs of the movie, as much as, you know, <laughs> as much as you can parse those out, are yeah. sort of the the meaning of Elizabeth's silence yes, and the, the collapse of Alma's identity and the way yes. that their identities eventually kind of become fused. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the doctor's monologue to Elizabeth is kind of, I think it's hard to say key about anything because that implies like a definitive meaning, which again is pretty elusive. Mm. Um, but I think is, is certainly significant at least, um, in that, uh, what the doctor says to her is, um, don't you think I understand? Yeah. The hopeless dream of being, not seeming, but being, conscious at every moment, vigilant. At the same time, the chasm between what you are to others and to yourself, that feeling of vertigo and the constant desire to at last be exposed, to be seen through, cut down, perhaps even annihilated. Every tone of voice a lie, every gesture of falsehood, every smile a grimace. Commit suicide? Oh no. That's ugly. You don't do that. But you can be immobile. You can fall silent. Then, at least, you don't lie. You can close yourself in, shut yourself off. Then you don't have to play roles, show off any faces, or make false gestures. Um, yeah, this is where I immediately stop relating to the movie. <laughs> because, yeah, you are more of an Alma. Yeah, um, because I'm much more of an Alma. Yeah, because, yeah, that was you said to me. What did I say to you? I was like, I was you, like you, you, you called me. I think, or I called you. Yeah, like, one you, of us called the other one. Yeah, and I guess you, you just happened to be halfway through the movie. Yeah, and you said I don't understand this movie at all. And I yeah. just said it's a movie about you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then I was like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because because Alma's whole thing, and I, the, I, I, you, you focusing on the doctor's name, I think, is significant because I think names do matter here. Mm -hmm. um, Notably, um, persona um, comes from the Latin, it's either Latin or Greek word for mask. Mm. Um, specifically, the mask that in you know, Greek theater an actor would wear. Um, and Alma um, means soul in Jungian psychoanalysis. Um, 
the idea being that um, you know there is a, a gap, much like what we were talking about with Wakan, between the soul and what the and the mask that people wear. Oh. You know, there is this gap between you know who we are yeah. and what we present to the world and what either of those things mean. What is their reality? You know, yeah. what are they made of? You know, um, mm. and you know, there's this um, this great discrepancy between the two of them in that Alma, you know initially appears to be the stronger one yeah. you know in that you know she is a part of society you know she's yeah. she is a functional human you know she has a job yeah. she has a fiance you know yeah. she she claims to be happy you know she outwardly appears happy yeah um and you know she has you know when they're in the hospital she has this monologue but truly a monologue by herself you know she's like going to bed she's putting on like her night cream or whatever and she's yeah. talking about yeah. how you know um yeah, basically how happy she is with her life. You know, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've got everything that I thought that I wanted. You know, I have a career. You know, I have a, a fiance that I'm in love with. But there's also there's something at the core that's a little diffident. Yeah. You know, that's I have done what I felt like I was supposed to. You know, yeah. to meet people's expectations, to meet my own expectations of what I am supposed to be. You yeah. know, to wear the mask. Yeah. Um, and over the course of the film, you know, she she. You know, especially once they retreat to the island and it's just Alma and Elizabeth. You know, Alma, you know, initially cheerily just kind of keeps talking at Elizabeth, you know, just, you know, to, to make sure that there's, you know, just to talk. You know, there's nothing else to do. They're just on an island, you know, so she just talks. And as she talks, she opens up more and more. Um, and, you know, she starts to be more honest about herself. You know, again, one of the. You can't say key scenes. Everything's a key scene, but one of the the most famous scenes, anyway, is you know this, and this is one that we've talked about before. She has this you know pretty explicit monologue um, about a sexual encounter she has. Um, and yeah, this is the one scene I had seen before. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the way that the uh, um, that it starts is you know she is talking to Elizabeth and you know she's telling her about how you know how happy she is with her fiance and that she's always been faithful and then you know it, it moves on a little bit later in the evening and she starts telling a story that completely contradicts that you yeah. know of a time that she she did have an affair yeah um, yeah and got pregnant through it yes yes you know she it's it's this total fling that she has you know um, not even like a fling it's, it's like it's a, an encounter yes um, yes like totally unscripted yes you know it, it's you know responding to you know sensuality yeah you know it's she's she's on a beach with another woman and there's that, some, another woman that she does does not know. know you know a stranger to her yeah um and you know they're sunbathing and two boys are yeah. watching them and then you know one of them comes down and they ended up end up having basically an orgy yeah um um and that is you know it's clearly like one of the the great moments of her life, yeah. you know, and she, she talks about then even after that, she has, you know, the most intense sex that she has had with her fiance yeah. after that, um, that, you know, clearly she felt most alive when she was, you know, in a way, just responding to physical stimulus, yeah. you know, her body suggested something and she just went with it, you know, yeah. regardless of convention yeah. or, you know, in, even intention, you know, an, an, an opportunity presented her itself and she just, you know, she just took it. Yeah. And I, I do think building off of that, you know, um, just again, one of the, just to talk about one of the ideas of like selfhood is as just as that's presented in this movie, just as pure physicality. Yeah. Uh, the only, one of the only times that Elizabeth speaks 
is when later in the movie when Alma has started to turn on Elizabeth, um, she threatens to throw boiling water on her. And Elizabeth, you know, almost you know, seemingly without like intending to, just as a pure stimuli response, says, no, don't. Yeah. You know, that um, in that moment, like, all there is is her physicality and the need to pr- protect it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. And that and that overriding kind of everything else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any, any sort of plans or desires or anything she has, which, buddy, let me tell you something. There's one thing I relate to. It is physicality. Responding to stimulus. Responding to stimulus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's one of my main hobbies. People, mm-hmm. people ask me what sort of hobbies you have. Responding to stimulus, big hobby, <laughs> big thing I do. Really, what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Just a collection of nerves. Yeah, yeah. No, buddy. Um, no, yeah. Sorry, you were saying. Um, but um, what was I saying? So yeah, it. But in the process of. You know, opening opening herself up to um, Elizabeth. What starts to happen is, you know, as she sort of either lets the mask slip a little bit or lets some stuff through the mask anyway. Yeah. You know, um, what actually happens is um, she seems to weaken. Yeah. And fracture. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 a it, it, it's a it's a um, I'm trying to think how to say this. It's like a it, it it you can feel how anxiety provoking it is for you know this system that you know I guess we all have wherein mm-hmm. like you know yes there is the soul right there is the who you are and then there is the mask right that you wear out into the world right mm-hmm. when those start to when that clear division starts to starts to degrade right mm-hmm. and and things start kind of peeking out right and the mask starts to look more like like it is it's i mean that's what vulnerability is right that's right. what being vulnerable with another person is being is peeling back the mask and kind of showing them who you really are and why like that is a moment that is so both terrifying but can be honestly i mean like i mean think about it, right like i mean how have we become such good friends is we've been vulnerable with each other mm-hmm. you know i mean that's how you develop friendships it's how you develop relationships it's mm-hmm. what like you know if you just have a relationship with a person where you're just never vulnerable with them you don't that's it, it, it won't progress past a certain yeah. point it'll stay there doesn't matter how long you've known them right it, it won't progress and that's the thing. but it's also like but when someone and i think it's 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 this thing of her doing this to someone who is choosing to stay silent right you know what i mean because what you're looking for in that moment of vulnerability is for that person to basically be like that's okay mm-hmm. and you're okay or even better to be like me too, right? right? And then you have that moment of connection, right? Right, right. And 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 for the person to just be silent, right, mm-hmm. is not that. But it's it's more than silent, and yeah, and because um, yeah, I think yeah, one, one of the things that's going on here is a profound terror at the idea of vulnerability. Exactly. Um, both in terms of you know the possibility of rejection, but also eventually the possibility of infection. Um, yeah, but I think what starts to really cause Alma to break down is she, she reads a letter that mm-hmm. Elizabeth wrote to the doctor, um, wherein Elizabeth is describing Alma um, in a way that's you know it it really isn't cruel no, um, but it's not what Alma was hoping for you know yeah. Alma has through um, Elizabeth's silence has sort of you projected a lot of things onto her yeah um, you know and to to back up again you know there's a scene. When they first get to the, um, 
the island yeah. where uh, Alma's reading from a book and she, she tells Elizabeth about the book um, and she's saying that it's about the, you know, um, that the idea of God um, is a response to sort of the silence of the universe. Yeah. You know, that um, because we don't have any response yeah. really from the cosmos as to, you know, to, to validate our being. Yeah. You know, out of insane hope we have invented this idea that there is something yeah. inherent to the order of being that does love and respond to exactly. us. Exactly. And, you know, I think that you can... I think that you almost have to apply that to Elizabeth. Yeah. That Alma has, you know, in her silence started to project her hopes for acceptance onto her. Exactly. Um, and that, you know, when she intercepts this letter, that um, basically... It essentially just describes Alma as a nice but kind of silly girl. Yeah. You know, and, and reveals to the doctor some of what she said. You know, she mentions the orgy and the, yeah. and the abortion that that led to yeah. um, in the letter in a way that, like, again, isn't cruel, isn't hateful, but isn't, you know, yeah. isn't equally enamored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elizabeth also saying that, like, saying that, like, my study of her. You yes. know what I mean? Right? Yeah, reducing it because, you know, I mean, like, spend enough time with the person right you develop a kind of comradeship with them you know what mm -hmm. i mean right and like you know right and, and and camaraderie and like and like and like and and a study is i mean i mean that's that's not what that is you know what i mean right right, right. You, she is she is a subject she is work she is she is not this thing right and you can love what you study or whatever sure but it's not it's it's not what alma had hoped for right you know what i mean and so it is it is it is basically the letter while it's not yeah it's not a poison pen letter but it is it is a rejection all the same at least it feels like exactly that. exactly yeah. yeah 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 to alma it is a rejection. yeah alma had come to think of themselves as comrades and equals and exactly. elizabeth clearly thinks of herself as somewhat superior exactly yeah. yes yes even if yes. you know in, in elizabeth's mind she probably thinks of herself as benevolent benevolently superior yes but it does not feel that way to Alma. no no no. And, it's you know, tough to be in a relationship with a person where, where, where one feels superior to the other. Yes. You know what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, like, for instance, for us, what's it called? I, I, I don't think we have that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know, like, throughout our friendship that there's ever been, like, a superiority. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're just two idiots who are friends. Right. You know what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have different personalities, but, like, mm -hmm. it's very... But, like, that is, like, why, like, I'm thinking of, like, the people that I have had, you know, relationships and friendships with that, like where there is that element of superiority and it's like and it's tough you know what i mean yeah it 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 it, it doesn't feel as like it doesn't feel like a it doesn't, it's tough it yeah. is tough that that is it is tough to interact with a person that is like has this air of superiority over you you yeah. know what i mean because whether it's even if it's like completely valid right for whatever reason it's like and fuck you yeah, I don't know. That might just also just be me. I don't know. I'm gonna play with my knife. I'm not. <laughs> but I, I mean, that that's really where Alma's identity really starts to break down. Yeah, um, yeah. That is that is like, is that the climax? Would you say? Um, I mean, I, I was never good at identifying climax. <laughs> it's it's a key moment in the development yeah. of the story, you know. But, um, you know, from there, like the the next scene, like Alma starts to lash out at elizabeth like yeah. she she uh breaks this glass and yeah. then leaves it out for elizabeth to step on which um uh, apparently wasn't originally in the script and bergman just put it in there when he found out that ullman has a like a 
almost like a phobia about walking around in bare feet. Mm. It was just like, okay, I'm going to write a scene where you walk around in bare feet and yeah. step on something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is the woman that he was courting at the time, right? Yes. That's, I mean, honestly. True, has there ever been a better distillation of director brain? <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I said literally no. Yeah. No, there hasn't. That is exactly what we were talking yeah. about. Oh man. What's it called? Yeah, no, that oh. is that is God, I didn't know that. What a wrinkle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean there's like there's there's a lot to pull apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a lot going on. And then immediately after that scene there's a you know a, 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 another in a succession of really famous images yeah. where the the film stock seems to stop and the celluloid blows yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, from there, like, again, it's it's hard to parse exactly what is literal and what is metaphorical or what yeah. is dreams what is, or what is not. But, like, yeah. Alma starts to, you know, as, as much as she resents Elizabeth, she starts to, like, take on aspects of her identity. Um, you know, there's a, there's a scene, which, again, people have argued over whether or not it is a, it is a dream or whether it is real, where... Uh, um, Elizabeth's husband comes to visit, but mistakes Alma for her. Um, oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was that Alma was Elizabeth. I mean, and that it was like a, and that it was like a, well, not sixth sense, but that it was like a twist. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't. I. I don't know that you're wrong. That's so cool. Yeah, dude. Phil is. Phil is great. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. That. That is honestly how I interpreted it. I interpreted it that like that like. That, like, the reason why Elizabeth was studying Alma was because Elizabeth was actually the, like, nurse. And Alma had just, like, created this thing where she was the nurse. And they were like, all right, we're just going to go with it mm -hmm. and see if this works to get her not to be crazy anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, like, getting that specific is, I mean, that requires a level of extrapolation. You know, it's not literally in the text. Yeah, no, oh, no, yeah, no, I, yeah, but that's. That's what I thought was going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, like, there are certainly... Like, I could write a paper on that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. Um, and, like, by, by the end of it, like... Um, like, Elizabeth... Elizabeth is able to, like, you know, go back to society. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the one of the last moments in the, in the film is, you know, her speaking her first, like, intentional word, which is just nothing. Which, again, like... Yeah. Seems significant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. By that point, I was just confused. Yeah. <laughs> but Alma seems to have you know broken down to a level, uh, yeah. to a certain degree. And like you know, there's a, you know, one of, again one of the the really famous images from this this movie is you know after I believe it's after the the monologue that Alma gives where Alma is relating Elizabeth's memories to her, you know, in a way that she shouldn't know, mm -hmm. um, where she's telling this story about Elizabeth about you know Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth's decision to become a mother mm -hmm. which was basically born out of resentment that people didn't think that she would be a good mother and that how she you know tried to induce abortion and failed like abortion is like a repeated motif yeah. in in this and in Bergman's filmography like it comes up in a number of films like scenes from a marriage like mm -hmm. one of the things that you could say about Bergman is again dude has a weird relationship with women and does seem to project a lot on to the idea of like you know the maternal divine and that mm -hmm. that being something special you know you, you, there's there's a lot to unpack yeah for you too buddy yes. yeah yeah you're, yeah you're yeah, giving, yeah. You're, you're giving me the eyebrows i am giving but, you the eyebrows yeah but alma alma tells a story about you know and, and her great shame and her abandonment of her son 
Um, and then they they tell the exact same mon- like the first time they yeah. tell it. Um, I believe the first time you're looking at yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, yeah, from Alma's perspective, yeah. And then the second time you, you they tell it from Elizabeth's perspective, looking at Alma. And it's yeah. the same monologue both mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think Alma's saying it both times. Yeah, Elizabeth yeah. doesn't speak, and people haven't. Uh, there are a lot of ways to interpret it, but again, just speaks speaks to like the blending of identities, the blending of perspectives. Like, there's a lot in the movie is shot largely in these kind of. Um, alienating close-ups, mm-hmm. um, which again is no, another kind of Bergman staple that he borrowed from Dreyer. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of the time, you won't, you know, you'll, you'll just get a, a close-up of someone listening. A lot of the time, like a lot of the doctor's um, s- speech earlier in the film is delivered with the doctor off stage. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, a lot of the time, you aren't given like a great sense of like the physical space. Mm-hmm. You're just seeing someone listening to someone that we that hasn't even been introduced. It's, yeah. You know, it's very intentionally alienating yeah. dreamlike um staging and blocking um but um again by the by the end of the movie like elizabeth has rejoined society and alma's just kind of there yeah like she the last shot of her and i believe the last shot of the of the movie before it like goes back into another little avant-garde mini film is her boarding a bus we don't know to where yeah um it's you know it the movie like it's on the island she's packed up the home and yeah the movie intentionally doesn't really resolve the plot threads as much as there are any which is again kind of a staple of this sort of like 60s postmodern film Mm -hmm. where like the point isn't really the the traditional narrative like resolution of in you know in, in terms of like you know the traditional narrative structuring is just giving you the information of the story you know um the story goes until you have all of the information you need to be satisfied in terms of what happened and Mm -hmm. a lot of postmodern films like intentionally avoid that you know to to sort again to just sort of alienate you and so we don't really know what happens to alma we just know that she's sort of been broken down in a way um and so there are a lot of and so that's that's sort of like just sort of the plot of the movie but like then on top of that you can apply all of these sort of like metaphorical readings to exactly what all of this means Mm -hmm. like you know a lot of people have read this as essentially a vampire story Mm. um you know there there is literally a scene of um it's uh elizabeth drinking alma's blood from her pain yeah alma you know there's a shot again we don't know if this is real or if it's a dream or if it's just an image of alma scratching at her forearm to draw blood and then elizabeth drinking from it yeah um yeah and like alma like taking her head in this and her hair in this way and kind of seeming to force it down on the looked like yes yeah Yeah, i mean there there are sexual implications to all of this people have read this as like a like a queer story Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I was waiting for them to kiss the whole time (laughs) i was yeah rooting for it yeah at times i i have a sickness um yeah. And even in terms of what that vampire metaphor means. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's been, like, I mean, vampires throughout history have been chalked through with that, like, sexual neuroses that is... But even even yeah. beyond the, the sexual part of it, there are, like, you know, there are political valences. To, to, Absolutely. Like, the, like, Dracula was originally written, at, at least it's been interpreted a lot of ways, as about um, 
you know, sort of the vestigial aristocracy leeching mm-hmm. off of the rising bourgeoisie. Yeah. You know, because you've got the character of Dracula is like yeah. literally a count. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the people he's uh, feeding off of are mostly uh, like, like lawyers, lawyers and, and yeah. 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 Shit um, like that. I think there's a doctor in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, sort of middle class bourgeoisie, the kind of people who would come to rule Europe and Exactly. But, you know, there was there, there was still yeah. up in, you know, up really up through World War One yeah. There's still this sort of again vestigial aristocracy kind yeah. of yeah that that and everyone was kind of at a point where they were kind of like what is their point again yeah yeah we yeah. I mean in a lot of ways there's, like, there's a reason the 19th century was just full of revolutions yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. of of every single strike yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a bunch of people just kind of realizing all at once like why are why are you here right what are you doing yeah, yeah. and now what do we do we watch. We watch those perverts get married, and people wake up early and mm-hmm. care about. It's the it's the sickest shit. There's yeah. nothing on this earth lower to me than an American that cares about the royal family. <laughs> okay, it's not. It is the lowest thing on earth for me. But in this, you could read the the vampire metaphor as like, um, you know, the the now ruling bourgeoisie feeding yeah. off of the you know almost working class mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. keeps having to just like chatter away just to be heard to exist yeah. you know and the bourgeoisie doesn't have to say anything yeah and, and is a and is a study a pet project of yeah. of, of this bourgeois pig Elizabeth right. yeah and people have also read it as like um you know the the relationship of uh, the artist to the world yeah you know she's literally an actor yeah um, yeah yeah i mean and there's a scene where alma's like i thought you people like did what you did out of some sort of compassion right or to try to do something good and yeah. here you are hurting me right you know what i mean right you know yeah i mean like fame fucking yeah no paris i mean you 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 could you could extrapolate that into today in terms right. of these parasocial relationships people develop with like with like like streamers and 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 actors and actresses and and you know what i mean right mm-hmm. people, you know stand culture shit right. like that like yeah it is i mean there are implications it's so funny to see like this being made when my dad was seven yeah and like these themes are still i would say not just present but i would say more present yeah today you know what i mean yeah and i mean i again you can go back to like religious themes yeah. in terms of like you know sh- chattering desperately hoping to be heard by a god that just won't acknowledge yeah. you exactly and you know your whole identity breaking down when it washes up against that silence yeah you know? um, yeah yeah there's yeah there's a lot going on here there's a lot going on here this yeah. is a really good movie yeah and 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 let me tell you something um god damn it's a weird european freak show yeah but, yeah but you know what sometimes you need a weird goddamn european yeah. freak show i had to pause it halfway through <laughs> Because I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm not yeah. dealing with this right now. Then I put on Squid Game instead. <laughs> instead. And I was like, and I was like, I know this. Here's a metaphor I can understand. Yeah, yeah. This I get. Yeah. This I get, motherfucker. Although I'm, I'm watching it um, dubbed, which apparently is the worst way to watch it. Yeah. Because it's just like, because you're just not going to get that same kind of yeah. range and acting. Yeah. But I'm like, but I'm like. I'm trying to work while I do this, which is probably also not how I should work. But <laughs> listen, we're only taking so many yeah. notes at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go back. I also fucked up. I started watching it accidentally. I think Megan. I think I gave Megan my Netflix password. Ooh, that's a yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so she started watching. So I just hit play on Squid Game, and I was like, "Wait, what? There are only three people left. <laughs> oh, they're starting at like the end, and then they're gonna go back." So I watched like. Episode eight and nine of Squid Game, nice. And then like, and then like, and then I was like, wait, hold on. You're and watching pa- the Tarantino cut. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so then I paused it and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And so I, I went back. So now I'm 
watching Squid Game. So I, I've seen episodes one through four and then eight and nine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, and only half of nine. So <laughs> it is, it's a weird, I, I'm going to weird circuitous path of this. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I have I, I took more notes here than I've taken on anything else. There's a million things I didn't talk about, but like, this is this is so deep. Like, my brain is starting okay. to hurt. Like, yeah. we, could, we could keep talking for a while, but like, yeah, I need to move on to something yes. a little easier. Yeah. So, do, we, do you have any final thoughts on Squid or on Squid Game? <laughs> <laughs> do I have any final thoughts on Squid Game? Yeah, 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 baby, yeah. Squirt that ink, baby. No, I don't. I don't know what that means, but I don't like it. <laughs> What's it called? I don't know what it means either. It has nothing to do with the yeah. show. Uh, what's it called? No, uh, final thoughts of Persona. Yeah, just look up that one scene where she describes the orgy. It's pretty great. I mean, but the, I think just last thing, you're I, literally I, clapping like a I, seal. There is, I think there there is something uh, metatextual in that. In that, like, it's really, like, it's it's really common. Like, it's famously common for people to believe. It's so like, um, it's such a vivid description. Yeah. That people routinely like remember seeing the actual scene. Oh, like a Mandela effect type deal? Yeah, like yeah. that is, it's it's a scene in the movie, not yeah. just a thing that's described. People yeah. believe that, which there's, again, there you could say a lot about that just in terms of like, again, how how memory is formed, how yeah. what, what we believe reality to be, yeah. just, yeah. you know. And, and, and how and how completely, like, you can't trust any of that shit. Yeah. Like, like it is, yeah, no, but what I will say is, you can jerk off to it. <laughs> you, can, you can jerk off to it. Yeah. She does a really good job yeah. of describing it, and you can jerk off to it. So if you're looking to jerk off, and you want to be classy about it, yeah, I'd probably ignore the fact that it's probably two grown-ass women having sex with, I'm going to say, I'm going to give them 16, because that's probably over the age of consent in Sweden. Probably. Oh, that's a good yeah, 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 hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, you know, if you can get past that, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so Matt, on this great debate, Matt comes down onto, if I touch it, it feels good, that's what real. That's right, <laughs> that's right, that's, that's, yes, yeah, yes, I, I, I hate Descartes, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Stupid motherfucker. All right, so that's Persona, 1966. Let's move on to a movie that I think we didn't plan this, um, but I think actually really rhymes, goes a, rhymes really well. Really well. Yeah. yeah. Which is um, yeah. to the sorry to the point that we be kind of were like this honestly almost is kind of like a, an October Halloween esque episode because yeah. of how like absolutely like terrifying the themes in both of these movies kind of are yeah you know what i mean I but mean, people people list persona as a horror movie sometimes yeah. it does not have any like legit scares but like yeah. is very existentially troubling you you like walk out of that like yeah. like 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 it it'll do something to you buddy yeah you know what i mean listen i am a, listen 
I am literally just a guy that jerks off at shit. And and let me, no, that's not all I am. Hold on, hold on. That sounded really bad. You know what I mean, though. Serial masturbator, Matt Mills. God damn. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. That's fine. You didn't say it. But um, yeah, no, no. Like I definitely like because I, I literally finished it like at like twelve, yeah. and like and I was like. Well, I guess I'll work out or something yeah. like that. It was a very lackluster performance. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to another movie about yeah. two I'm women and one of them people. losing their mind. Yeah, which is uh, last I believe was it this year twenty twenty. I I know it was. It might have been. Yeah, I believe it was slated to come out in twenty twenty, but then yeah. it got disrupted because of the pandemic. And yeah. I think it might have gotten a UK release in twenty twenty, but at least here premiered on uh, the Epics. That's right. On tw- in twenty twenty one, I think January yeah. it is uh, Saint Maud, directed by Rose Rose Glass. Roll that trailer. Hi, are you Maud? Yes. Dear God, it takes nothing special to mop up after the decrepit and the dying. <laughs> Can you feel that? Yep. 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 But to save a soul, that's quite something. Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? It's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. He's just there. He's everywhere. Maud is looking out for me, you see. To save my soul, if I understand correctly. You must be the loneliest girl I've ever seen. I just want to see you loosen up. I've got more important things on my mind. Maud, he isn't real. This is life and death on another level. Oh, yes, of course. Never waste your pain. Never waste your pain. All right, welcome back from the trailer. All right, yeah, I, I've been, I'm, I'm a sleepy boy today, and so I wanted to show this to Rob. So I have a, this pre-workout. Do you know what pre-workout is? It's just like caffeine, right? Yeah, it's like, what it's, what's in it? It's it's caffeine. It has, like, a few other things. It has, like, some, like, amino things that are supposed to, like, help your muscles. Like, sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, it's, like, a bunch of shit that's, like, that's, like, like dubious scientific value. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sold, value. sold to rubes. Yes, exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it does have like I'm a, sorry to all of our pre workout listeners. Yeah, no, no which which there are a lot of. What's yeah. it but it does have uh in every scoop hundred and thirty five milligrams of caffeine. So yeah, I, and that's really what it's about. Is that a lot? Uh it's like that's like so uh, I, I don't know the milligrams of caffeine. I'm this is a whole weird, like, new development of people, like, yeah. science hacking their caffeine intake. Mm-hmm. Like, bang, has this yeah. many millimeter, milligrams? 300 milligrams. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you, did you not know this about me? That I'm like... No, I know this about you. Yeah. It's, it's like a new development yep. in society that people yep. are like, yep. 
carefully calculating mm-hmm. their like caffeine intake, see always to like to try and maximize it. Yes, I've never heard anyone be like, I know the number of the number of milligrams of caffeine in this thing to try and limit it. It's always yes. nope. I'm maxing it out. Yep, like, I'm maxing it out. Like, yep, I'm gonna have a coffee. I'm gonna have a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. I think about 120 milligrams of caffeine. Let's go. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang and Rain have 300. Uh, Monster has about 150. Uh, Red Bull, depending on the size, but that like little can, that 8.4 ounce, you're looking at about 82. So right, Red Bull actually is one of the least caffeinated energy drinks, which is why uh, really uh, it's a waste. But um, I. So I'm just gonna say you've opened this thing. It has a powerful odor. Yeah. How would you describe this odor? It's like cherry tear gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's rough. It is. It it, it was like because there's like what, that, what was uh, it smells like a pixie stick. Yes. Yeah. 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 But like. But like the the dipping powder. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like if you went into like the pixie stick factory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because it's mixed with some other shit. That's just that is thinking about it now. That's the most <laughs> insane candy. Here's just it's here's just sugar. 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 With here's a stick of congealed sugar to dip in powdered sugar. Exactly. <laughs> it's for children. Exactly. I never. I never. I remember like the first time I had a pixie stick, just being like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> But this is, but much like a pixie stick, because what happens with the pixie stick, because insanely, it's in like a paper tube, so you put your mouth on it, and it just congeals immediately. Mm. So, um, so some uh, liquid, I think, got in this, <laughs> so I'm just gonna let you look inside. Oh boy, that's upsetting. Yeah. It's like, it's like geode-free like cr- work. <laughs> yeah, it's like crack. Honestly, I mean, it kind of looks like calamari. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just, fried calamari. It's just it, exactly yes, yeah. yeah, it does. So it's just congealed into these like balls of pre-workout, which don't um, dissolve very well. Um, so what I have taken to doing is just kind of taking them off and just you're just you're just eating it. I'm just, oh my god, so this, this brand is pre-workout explosion ripped. Yeah. Yeah. It's watermelon, not cherry. That's Excuse right. me. Yeah, you want a little taste? No. Well, no, just the littlest taste. Uh, no. Why not? I don't want your caffeine crack rock. Thank What's you. What's wrong with it? I mean, you, <laughs> the face you're making is very appetizing. You look like a man who's enjoying the choices he's made. The worst part is, is that like, it's still kind of like a powder, so it doesn't really like go down very well. So it just kind of sits in your mouth and burns. Cool. It's not a great flavor. And, um... But, yeah, I'm gonna be a lot more awake. <laughs> so there's yeah, I a, mean, if I, hit my, if I hit my foot with a hammer, I'd probably be more awake. Yeah, probably. Or you could eat this ball of free market <laughs> that I've so graciously offered you. Alright. Jay Maude, directed by Rose Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a woman. <laughs> Matt is very proud of himself. I signed a movie that passes the Bechdel test. You did. I you did. That's growth. No one can call me a misogynist it's, anymore. I don't think that's how that works. Is how I'm working it, baby. Although, apparently your ideal movie about women is a women be crazy movie. <laughs> I think you just mean a movie about women. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anyway, no. No. Um, well, not every woman in here is crazy. There are some very nice ones that are not. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, so same mod. Ready by Rose Glass, 2020 slash 2021. 
is a movie, and I think we need to do some background for this. Okay. So, it was produced by A24. Well, hold on. So, <laughs> it was distributed by A24. I don't know what words mean. <laughs> so, that's, it's, A24 was not involved in the production of this That's movie. what produced means. That's right. Yeah. Yes, the production. It did, it did not make this movie. This made this movie was made by I by know, Rose Glass. By Rose Glass. You know, and it's it's an independent movie, so it's got like, you know, 12 different funders. I think mm-hmm. Neon and mm-hmm. uh, it's probably The Rothschilds. <laughs> like the British Film Board, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's again like, The Rothschilds. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a European film and they, you know, they actually have the government like spend money to promote yep. like Art films. Can so, you ima- so, can you can you even begin to imagine if we did that? Yeah. Like like like, can you actually picture in your head like major government funding for art house movies? Like, there would be riots. There, can you fucking imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> especially if they're at all like kind of mildly anti-religious, like this mm-hmm. movie is, which is anti-religious in like one of the most mild ways to the point that like I don't even know that it is really that anti-religious. You know what I mean? It's it it I would say casts a skeptical gaze. Yes, on... a skeptical gaze, but I wouldn't say that it's like it's like not like mocking or outright dismissive. I would say it is certainly skeptical, but it's I would say that it is genuinely and earnestly interested. Yes. I don't yes. think it's positive. No. But yeah. No, no, but... no, yeah, yeah. But it, it it definitely has a feel of like, not for me, good for you. You know what I, I mean? I don't know if I would say good for you. Okay, well, it was a while since I watched it. Anyway, but, so... But, I no, I do want to I do want to talk about this a little bit, because I knew, knowing you, that you, you were just going to immediately start talking about A24. <laughs> it's like, you know... <laughs> Did you ever see that post on the A24 thing when Michael... What, what, Michael Ken- Kenneth Williams died? Yeah. He just said this... You know, I'm sorry to see this, a real one go. He had A24 vibes. <laughs> okay. Alright, so I think it's important... You know what, though? He kind of did. It's important to know what A24 is. Would you believe? I have no idea. So they're a distributor. Yeah. And I I, I, I don't know... I, like, I'm I'm not someone who like is obsessively interested in A24. I'm sure they, they have produced some movies, too. Yeah. This is not one of them. You know, there's a difference between production and distribution. You know, there's the making of the film... I'm learning that now. And then there's, you know, actually putting it out into the world. And so a lot of the times, you know, people will make a film... And you know, not not be a distributor. You know, Paramount is a distributor. You know, they're 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 obviously a big studio distributor. Um, but A twenty four is also a distributor. They're an independent distributor, but they say they serve the same function. They don't necessarily make the movie, but they're in charge of it getting out to the public. Pre workout you know? is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> it's kicking in. I got the eye of the tiger right now. So. What A24 did is this movie was independently produced, you know, not involving A24. Yep. And then it was, you know, uh, premiered at a film festival, I believe in this case the Toronto International Film Festival. I this believe is pretty right. com- This is pretty common where yep. you, you know, you'll in- independently produce a movie, you know, you find whatever money you can, you put it together, you know, usually from, in the case of an independent movie, a bunch of different sources like this. You bring it to a festival with the hope that it will be picked up mm. by a dis- distributor. Yeah. In, which like A24. Is, like A24, yes. And A24 picked up this movie, you know, just picked it up off the film festival and put it out there. Yep, know? and then they're going to say it's an A24 film. Exactly. Yep. And so the, Wow, what a what a great scam. Yeah. And so while there is definitely... I mean, I guess it is like a real, like, thing that, like, needs to ha- I mean, that's how film gets out there, yeah, right? It's, that's it's an, that's it's, the it's way the industry works. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah but also... What a great scam. Because now <laughs> everyone's just like, damn, A24 is so cool. And right. it's like, 
Motherfucker, they're not making any of these goddamn... Well, I mean, well, I'm they, sure they made They some. might be making some. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know that much. But, like, I did want to note this because there is, as evinced by the Michael K. Williams had A24 vibes, there is a weird kind of subsect of the, like, yep. film person world that yep. has, like, a weirdly worshipful, worshipful vibe of yeah. A24. Yeah, and, yours truly included, yeah. clearly. And it is, it is true that there is, like, a... A subsect of movies that is like associated with them. Yeah. You know, not, I don't think they're like, especially like elevated horror movies yeah. like that, which I think is a a phrase with. It's a problematic phrase. Yeah, dubious connotations. Yes, it has an air of superiority to it that I don't think is entirely warranted. But yeah. there is definitely like, I do think, I don't know if that's the best term for it, but there is a. I don't know if it's a subgenre exactly, mm -hmm. or or just a style of horror movies mm -hmm. like this, and you know, The Witch, which was one of the early yep. ones. Yep. You know, um, I just want to say I would have survived Midsummer. Midsummer, yeah, um, yep. Ari movies that are, you know, there is sort of a not 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 biting my fate, are you? No, a common <laughs> no, you you would not. Um, <laughs> common sensibility among them, yeah. you know, um, that I think in large part, has been attributed to A24. Which, like, in a, in a way, how couldn't you? Because they fucking plastered their, their A24 right. all over they, it. Which, really, I think is just they're very, they're very good at branding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not even... I'm like, immune to propaganda, Rob. That's not even... <laughs> exclusively the kind of movie they make. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure Moonlight was an A24 movie. Yeah, yeah. What, there was, like, a few... What, what, um, fuck, what else was there? There was something else that I was like, Really? Like, yeah, because I literally thought that they were just, like, an elevated horror production company, basically. I think the Green Knight which was is Yeah, a, yeah Green Knight was, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's, like, a few other ones in there, because I just went down, like, a rabbit Lady hole. Lady Bird. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole of just on A24's YouTube page watching yeah. A24 trailers. So, yeah. I will say, I do think they have a pretty good track record. I yeah. like I like most, like, yeah. I don't know about most, because I don't, I don't know the complete list, but they have put out a lot of movies that I yeah. enjoy. Yeah, they, they, they got good picks. Yeah, but I there is also just a part of me that is inherently skeptical to um, valorizing the a distribution company. Yeah, essentially the money side of yeah. the film industry. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it is like among the that part of the film industry, the money side, the distribution side. Yeah, you know, comparatively, I would say they're a little bit more of a white hat because they yeah. tend to you know, support, or at least put out. Support is the wrong word, because yeah. they're not doing this out of charity. Yeah, yeah. I think some people ascribe that to them, you know, a real sense of, like, they just want to put out good movies. Like, yeah. no, they've found a niche. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And they're doing it for profit, and that's always, you know, what they consider profitable could shift overnight. Yeah, you know, they, and, and like we've talked about, I think if there's, like, a theme of this podcast, it is basically, like, money is one of the... Is 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 skepticism a, towards the business side of art? Exactly. Yeah. 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 That 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 it is that 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 it is a force that like it's here. Mm -hmm. It is a part of the industry, right? And it is part of art generally. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, always has been. Always has been. I mean, I mean, one of the I mean, the main patron of all of like of the overall majority of European Renaissance art was the church. Yeah. Just. Giving shit tons of money. If it wasn't the church, it was some rich guy. Some rich guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason we have all this beautiful Renaissance art is because a bunch of rich people just pay these guys to, and you know, occasionally but a woman you, to I make. Th them. I think that's yeah. significant because what you you get out of that is you know fifteen hundred years of art that is almost exclusively served to valorize mm. the Catholic the church, church and the aristocracy. Exactly. And that's not to say that the art isn't beautiful or meaningful yeah. or worthwhile. Yeah. But like, there is a clear like. 
ideological bench to it yeah. that was meant to, you know, propagandize, yeah. essentially. Iron Man 3 is a great movie, mm-hmm. and yet, absolutely, positively, a, a work of propaganda. Sure. Right? As as are, like, a lot of... Moral, as are just a lot of movies, period. I mean, yeah. like... I mean, what is it? Like, like, like if... I, I think... I don't know if it's... I, I think it's almost like kind of like a like a Hayes Code type deal, but like basically any movie that features the United States military, they bring in the United States military to like advise on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right? Well, I mean, a lot in a lot of cases, it's simply because to get access to U.S. military material, yeah, you need to get the U.S. Yeah. military's permission. Yeah, and if you're going to get their permission, they're going to have notes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but well, not even notes necessarily. You just have to you know adhere to a certain sensibility exactly yeah yeah well and yeah and that's the thing right is that like is that like every i mean yes you're right and like yes i i i i understand where you're coming from and yeah and and that's the thing is that like and look and and i think like you know i am a lot more of a rube on this stuff in so far as like yeah like i literally didn't know that they were i thought that they were a production company i mean again i don't know that they don't have a production no 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 no, okay no okay 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 but we don't have to mince words here they are primarily a distribution company right yeah and so that is a very different thing so but this movie does have mad abe 24 vibes i will say (laughs) yeah i mean this so if we want to keep this at the global level for, for a moment, like, um, this movie was, you know, every movie is made in an environment. Yeah. And it's made in an environment where, you know, if you're an independent film, you need to know that you can get a distributor. Yeah. And you're not going to take a wild swing, on, or, mm-hmm. or it's going to be more difficult to take a wild swing on something that is, like, truly different. Yeah. That does not have a built-in market. Yeah, like, like, like... Like, if Persona had never been made and, like, the Ingmar Bergman of today, right, just some, you know what I mean? Like, like, right. like, 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 like making Persona today would be, like, like I don't know how that would go. It would be a tough sell. It would be a tough sell. Yeah. But, you know, right now, the past few years, there has been a market for, you know, again, just to use the term in common parlance, elevated horror. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it, it and... It's it's a little bit difficult. It's a little bit of a cart horse thing. Like I'm not saying that Rose Glass, like, you know, set out for this to be an A24 distributed film. No, yeah, yeah. but I I will say that like, you know, in terms of getting funding for it, it was probably like you yeah, know, to get. Um, it was probably helpful that this was something that fit in with a an existing niche yeah you know that there is a market for this kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that it is popular and that it is and I mean, it, it adheres to certain genre conventions yeah, yeah 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 but what i will say about this movie is that like and i think like just kind of like the push for elevated horror in general and like you know right and and those a24 vibe ass movies you know what i mean <laughs> like 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 i think that much like i think a lot of like the like the new wave and the, and the new like, like I, I, you can't examine the art of a time without examining the time itself. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. And and like and like all these European fruitcakes making all these movies are coming out of. I mean, there's literally a scene in Persona just to go back real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Of 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 Elizabeth, uh, she's reading a book, and there's a picture, that famous picture from the Warsaw Ghetto. Yeah. Right, and it zooms in, and it's zooming on like on on, on the Jews' faces and on the Germans' faces, mm-hmm. right? And and kind of going back and forth, right? And then and, you know that child who's front and center with his hands up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, right? And 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 coming out of this horrible tragedy that was I, I was watching you know there's been um you know they made a ton of world war ii video games and now we're in a i don't know how much of a gamer you are anymore but like they're they're, they're it's coming back they're making okay. a ton of world war ii video games okay. again and i was thinking about like 
because in a way, and this is going to sound weird, it is like the coolest war. You know what I mean? Like, like it is just like this huge war that consumed everything, but where there was like a clear good side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, also like, and I mean, it is a cinematic war. Exactly. In that you know, World War One, you got a lot of people just kind of sitting around You're, waiting to get blown up. They, literally, literally, literally. Any war prior to that, you just got people yeah. standing in lines yeah. shooting at each yeah. other. You know, oh. World, World, World War II is movement. Yeah, Blitzkrieg. Yeah, you know? World War we got I... stuff happening. We're going yeah. places. There were documented, like throughout World War One, of literally like Allied and 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 Central Power forces, like 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 locally, basically having an arrangement to like not shoot at each other. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or only at like specific times mm-hmm. where you're like, hey, like if 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 a colonel comes by, we got to start shooting you know right. what i mean but like yeah because it literally what i mean but like no but you're right world war ii uh-uh. no, no 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 over the top every time we're going we're charging mm-hmm. not one step back i mean blitzkrieg over and over again but like but like what is so and why i love like that you assign me these like you know like like, like neorealist and, and french new is that mm-hmm. is that these are this is the after right these are people who like who like endured world war ii right mm-hmm. some of them as soldiers but some of them as civilians right a lot of them as like kids you know what i mean they were yeah. kids during that right right or like young or very very young and now they're like grown up and they're like well i saw the worst thing that happened right. in a century right right and like now i just have to like go to work you know right. what i mean yeah, and i to back up for a second because this is actually something that i wanted to talk about with persona like i think that is like that kind of existential movement like Bergman in particular but also you know everything that was happening at the time is intrinsically linked to World War II yes that you know um, the worst thing that had ever happened mm-hmm. had happened in their lifetime yeah and there were, I don't think it's an accident there was this you know artistic movement across mediums yeah. to search for meaning yeah and often finding none yeah you know that what had happened in the Holocaust and ever was was mm-hmm. senseless yes exactly you know? um, yeah yeah and that yeah just to um if you look at the uh, if you look at Persona from the Silence of God angle, like mm-hmm. the, there are a number of scenes yeah. of Elizabeth looking at contemporary horror. Yeah. Um, you know the Holocaust. There's also yeah. one of the repeated images in the film is of uh, one of the Buddhist monks in Vietnam. Yes. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. And you know some idea that you know you could tie that to the idea that you know God is looking down on his creation in horror. Yeah. And wants nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. No. In that in that early scene in that when she's watching the news. Like, um, the reporter's just listing off, like, all of, like, the armaments that, like, the United States is, like, sending over and deploying yeah. in Vietnam. And this is at a point where, like, Vietnam is starting to really pick up. Yeah, 66. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is when shit's starting to get real over there. Yeah. Right? And, and, and... I mean, it had been real for the well, yeah, Vietnamese of, of for course. a long time. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But well, that's when American involvement really starts to ratchet Exactly, up, right, which right. Which brings it to another level. Exactly, exactly, yeah. right, right. Those those years that it was just like, mm-hmm. that it was just like, okay, we're not advisors anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And, 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 but, but, but that's the thing. And that's what I was thinking about, about, about St. Maud in particular, but also just kind of like this elevated horror is that like we live in this time now, right? Mm-hmm. We're in like, like, some real shit has happened in the 21st century, right? Sure. Just in the short period that we've already been in, right? Like, that that we've had to... You know, I don't know. And, and that's the funny thing, is that, like, World War II is this thing that, like, these people had to endure. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, right? Like, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, I, listening to Paul Verhoeven talk about his experience as a child right. in, in, in the Netherlands during World War II, um, you know, and, like, and you can hear him talk about this, like, 
fuck, like, like 60 years later, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you can tell it affects him as much as it did then, you know right. what I mean? Like, this is something that has been with him his whole life, and it shows in his works, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these um, European, like, directors and stuff like that, right? and even if they were in, like, Sweden, right, which was neutral, right, like, they weren't untouched by the war, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then, and also having to grasp with that own thing of, like, was neutrality the right thing to do? We, we were able to be a safe haven for Jews, right? But at the same time, also, like, we were like, we're not getting involved against right. Hitler. You know right. what I mean? Right? We, you know, right? And, 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 but then people from countries that did didn't go very well. You know what I mean? Right. And so, but, but, but we now live in this time wherein, like, and, and I think that this movie, and we'll talk about it, really touches on a lot of, like, and I think elevated horror in general, because I think. Because when we talk about elevated horror, right, mm-hmm. there's a difference, right? Like, we were talking before about, um, you know, about this weird thing that, like, I've weirdly seen basically every Friday the 13th and Halloween. Yes. You know, even the ones that are like, that one? Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I have. And, like, and like that is a very specific type of horror, right? The slasher, right? Yeah. You know, the the, the blood and, and, the, and, and the jump scare. But it's, like, like, it is a very different type of horror than what is now... I don't know if I want to say mainstream because they still make those types of horror movies. I mean, the slasher genre has fallen off a little bit. The, a like little the, bit. the mainstream horror right now is like James Wan, like conjuring movies. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this kind of return to like, and that's the thing, and that's why I think that elevated horror is different because I think like with like those like the conjuring movies, like it is explicitly supernatural. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? And you have. I mean, that's the big thing now, is these explicitly supernatural movies. Yeah. Some weird shit, some magical shit is fucking happening right, right. now. And where elevated horror kind of differentiates is, is it goes, some weird magical shit is happening, or is it? You right. know what I mean? Right. And that's the difference. And, and, and that's why I think that elevated horror is kind of taking this big place now. I mean, at least amongst, you know, people mm-hmm. that care about it. But, but because we now live in a time where it's kind of like this crazy shit is happening or is it i don't know you know what i mean like right. like like it's a very it, this I, I i feel like this is a real like reflection of the times and um and 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 i, and I think saint maud is i i related a lot that i think that there are a lot of like themes and motifs in this movie that like really apply to specifically 21st century like 20s or 30 year old type of living you sure. know what i mean and um yeah, anyway, anyway, but we can go through it but, during the movie. Go but ahead. I, but just to, to put a bow on the A24 thing and wrap up this sort of more context than I was honestly expecting for this movie is, you know, just every film movement is really defined in a lot of ways by method of production. Yes. You know, that the neorealists came out of the collapse of the Italian studio system in World War II. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was bombed to shit. Yeah. You're going to film anything yeah. you had to film on the street. Yeah. That leads to a certain type of movie. Yes. That is, you know, interested in the streets. It yes. is materialist. It is communal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, the French New Wave came out of the advent of film programs, like academic university film studies. Mm-hmm. So they are necessarily obsessed with film as a medium, obsessed mm-hmm. with the history of film, mm-hmm. obsessed with our relationship to yeah. it. You know, yes. slasher movies are born out of an economic model. Mm-hmm. You know, born out of exploitation cinema. Yes. You know, there's a built-in audience. Yes. You know, developed over the course of the 60s and the 70s and, you know, reaching its heyday really in the 80s mm-hmm. where you can make films cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really, in a lot of ways, 
sort of the first independent American cinema was yeah. was exploitation cinema. Yeah, yeah, and you each know? one being a reflection of the realities and uh, the, the the realities economical, political, uh, cultural of the of the of the time and location in which they were made. Yeah, and specifically, like again, just the mode of production. Yes, like, yes, they're outside the studio system. They're made cheap. Um, yes. So they have to adhere to certain genre conventions yes. because they have this. You know, there's there's a limited but passionate audience that mm -hmm. if you provide them with you know what they're expecting essentially, which is blood and guts. Yeah. Um, they'll show up for it. Yeah. And you know, again, even that is like born of, you know, sort of um, the uh, like practical effects, like being cheap yes. and being readily available because you know and, and there being a whole industry and they're cheap because there's a whole industry built around that mm -hmm. self-reinforcing mm -hmm. yeah yeah like, and then motor production being so key because i think like for instance like as someone who's seen a lot of like modern flash or <laughs> modern slashers seen a lot of modern flashers I've seen a lot of modern flashers mostly in the mirror mostly in the mirror yeah yeah you know yeah uh, not gonna say what i was gonna say anyway <laughs> no, no 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 but a lot of modern slashers you're absolutely right that they have fell off because like with everything, right? When something becomes profitable, right? You know, the 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 big boys try to go like, oh, right. let, let's do that, let's do that. That's right. profitable, and so they do that. And it's and it's it's it's. I've seen I've seen those ones that you're talking about, which was just some people being like, yo, let's just make some fucking blood and guts practical effects, right? We right. got like you know, right? We're, we're we're like we're broke as shit. Let's just do it, mm -hmm. right? And then the one that's highly produced, right? Big names, right? Like a ton of money going in, and they're not as good. Right, right. They're, they're, because they completely, because they have a completely different mode of production, yeah, or, or not mode of, you know what I mean, yeah. like, like production model, yeah, which necessarily a little like denudes it, exactly, bit, you know, exactly, uh, both in terms of, um, like you know the 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 later Halloween movies feel, you know, the ones that are being made yeah. by like New Line, yeah. feel very different than the like the 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 first kind of run of them. Yeah. Did you, you see know? the trailer for the newest one? I have not. You know. It's it, like it looks all right, but it's 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 I know it's not gonna hit the same way that those first few did that those right. first few Carpenter ones did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Carpenter only or, did, or, the, or did the first one. Yeah. Sorry. Even, yeah, even yeah, like yeah. the, the yeah. first couple after that like aren't aren't as good. But yeah. Yeah. But they, they're an homage to what he was trying to do. Feel of the same. Vein. Yes, exactly. Whereas, you know, when you get to like when you have like um, you know a big studio putting out a slasher movie, it's you know it's gonna necessarily like you. That's how you get like PG thirteen slashers. Exactly. Yeah. Know? Which is just what the fuck are we doing? And then so just to bring it back to Saint Maud, like again, like it is produced in an environment where you know, it is again it needs to fulfill certain genre conventions to get picked up to get funded. Yeah. Um, you know because. If you're going to get 12 different, you know, minor league little independent financiers to back your movie, they're going to need to know there's a built-in distributor. Yeah. Um, so it's going to have to have A24 vibes to get exactly. picked up by A24. Exactly. Which I think brings me, and we'll, we'll get into the, the movie itself in a second, which I, I, I want to say up front, I really liked. Yeah. Like, I think this is a very, like, especially for a film debut. Right. Like, it has a great, right? like, a really great control of tone. Right. She does really interesting things with the camera. Right. It's really well acted. Yeah. But there was a part of me that still felt like from the moment I, within like five minutes. When A24 comes up. But once I like fully understood the setup, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. You know? Really? Yeah. Even the end? Yeah. I mean, more or less. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not yeah. like to a T. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. I knew what type of movie to expect. That's not really a bad thing. Yeah. You know, not necessarily. Um, You know, I... I know what to expect from Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that movie. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. 
I know what to like. I I know looking back now, like I don't know if I would have expected it at the time because it was you know kind of um, an originator in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I know I know what to expect from Halloween. Yeah, I love Halloween. But yeah, like you know, I don't it, seeing it in what was it seventy eight? I think it came out. Yeah. like you know. Oh my god, that would. I don't know if I would have known quite as much. Exactly. Yeah. Because that was really a not. It's not like it was the first slasher movie ever made, but really was kind of something that like pulled a bunch yes. of stuff together and really solidified. It's the movie that yes. solidified this is the genre. This like, is what we're there's, doing. There's a lot of stuff that we're drawing on, yeah. but this is it. Yes, that is a movie that like invents a generic form. not not out of whole cloth. Yes. but solidifies yeah. the generic. Form. Yeah, yeah. Wherein like the slasher themselves is is a major character. And not just, like, a plot device. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even yeah. in terms of, like, expecting, like, there's going to be, a, like, maybe, like, after, like, the first 30 minutes, there's going to be a kill every, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, just, like, solidifying beats like that. There's going to be a exactly. final girl. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're not going to say what I was going to say. Anyway, what's it called? But, uh, but no, and, and, and it's funny that you say that because I actually, ha- I, I did it. I didn't know mm-hmm. what type of movie this was going to be because, honestly... I thought it was going to be like some conjuring shit. I thought like, oh, okay. there's just there's just magic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right? Yeah. I'd seen the trailer and I was like, oh, okay, there's just it's it's there's magic. It's mm-hmm. just magic, spooky shit, right? Right. And 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 I figured it would probably be good because you know I'm a hog and and when I see the A24 thing, I'm like, okay, they 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 tend to be pretty good pickers, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, well, at the time I thought producers, but but <laughs> you know what I mean, right, right, right? But I was like, I was like, I was like, there's going to be a certain. You know, right, right. It's like it's like it's like Coca Cola versus like the store brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They mostly taste the same, right? But a cold Coca Cola has a little bit of a different taste. You right. know what I mean, right? And 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 so and so and so I I legitimately I, so I was pleasantly surprised by mm-hmm. by by the direction that this movie takes. But do you want to get into the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's jump in. What was it? What what? A, can I just pause real quick? What's it called? Is that the most context we've done for one of my movies? Maybe. That might I don't. Be. I don't. I don't know. I feel. I feel like. I feel like once or twice we've we've yeah. jumped in pretty deep. Every um, once in a while, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm sorry. It's definitely up there, though. Yeah, yeah. Not like not not as much as epic movie. <laughs> I mean that uh, that is actually one that if we went back into that, I could provide a whole lot more context. Just oh. I've learned a lot about. Oh my god. Do you know? So I don't think we covered this in in the movie itself. So we're gonna pause to take an yeah. epic, mo- epic yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. So I don't think we talked about this when we actually talked about it. I think I only encountered this information later. So if, if I'm rehashing it, I apologize. But you know that that movie and all of those movies were billed as like from the guys who brought you scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the re- I think you did say this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But no, no, no. But go ahead. I'll, no, I'll do it again. It's anyway, hilarious. Just because yeah. I love it. The the reason that's true is because. Uh, those guys, I think their names are Freeberg and Saltzer or something. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember being like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had written a script called Scary Movie. Yeah. Um, that, like, was just sitting, you know, in, in the, like, you know, unproduced script folder at, you know, New yeah. Line or whoever produced the original uh, Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. And the Wayans brothers, you know, um, wanted to do a horror spoof, you know. And they, they had originally titled it something, you know, their first big movie was you know titled like don't be a menace menace to society while drinking your juice in south central like just something that checks off checks off like the titles of all of those like yeah they're spoofing yeah and they're they're great movie by the way i I haven't seen that one. you haven't seen that one no okay you're gonna get a sign that one that's a great movie i I like them yeah Um, yeah but (laughs) i mean bernie mac but um but their original um title for scary movie was something with like a similar titling yeah. format that was like 
Scream, if you know what I did last summer on Friday the 13th, or yeah. some, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the studio's just like, no, it's 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 a mouthful. Just call it Scary Movie. Yeah. Um, and, like, somewhere into production, they realized, oh, fuck, there's already a movie called that. We haven't produced it, but they've trademarked the title. Yeah. To buy off the, the writers of that movie, we're just going to give them a script credit. Art of the fucking deal. <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me? Art of the fucking deal. Yeah. God. And so forever they get to say from the guys who brought you scary movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Cuz no cuz I literally saw Epic Movie mm-hmm. because I was like, "Oh, I loved Scary Movie." And I saw Epic Movie in every one of those fucking pieces yeah. of shit <laughs> because I was like, "I love Scary Movie." I was duped by these Jews <laughs> and I can say that and no one can be mad at me even though they will be on Twitter. Had quite a time on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Fucking I'm so, gl- I'm so glad I have you muted. I literally, no, I didn't even do anything. All I said was, all I said was, decolonized Judeans is such a stupid term. And then someone name searched decolonized Judeans and then quote tweeted me. And I've just had Zionists yelling at me for days. Uh, I didn't that, even, I didn't that, even, that makes me so happy. I didn't even quote to you anyone. I was just like, I was just like, look at these assholes with their decolonized Judean shirts. Uh, Shut the fuck up. You're just a Jewish guy. Oh. Uh, who cares? And then they all got mad at me. Just you're just the guy yelling on the street corner who someone decided to punch. Yeah, Finally. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hated it. I'm not. I feel no sympathy for you. I, I, well, I'm, I wish you would. I'm so happy. That's so beautiful. <laughs> it man. sucks to fi- it sucks to finally get my comeuppance. Yeah. I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah. Well, whatever. What's it called? I, I what's it called? I told. I basically asked them why they don't focus on getting top instead of bothering me. So I think I won the argument. Anyway, sounds like it. <laughs> anyway, Saint Maud. Saint Maud. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, this so it starts off. Um, Maud is this is this like it, so it's see this is a part where I had trouble with because they have like a very nice uh, like state run um, uh, healthcare there. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Which like. There a lot of like the weird kind of like touches on like the British healthcare system. I was kind of like, what? You get that? You know what I mean? Which <laughs> right. seems nice. Must be nice. But anyway, but no. So she is like a hospice. She's a home care. Home care, aid. which is yeah. something that we have here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just get it. Yeah, but but she was. I think she was like a nurse at one point. It's yeah. kind of intimated, but like no longer is in like the same like she's gotten like basically a demotion and moved to another company or department i don't know yeah what she, she was a nurse clearly something bad happened. yeah something, like something went wrong she fucked up bad yeah and, and or at least was involved with something that went very wrong we never totally yeah get the whole picture there is like a flash of something that seems like a memory of her like giving CPR to someone and like their chest collapsing. Yes. So it's implied that something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She she's seemingly negligently killed someone. Yeah. And 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 and, and so and so but now she's working in hospice, which mm-hmm. probably easier. I don't know. You know what I'm. I'm it. I it's I would imagine it has its struggles too. Well, yeah, probably. But at the end of the day, only so much damage you can really do. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway. Don't don't go into home care. Or don't go into hospice nursing, man. Ah, it seems boring. <laughs> Plus, I'm not nearly religious enough. Anyway, so that's getting there. Anyway, uh, but no, but uh, so so so, and she is devoutly religiously Catholic. No, she she is not a part of an organized religion. Well, yeah, no, but she uses a lot of Catholic iconography. Yes, yeah, I yeah. mean, she, it's like Catholic coded, but you never. 
Like, but she's. I mean, she is like a pure cloth, like religious savant. Yes. Like she's very much got her own thing going. Talks yeah. about how she doesn't like organized religion. Yeah. You know, ta- is like you know at, at one point gets in pretty into William Blake, who's yeah. into like having an individual relationship with God. Yeah. Like she's not she's not going to a priest or anything. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's yeah. having a specific individual religious experience. Yeah. yeah. Which is a, we we find out is a recent thing. She's a convert after whatever bad thing happened. Yeah. You know, it seems like you know she, we we meet like one of her friend former friends or coworkers yeah. later. You know, it seems like she was, you know, more or less, you know, probably not a normal 20-something, because yeah. if you go in the direction she goes in, probably, there was something late. Something late. Something yep, latent. Something was hiding. But, yeah. you know, she was going out to bars. She was, you know, she was doing things yeah. a normal 20-something yeah, would yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't like... Like, like you know, you know, she. She was not a religious ascetic. No, 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 not at all, not at all, right? But she is put in charge... Or 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 or. or. That's that's actually a, one of I have two insane takes about this movie. Go ahead. Um, and the first one, the first one, is that this is this is actually a pro-Catholic movie. Yes. Motherfucker needs a priest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, this is why this is why you need a priest because yeah. you need a man to be like. No, no I didn't see that. <laughs> Hold on, Jesus Christ. No. She just she needs she needs an institution. She needs someone to be like calm down. Why don't she... she doesn't need a man. She needs someone to be like. Who would that be in the Catholic Church, Rob? Who would okay, it be? Maybe not specifically. She could be Anglican. That's cool. She's in. She's in Britain. She boom. She just needs someone to be like. Why don't you volunteer at a soup kitchen? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Why don't you bake brownies on Sunday? Yes. Yeah. Could you do that for us? Yeah. Would that be cool? Yeah. You can serve them. Yeah. It would Which, be. That- Ties into my second insane take, which is this is a movie about how hard it is to make friends in your twenties. Yeah, no, okay, no, that that I honestly, yeah. that I honestly, no, because there's a scene in this movie. She needs she needs yeah. an institution, a community yeah. where she can both, you know, have some people maybe massage some of her crazier instincts, mm-hmm. and also just she's a buddy. Yeah, she's a yeah. buddy. Yeah, and like so bad. Th- uh, there are a number of scenes in this movie, like a lot. In a lot of ways, the arc of this movie is her like either being reached out to or reaching out to other people, but her being too weird off yeah. the reservation to like successfully, you know, actually form a relationship. Yeah, you know. Yeah, she's she's too deep in her weird hobby. Yeah, like yeah. you know, she's she hasn't had a friend in a while. Yeah, and you know, probably since she's she got out of school. Yeah, you know, and what do you do when you don't have a friend? You just get into your own weird stuff. Yes, and she's so deep into her own weird stuff now she can't make friends. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's like really fucking like like and and that's the thing is that like I was thinking about like. Like, like, there's a scene in the movie where, like, her old co-worker comes mm-hmm. to, like, check in on her, because she's like, hey, you seemed weird as shit the last time I, we bumped into each other. Yeah. Are you okay? You know what I mean, right? And, and and again, yeah, she's too weird. She's too into... At this point, she's built, like, a William Blake shrine. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the co-worker's just like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you were religious. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, but, like, yeah, no, I mean, like, like, and that's what I was talking about, about, like, how much of a reflection of the times this movie is is that like we live in i mean, I mean this is all gonna be cliche navel gazing bullshit but you know so feel free to fast forward past this but you know what i mean but like we live in like an incredibly atomized time which is weird for i'd say you and i as like as 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 people that live in this time because like i mean 
we're as atomized as anyone else, but at the same time, we also are uh, like a part of this community, right? We have our own community, right? Yeah. You know what I mean, right? That we belong to that is like very much like not of the times, you know what I mean? It is atypical insofar as like, you know, like, like, you know, we have, like, many friends from many walks of life who, like... You know, we have, like, a guy for everything. You know what I mean? Right? Like, yeah, I mean, and it yeah. is, it is like, uh, you know, a, a community from an older time. You know? Um, what was it? Probably about 33 AD that Peter founded the church? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, about 33 AD, Peter yeah. founds, founds the church. And then, you know, right? And, and, and listen, and, and, and our work with Opus Dei... Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I mean, like, you know, the connection that we have to one another mm-hmm. and all of those guns that we hid underneath all of those Italian churches, right? All right. Uh, they all has to come back to Gladio. <laughs> it all comes back to Gladio, yeah, exactly. Which is my take that this is a pro-Gladio movie. Do you, like, she miss out on a parking spot and be like, Gladio! Yes, every time. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. And you want to know what? If I wasn't Jewish, I would probably love to be part of Gladio. Yeah. It seems like, how much fun does being part of Gladio seem like? I just want a friend. I just want to, yeah, yeah, no, that's all. Well, that's, that's all, all Gladio was. Yeah. It was a way to hang out with the boys. Way to hang out with the boys be like, yeah, if the Russians ever come over, we got all these guns. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that going to be cool? The same reason people join militias, they just want to yeah. hang out with the boys. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 If the Big Lebowski was made today, they wouldn't be at a bowling league, they'd be yeah. free percenters exactly absolutely definitely yeah. walter yeah d- absolutely walter yeah absolutely Probably donnie too yeah yeah just kind of donnie bit. seems pretty lonely yeah 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 Don- donnie would be going yeah you know one of those guys who just goes along for the ride yeah, yeah no but but no this is absolutely about you'd be like or uh the dude rather would be on like he'd be a twitch streamer or something yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah no yeah he would be he would be and there you go we've done millennial millennial, <laughs> millennial lebowski honestly i think we can make it <laughs> you're the twitch streamer I'm clearly Walter. Yeah. Like, absolutely, positively. Yeah. Because just like Walter, save for a gun, I don't really have much. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of actual... Uh, no, Walter actually... Well, because, like, fucking... What's his name? John Goodman is actually a pretty big guy. Yes. You know what I mean? He's actually kind of physically intimidating. I, on the other hand... No. Nothing. No. You have short guy energy. I, I, I... As I said, as I love to say about myself, I'm 5'10 with 5'7 energy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, but, but, but this is... No, I mean, like, this movie... You know, right? We could talk about the plot, right? Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that we can do the pretty, the basic setup pretty quickly. So she's a she's a home care aide again. She's gone through this conversion. Um, she's but and it's like it's 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 a conversion where she's like she's the border. Like I think a lot of the question of the movie is, is this a genuine spiritual experience or is she mentally ill? Yes. Um, but she's like clearly convinced. Uh, like she's she has like periodic narration yeah. that is in the form of her prayers. Yeah. Where she's speaking directly to God. Yeah. Um, and like part of her early narration is like I can't shake the feeling that you must have prepared me for something greater than this. Yeah. Not that I'm complaining or anything. Yeah. 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 Which which is honestly how I approach God. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like look, come on, yeah. there, there's something else, right? I mean, listen, if there's not cool, I'm overpaid, but. Please? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and she's she's paired with this uh, this woman, an American dancer, um, who's who's dying of I think they say lymphoma, um, uh, who uh, um, the, the the nurse that she's taking over from. She asks, "How is she?" She just says, "Bit of a cunt." Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's it's, yep. it's it's always beautiful when you get a nice Welsh accent, just dropping a hard C. Oh, you yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh, you love it. Yeah. You love it. What's it called? Especially because like, they, what's it called? It's fucked up that they get to say it, and yet if I say it, I'm <laughs> deeply reviled. Yeah. What's it called? That is the one thing I'll say they have over us. Yeah. But we have so much more. But it's like I I know I've I've like heard people from like 
the Commonwealth talk about like you know you, talking to Americans about Con- Con- specifically yeah. and be like you, you should just say it it's fine it's yeah. so much fun to say and then hearing an American say it be like that does not no, sound no, right no, 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 yeah, does yeah, not yeah. sound right yeah 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 cunt you know what I mean yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't have the right accent for no. it yeah. and you, you really gotta toss it off yeah. kind of and like yeah. maybe it's just a psychological thing that has been so built up exactly. that we can't properly toss it exactly. off exactly yeah 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 because yeah. even because there was a period of time where I said it a lot yeah where I said it a lot and 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 even when I would say it because it was like the one word that like I grew up in a house where like yeah like all, all my family family swears like sailors if you know me you know how much i fucking swear all the time that wasn't even intentional honestly right. but like but like but like the one word mm-hmm. we could not use <clears throat> right was cunt you yeah. know what i mean right like i don't even think i've heard I've, I've not heard anyone in my family say it uh except for i guess me and my brothers uh, to each other but <laughs> so a significant so, the majority so, of your family majority of my family <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. but i've never heard my parents say it right and and like and that is the thing yeah it is something about the accent and, and the just utter taboo-ness of that word. Anyway, we're getting too into cunt. Yeah, uh, but uh, the, the the dancer, played by Jennifer Ely, um, who is she's really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Um, she and... Man, the lead actor has such an insane Welsh name. I'm gonna fuck it up. But it's phonetically Morphid. Uh, M-O-R-F-Y-D-D. Morphid Clark. Imagine getting the best head of your life from a motherfucker named Morphid. <laughs> I like that that's where you went. I utterly predictable that that's where it went, but you know, still wasn't expecting it. Just, just be like, you morphin got that throat game. All right. Well, it's gonna say how what a great throat job she morphin the throat. It's gonna talk about what a great job she did in this movie. You know, really, really phenomenal performance. You know, Matt's Matt's got one speed. The pre-workout has made me so much better at recording podcasts. I'm going to do it. I'm going to eat pre-workout. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to eat it. It doesn't sound right. You're supposed to, like, drink it, right? Yeah, it's theoretically, but <laughs> listen, even when it was powder form, there were a few times that I was like, I don't have time to drink this. <sighs> you just toss it in your mouth, then, then, then you drink water, and mm-hmm. it goes down much faster. Right. But it is it is an experience. But, uh, so what, you, is, what is the dancer's name again? Well, who cares? No. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I just, I don't want to keep having to refer to her as the dancer. Yeah, well, um, yeah, refer to women as the dancer, you're saying they need a man in their life, <laughs> tell them what up. to do. Amanda. Amanda, that's right. Yeah, so Amanda. Yeah. So she's, you know, she's, she's, uh... Kind of like a libertine. Well, not libertine, but she yeah, comes a from little, little, yeah, a little, little libertine. libertine. She's a yeah. dancer. You yeah, know, exactly. She's, she's yeah. dying, and she's still like throwing parties and yeah. drinking, and she's mm. get, she seems to have a sugar baby something prostitute. Yeah, mm. she's 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 fucking. She's fucking. She's, she's a lesbian. Bye. She yeah. Uh, fluid sexuality. At, at at least lesbian. So yeah. It's implied that there's at least a dude who's chasing her. Yeah. I don't know if that makes her bi, but if she's who knows. She into fucking. Yeah, she into she fucking. into drinking. She, she into, into fucking. Yeah. Even as she's dying. Yep. You know? Yep. 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 Um, yep. Smoking. Yep. She's yeah. doing all the shit. Yeah. And 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 I would say above all, uh, very non-religious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In fact. In fact. Almost kind of like. Not exactly like new atheist about it, but not. But definitely uh, listens to Maud's tales of religiosity with a smirk. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, but the, which does not deter Maud from essentially taking upon her upon herself to try and save her. Yeah. 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 In 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 the in the religious sense. Yes. 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 Yeah. Because 
she's fucking dying. But yeah. she can be saved. Right. And achieve everlasting life. Right. In the kingdom of in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that is Mod's goal. Yeah. Yeah. Mod's Mod's like singular focus yeah. is saving this woman, right? Yeah. Is, is saving this woman for God. Mm-hmm. And 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 makes it very hard to have a working relationship with someone that you're trying to save their soul. Yes. Yes. So eventually, you know, she gets fired. Um, just, we'll, we'll just do the broad strokes real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, she, because she keeps trying to save her patient. She keeps trying she, to save her. I, I think she slaps her, and that's like the final straw. Yeah. She slaps her at a party because... Because Amanda dresses her down. Yeah. Um, you know, she's having a party, and Maud is clearly uncomfortable with, you know, the, the den of sin. Yep, yep. Um, which yep. is just, you know, it's... It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Yeah, it's a little libertine, but yeah, it's a party. It's a you know, party. I've been in been in weirder scrapes in my life. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this is after like Amanda has you know more or less out of toying with Maud has like taken some feigned interest mm-hmm. in her religiosity, and you know, m- but Maud doesn't take this as feigned. You know, yeah, she thinks that she's getting through. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah, and you know, she Maud has you know again a very intense. Um, relationship with god that border, borders on erotic um you know, yeah she describes yeah. how she you know she, she not only does she hear the voice of god quite clearly yeah um but she uh she physically experiences yeah it. she she has like moments of like of like ecstasy. religious ecstasy yeah, yeah i was gonna say yeah she, and describes, passion. It, she yeah. describes it as like a, a shiver yeah she feels and you know and then yeah experiences one of these moments in front of amanda yeah and it it looks you know orgasmic yeah um yeah and, Amanda's clearly quite tickled by this. Yeah. He kind of feigns interest and is like, ooh, I'm feeling it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, Which honestly kind of a bitch move, I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to yeah. do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to be dead soon. You, the last thing you do in life doesn't have to be making fun of this clearly disturbed young woman. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. Who am I to judge? But Maud takes this as, you know, um, encouragement and yeah. then feels, you know, a real sense of betrayal when she continues down her path of drinking and fucking and smoking and partying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which, you know, leads to, and the, and then when she, you know, expresses, I think, you know, non-verbally, she's mostly just pass, passive aggressive at the party. Yeah. But, you know, is pretty clearly putting down a vibe of like, I don't I don't of approve of this. Yeah. Which Amanda, you know, having dr- drank a little bit, picks up on and really dresses her down about how futile. Yeah. Everything you believe in is. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which at a certain point, she can't take it anymore. Just slaps her, and yeah, Maud slaps a man. Yeah, and that's a bit, and that's a big, that's a big old no-no in uh, healthcare. I know that much. <laughs> not supposed to slap. You're not supposed to strike strike the patient. Exactly. Uh, yeah. At least not while anyone's looking. Yeah. yeah, but there is. I mean, again, just to 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 focus on the the rhyming between these two films. Like there is, you know, we've got. Uh, a nurse with an obsessive, obsessive relationship with a patient who yeah. doesn't have the time of day for her. Yeah. And the nurse's, you know, identity begins to fracture. Yeah. And she, you know, after she's fired, she really dives deeper into the, you know, the religiosity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to, to the, to the, like, to the, like, excuse me, to the, to, and this is what's so funny is that, like, you know, the role of, um, of nurses and, and of the church and of religion itself in healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, like, what's it called? Like, I mean, I mean, you know, um, uh, like in Africa, right? Like, basic, right? And in a lot of, like, the colonized world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, basically, you can't, you, like, every hospital is, like, you know, like, like the hospital in Haiti that I went, uh, that I uh, volunteered at was. Nice, oh, you got that in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you. I tried. Yeah. But no, it was Hôpital Sacré-Cœur, right? Which was supported by the Knights of Malta. Right. You know what I mean, right? Like, like, which is 
an organization you can really take a deep dive into sure. that is not great. But 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 no, but the, but but you know, right, and and that's the thing. And all over Africa, you have these you have these Catholic hospitals. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, right? That were you know from the from the nineteenth century and 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 in the and and all over Europe too. Like mm-hmm. like there was a deep like like th- this intertwined. I mean, shit. The hospital my fucking parents met at was Georgetown Hospital, which is a Catholic hospital. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the intertwining of, of of religion and healthcare, right? Because it is this profession wherein, like, you are trying to save people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? There is a clear, like, religious undertone that people can take to healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and she is in this, she is in, you know, one of the, you know, like, like most kind of, at least it must be emotionally grueling forms of healthcare, which is end of life care. Right. Right. And, and, and truly like where it's like motherfuckers are about to see which religion is right. You know right. what I mean? Or if any of them are right. right. And, and, but after she gets fired, it, she really doesn't like, she kind of lets the, lets the, lets her job kind of slide. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just delves deeper into this religious fanaticism. Yeah. But, not even completely, because she definitely... We'll get into that, but yeah. one thing I wanted to say before that is, I, just to build off what you were saying, like, um, I think it's interesting, like, what building off of the uh, the role of, like, religion in healthcare. Yeah. Um, like, the relationship that Maud and Amanda... I think it's worth noting the relationship that Maud and Amanda have to their bodies. Yes. Um, in that, like, clearly Maud is in healthcare. Like, she has some interest in the body. Um, but, like, it's exclusively as an avenue for spiritual yes you know yes um you know obviously she has the religious ecstasy but like the point there is the spirituality yes like it's 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 physical expression and that's like the only valid yeah physical pleasure it seems to be as far as she's concerned yeah her body is a vessel for god to do his works through and and as valid as that spiritual pleasure and maybe even more so is the pain that she subjects herself to. So yeah. she, she gets big into self-flagellation. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, even from early on, like, one of her first scenes is her um, putting popcorn petals down, or uh, kernels down, to kneel on while she's praying. Yeah. You know, and she gets a lot deeper with the... Yeah. Like, yeah. self-immolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-destruction Pin, after yeah. that. Pins in her fucking shoes and shit like yeah, that, walking yeah. around. Um, because, yeah. like, th- the purpose of the body is just to, you know... Again, just as an avenue to spiritual enlightenment. Yeah. Whereas, like, Amanda, like, is a sensualist. Yeah. Like, is, it seems entirely dedicated to, like, um, in a lot of ways, like, physical pleasure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And does not believe that her personhood extends beyond her body. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's not, it's not a vessel. It's not an avenue. It's the thing. Yeah. 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 And, and I've never, I've always had the hardest time wrapping my mind around, like, the self-flagellation aspect. Because, like, because, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I was Catholic for a little bit, but, like, mm-hmm. not not in not in that way right. and and then and then and then my experience with Judaism you know what i mean right like like is like like i mean i guess the closest thing we do is like fast on yom kippur but like it's cuz god told us to you know what i mean right. it isn't to, it's it is explicitly not like as a punishment it is like as in as like an offering that like that like there are so many things that it's like you should not do this. Like, like if you're if you're pregnant, if you're past a certain age, mm-hmm. if you're a child. Like, there are so many things that like it's fine to not. It, it, it's really okay not to fast, right. right? And actually, if you fast, you're actually going against God right. by doing that, right? Like, it, it's it's actually a sin to deprive yourself of that 
if if you meet these criteria that are vast and wide you yeah. know what i mean and like and, and and so like i've that's always been such an interesting part of people's religious experiences well, like i mean that, it, that's from the same i think that's the, the, yeah i mean obviously like god you, said to hurt yourself no i i mean no just that not it's not the same obviously but there's there's a similar impulse there yeah. in terms of bodily denial yeah um, yeah and yeah. You know, putting yourself into a different physical state okay, to yeah. experience something different yeah. spiritually yeah no the, no because i mean you're i mean no i mean you're absolutely correct because as i said that like honestly i was thinking about it, i was like the deepest religious experience i've had uh in terms of my judaism is every year on yom kippur right mm-hmm. where like you know like where it's like fucking like 6 p.m. And it's been probably almost 24 hours since I've had anything to eat, no water, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, right? Like, like, and you're, you're just completely drained and, like, and, like, you're in this mass of people, like, all, like, praying and, like, mm-hmm. it, like, like, yeah, it's impossible not to. Like, like, to the point that, like, I know multiple Jews that, like, yeah, you know, Yom Kippur, it's like, oof, this is gonna be, yeah, you know what I mean, right? Not... Right, but then like when you're in it, it's like, it's something that is. I mean, my brother uh, uh, still fasts like occasionally mm-hmm. for that same experience. You know, not as hardcore, of course, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I, I okay. That makes a little bit more sense. The I don't know. I'm gonna do needles. Yeah, I mean, it seems I, rough. Yeah, obviously, this is like taken in an extreme direction. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, be, I mean. To the point where, like, I mean, the movie ends. We'll just, we can get into this. I think yeah. now uh, it ends with her self-immolation. Yes, you know, there's like which which I I want to say is is if you haven't seen this movie, mm-hmm. sincerely, fast forward. Like 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 like, like sincere. No, because I think like the self-immolation scene is is like 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 the very last scene of the movie. Yeah. Right. Like that. Like, like what happens, I think really and truly is worth going into blind and not knowing. I, I, that's my belief. I don't know if you have a different belief, right? I don't know. But like, for me, like that was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. like that was fucking cool. And I loved that. And that's what, you know, and that's because I already liked the movie and that's what made me be like, that's a good movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really liked it. So I'm going to recommend... Listen, this is already a really long episode, right? It's not a long movie. You can go watch it and then listen to this part. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know if you have a different recommendation. What's it called? To watch it or not? No, 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 no. no. Whether or not they should fast forward. Because Fast forward what? What's it called? Like, past, like, us... Like, like this, I'm saying spoiler fucking alert. You're saying after we did the spoiler. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I don't think it's a self-immolation that's the spoiler alert. I think it's how that scene plays out. And that's sure. why I'm talking about it okay. broadly. All right. Would you agree that 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 is worth going into blind? Yeah, I I I, I think that yeah sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So now let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have killed the vibe. I just like that scene hit me so fucking hard mm-hmm. that I was like, I want if 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 okay. Let's be honest, Aaron. If you haven't seen this movie, it's worth watching before we t- before you hear us talk about the self immolation scene. Okay. All right? You know, listen, from the beginning, you know this movie isn't going to go well for this woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I mean, that's that's kind of what I was talking about. Like, I knew this was going to end with some sort of, you know, violence and self-destruction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she kills Amanda. Yeah. 
Yeah, like... And then you get the one real actual, like, scare of the movie there, where yeah. it seems like Amanda has turned into a demon. Yeah. Um, which you get, like, um, again, is, like, most of the movie kind of walks the line between is this mental illness or genuine religious experience. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think there is ambiguity even in the ending. Yeah. In the self-immolation. Um, you know, she sees herself... Well, the movie, because the movie essentially presents it twice. Yeah. Um, the first time as Amanda is seeing it herself, or at least imagining it, maybe prior to it happening. Um, but, Amanda? Or, sorry. So uh, Maud. Maud, yeah. yeah. Um, Whose we, name isn't Maud, right? No. She, at least she has a... a she, there was another name she was going by previously. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But she, like, rebirths yeah. as Maud. Which, which, that's the thing, I was saying, that's very catholic thing to do yeah 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 yeah. take like a saint name yeah exactly um or even a confirmation name yep yep you know, yep mm-hmm. call me richard what's it called that's sebastian <laughs> i always forget that that's so dumb fucking crab yeah what's it called <laughs> because it's saint sebastian fucking crab yeah that's fair yeah but um but yeah which is you know the way that she pictures it is wait you know, richard this is after my grandfather i was gonna say oh yeah okay Alright, yeah. I forgot it's either a saint or, like, a family member. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fair. My mom's was Teresa. There you go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know what my mom's was. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, the, as she is picturing it, it's, it's, it's an ascent. You know, she has imagined herself with these big glowing angel wings, and she just, you know, she turns to light. Yeah. You know, it is, it is, uh... Religious ascension. Yeah. Um, and then, but the way the movie ends is just for a flash. You know, yeah. Like for for like for like less than like maybe five seconds, like not even five seconds. It, it might be might be less than a second. Second. Yeah. Um, you get what she's actually physically experiencing. You know, the the melting of her flesh. Yes. It's, it's brief, but it's very explicit. It is incredibly explicit. She is screaming. She yeah. is she is burning alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. She is not the Buddhist monk. Mm-hmm. Like just like. Like, like like burning and just sitting there. You yeah. know what I mean? No. And I mean, if you want to pursue it, I don't know that the, like, the, the central questions of this movie about, like, whether or not she's insane or genuine in her belief or yeah. know, even whether or not, you know, the body or the spirit is the thing that matters. I don't know that that's actually answered. It just... But... You you could probably read it either way, and yeah. I, I've heard people read it both ways. But yeah, but by, by that end scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's certainly at the very least it it's very clear that the body is real. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That yes. What it, whatever else might be happening, which yeah. you know, you can't really say. Yeah. She's definitely burning, burning to death. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. She is not. What, yeah, exactly, yeah. There is this real aspect. And that's why I was saying, like, I don't know. I mean, like, this, I'm trying not to get to, like, fucking, like... I, I want to say Malcolm Gladwell, but I don't know if that's the right <laughs> person for that. Sure. But, but you know what I mean? Right, right, but to kind of, like... You know, right, I mean, so many, I mean, so many people fucking talk about well, like, what a weird time this is and how, like, subjective reality is. You know what I mean, right? Like, I mean, like, with this fucking pandemic, right? Like, like how many people are just, like... Like, like, simultaneously, while living through the pandemic, there was a sizable portion of just the population that was like, there was no pandemic. Right. You know what I mean, right? And it's kind of like, and who, like, firmly believed in and lived their lives as if there was none, right? Right. While, like, yeah, while, like, you know, 
hundreds of thousands of people are dying of a pandemic. Right. You know what I mean, right? And and like, but like you couldn't tell them fucking nothing, right? right? And in fact, you're the idiot for even for believing in the pandemic, right? right? And it's like, what the fuck are you talking, about? bro? Mm. I work at the grocery store. You're fucking, we're wearing. You're, you're working at the goddamn car dealership. We're wearing masks and shit like yeah. that. Like we're wiping down everything, bro. It's happening. We're yeah. seeing people get COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean? People we know. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You know what I mean? But like, but like, and and that's the thing, right? Like, like, but like, no matter how subjective reality seems in a moment, there is actually such a thing as objective reality. Right. You know what I mean? And like, and like, you know, right? And and we all kind of and 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 everyone does it, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone creates their own subjective reality, right? Mm-hmm. What their version of the world is, their worldview, right? And and and. And the experience of being alive now is having that occasionally kind of like, and, and it's kind of been the experience of all humanity, right, mm-hmm. throughout time. But that bumping up against the, the that objective reality, right? right, right, when that happens, when you're like, oh wait, you know what I mean, right? I'm I'm the asshole, and, but uh, or, or not even I'm the asshole, but you know what I mean. But like, oh, this is actually, and and that's the thing is that like, Maud is a character because I don't. Everyone I've ever known who's gotten into healthcare, mm-hmm. there's been some sort of, some sort of altruistic kind of part of that. You know right. what I mean, right? A, a desire to help people, right, and to be mm-hmm. a healer, right? Or even like, like my dad, like that, but in a very egocentric kind of way, right? Where right. he's like, where he's like, I, look at what I'm able to do with my hands. You right. know what I mean? But still, like that is a thing. You know what I mean, right? I am able to, right? I have been trained and gotten the knowledge. And with these hands, I can save people's lives. You know what I mean, right? right. Like, there's something there, right? And so clearly, Maud is this person who does have this impulse to, like, do some good and is just being and bashing up against that objective reality, right? right. Of maybe she's not very good at it, right? Mm-hmm. Because she fucked up terribly at the NHS or whatever the hell she was, right? 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 Seeks something to seeks a solve right because mm-hmm. when you bounce up against that objective reality right that bruises your ego right that hurts your that hurts you. it's a shock to your to this objective reality to that world vision you've created yeah and you have two choices there you can either okay well all right i can you can modify it right you can modify it and turn it a little bit more towards that objective reality or what what i will say it seems that many people love to do way more uh you just no no no, you turn the camera the complete opposite way. Fuck that. Moving that mm-hmm. to the side, right? And I'm going to find a way to 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 remain in this focus, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like, we're seeing, like, a lot of weird shit going on right now. People are getting into some weird shit right now. You know what I mean? I mean, they've always been into weird shit. But I feel like now now is a real era for weird shit. Okay. You know? Right? And, like, you know, right? Fucking... And, uh, yeah, no, and so, you know, and part of that is, like, our generation is, I think I read somewhere, like, becoming, like, I mean, I mean, you see it online, right? You see, like, these people, right? These, like, lonely people online who become, like, insanely religious, right? Tradcaths, shit like that, right? Which is, which kind of, like, mod is in this way where it's this, like, weird kind of, like, LARPing of, like, because, you know, I mean, like, I mean, because, look, look, we're both, look. Okay, I'm Jewish, blah blah blah, whatever. But like, I'm all you and I are cradle Catholics. You know what right. I mean, right? And so like, our experience with the Catholic Church is is like, 
you know, go there on Sundays occasionally, you know what I mean, right? right? You go there, you know, Christmas, you know, midnight mass, right? You know what I mean, right? You know, you kneel before, cross yourself, maybe some holy water, right? You know what I mean, right? It's it, it's a very kind of like, I don't know, I don't know for you, but like kind of a pedestrian thing, you know what I mean? Right. It's just, that's what church is, mm-hmm. you know? But like for these like trad cats online, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most of them aren't cradle Catholics, right? And so for them, it's this like, whole new mystical world right right it's it's an adoption of an identity it's an yeah. adoption of a cause you yeah know, it's, it's conversion which yeah. is a, you know that's but that's a story as old as time yeah yeah well, and nothing know, and, like the zeal of a convert right there's a reason yeah. why that and yeah. I, mean, I, I think that like her story here does mirror the story of so many like ostensible saints you know um and i'm you know like you said i was a fairly you know, Christmas and Easter Catholic. It's not like yeah. my, my knowledge of the saints is that deep. But, you know, a, a lot of, you know, what is described sounds like, you know, in terms of yeah. religious ecstasy and hearing yeah. voices, like nowadays would probably be diagnosed as mental illness. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think to the movie's credit, like, it does take her seriously, yeah. her belief. I don't know that it, it disagrees that it's mental illness. Yeah. I think it's I think it is ultimately ambiguous, although yeah. certainly again, as we've said, settled on the physical reality of what happens to yeah. her. But, you know, it does take seriously her experience of really I mean of of really for so long attempting to deny her physicality. Yeah. You know, like, she's raped in this movie and it doesn't seem to affect her. No. You know? Yeah. Um, no. Because yeah. her body isn't real to her until the very last exactly. scene of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And even there, like, you know, we don't... She still has this other vision of herself. And yeah. We don't, we don't really know what she goes to the grave with. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and what is, you know, what is real to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's the... And, and I think I... Why this movie struck me so much was because, yeah, you know, I'm technically a cradle Catholic. She is certainly affected by the rape. It's just uh, deep, yes. deeply repressed. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, it is, yeah, no, yeah, it, it's, it is, she carries on as if she's not, but, right. like, clearly. She, she doubles down on a lot. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of stuff that it's like, no, that's not related to that, and it's yeah. like, uh, yeah. it seems as if it is. But, uh, but, but, but that's the thing, is that, like, I related a lot to this because, like, I... Because yeah, even though yeah, I am technically a cradle Catholic, like, really past the age of three, that shit kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Middle of my Catholic family, like, moved. And then I was just, I was just, I was, like, just Jewish. You know what right. I mean? Like, like in every sensible way, like, yeah, we we do Christmas, but, like, but, like, you know, like, all the family that I was with was Jewish. Like, the, the, the culture, like, most of my friends were Jewish. Like, it was just, like, I just literally, like, I didn't know that I wasn't technically Jewish until I was, like, 12. You know what I mean? I okay. did. I literally didn't know that there was any sort of difference or that it mattered. You know what I mean? And that's what. That's literally why I converted was because I was like, oh. And when I converted, it wasn't this like big religious experience. It, it just was like we're checking a box here because of a technicality. You know what I mean? Um, but then when I got back into Catholicism, was in this very specific point in my life, wherein I was drinking a whole lot and things were going very badly. That's our target demo. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, and I was living this life of absolute sin, right? And 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 because of how I was living, I felt very bad. And so, you know, in Judaism, it's just kind of like, well, why do you think you feel bad? Which I was like, not what I'm looking for. I need some sort of, like, 
You know what I mean? Right. I need something. Can't like, deal with the silence of God. Exactly, right? Yeah, you know, you can't deal with actually having to think about this. No, just yeah. tell me, tell me, tell me. And so we go to the Catholic Church. And, like, you know, and that's the thing is that, like, yeah, like, I went to Mass and I did all that shit. But, like, my Catholicism was a lot closer to mods. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't, like, I wasn't putting pins in my fucking legs and shit like that. But, like, yeah, I was, like, big into the saints and I was, like... You know, Again, but, she ain't Catholic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is that like truly like really like was I Catholic? Like I guess, but like it was there was it was different because at a certain point I I like then went to like Presbyterian right? right for like a hot minute and then I was like all right this is dumb right so then I went back to Catholic and then and then eventually like take that Presbyterian exactly yeah. got their asses right. What's it called? Well, they were saying, what's it called? Well, it was very reactionary at the time, and they were talking, and the Presbyterian minister had protested a lot against the School of the Americas. Okay. And so I was like, no, we need them. Okay. Yeah, no, I was an insane reactionary, you know this, but... No, but, um, unlike now, where I'm cool. But anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway. You're very regular. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But the point is, is that, like, it ended up being a phase that, like, eventually everything kind of normaled out. But then, like, even then, when I got super into Judaism, right... What was happening in my life? You know what I mean. My marriage was falling apart. Okay. You know what I mean. My point. My point is, is that like, <laughs> eventually we got to bring it back to Saint. Exactly. 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 Well, that's, the, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is that like, I'm very happy for your religious journey. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But no. But 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 like but like, like that's the thing. Is that like, like what was my point? I had a point. <laughs> like but, you just wanted to talk about yourself. I just wanted to talk about it. I do think it's gonna be true. But 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 my point is, is that like, is that like, the movie. But I, shows like 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 a function of religion, right? Yes. Right. You know, it, it is a way, like you said, with persona, right? Right. You yeah. know, and what and what um, it is a desperate hope to deal with the silence of the universe. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 when things are shitty, mm-hmm. right, and the universe seems really silent, it's easy to double down. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. And 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 when that is paired with severe mental illness, right. Can have devastating effects, yeah. right? And and that's the and 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 I don't know. It's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say again. Um, I had a point. I swear to God, I had like, no. a whole thing I was going to bring it back to, and 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 as I was talking, I got too far up my own ass and just completely forgot it. I believe you, buddy. Yeah, I was happy to go on that. Yeah, thank you. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, now everyone knows my entire religious history. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, thought I mean, about going Muslim, but they can't drink, so that was. I literally, I literally asked the Muslim guy. I'm like. How, how strict is that no drinking thing? He's like pretty strict. I'm like, all right, not for me then. All right, well, but yeah, I mean, I, I think just to, uh, like again, the the couple of th- issues that I had with the movie again, I I kind of felt you know knew at least in a, a a global sense pretty much exactly where the movie was going. Yeah. The one thing that surprised me and that I didn't you know I don't know that it's really a flaw exactly, but it just it was a little. Unsatisfying it was just the one thing I was surprised by is how much of the movie Jennifer Ely is absent from. Yeah, and she's so good that I'm. Oh I, yeah, I missed her. Yeah. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No. No. I. I know that like chunk after she gets fired. The, the whole middle of the movie. Yeah. So exactly. It might even be like half of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She really yeah. only comes back at the end. Yeah, but I think, but 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 I'll defend her absence there just because I, th- like, I think it serves a function. Yeah. But yeah. I just I, I, a lot of the, like there are times well, when it I, stops it from being just persona. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still, in a lot of ways, Persona. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it's absolutely. one of the movies she cited as an influence, Rose Glass. Um, it would have to be, um, along with, like, Repulsion. Yeah, um, yeah. It's got yeah. a little bit of misery in it. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, this is definitely, I mean, I mean, like... I mean, but like, every movie has, has influence. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. But, like, um, Persona being influenced by New Wave a little bit. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take the shirt. <laughs> it's like a shirt there. Yeah, but, um, I mean, sometimes, like, something, like... That's not even necessarily a flaw of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it, just for the movie to function, you might need to isolate her from yeah. Amanda for a bit. Yeah. Um, Which I think it does, because because you need that progression right. from... But someti- yeah. sometimes just the way a story works is necessarily a little disappointing. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Like, I don't know, y- y- there are probably ways to, like, write around it a little bit. It doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be as long... But, but you're nitpicking, like, it's just, you know, the movie needed an absence, but and in the absence, like, I miss Jennifer Ely. She was yeah. real good. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking, this movie could have been a little longer. You know what I mean? Maybe, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, like, added a little bit more in there, which which I feel like is always dangerous. Yeah, you just rebalanced it yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I feel like is always dangerous when you say a movie needs to be longer. You know what I mean? I, mean, because, I, I th- there's, like, an, the old, like, Ebert-ism, which is that no good movie is too long and no bad movie is short enough. Yes. Like, just... It needs to be the right length. Exactly. Like, Lawrence of Arabia is, like, four hours long, and every moment of it sings. Yeah. You know, like, epic movie is, what, like, 70 minutes, and it feels like a lifetime. It it was. It was. Especially, you know what I was thinking? So we recently, so we can talk about this real quick before we get, and just last tangent Mm -hmm. about, uh, uh, so we can wrap up St. Maud, but just, so last night, we celebrated... Big boy's birthday here. What's it called? Right during the big during the big uh, twenty one. Uh, <laughs> it's finally le- no. Nope. Yeah, I'm at my most insufferable. That's period. right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And look how good you are now. Yeah. But anyway, but no, but so, but so, right. And so we 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 do what you know this kind of tradition for us and our friends, right? We watch the movie Tiptoes, right? And I was thinking, I was thinking we should start a new tradition wherein we get that same group together and we all watch uh, the act of killing. Followed immediately by epic movie. You are welcome to do that. I, I have no interest in participating. You wouldn't participate in that? Just no. to watch it happen to everyone else? No. I'm not as much of a sadist as you. <laughs> Absolutely not. I wanna see I wanna see someone I wanna I wanna see what that does to other people. Because that is that is I think we accidentally kind of unlocked a peanut butter and jelly type situation wherein the combination of those two movies is such an insane combination that it almost kind of works. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it shows you what was the act of killing for? Epic. Epic. <laughs> that's what we achieved. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's why we supported that genocide yes. was so that we could make epic movie. Yeah. That's all right. Well, that's that's uh, Persona and Saint Maud. I, I think they're both recommend. All right. So, I burped so little on this one. I, I'm glad that you've managed to break your streak. I know. I might not have hit record in time to catch that. I guess we'll see in the edit. Yeah. But. Yeah. It, well, whether or not I did. Yeah. Oh, man. I've watched so many movies. I have, too. Um, so I, I am just going to give you, like, the new releases I've oh. watched. You can do whatever you want, but, like, that on its own for me. Let me see. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Just new releases movies came out this oh, year. Oh, just new releases that yeah. you've seen? Oh, wow. Yeah. I was about to say, I have you beat, but probably, almost certainly not. No, definitely not. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not even going to talk about, like, the Criterion Channel had, like, a whole, like, neo-noir series. Yeah, I, I know like, which I missed. so many of those. Yeah. But I'm not going to yeah. bog you down in that. So let's, yeah. I'm just going to go, again, new releases. I'm going to go through more or less in the order of uh, the ones I like the least to most. Okay. 
um, more or less, I mean, there's a little bit of, there's something like, I don't know exactly how to, you know, put one of these ahead of the other, but anyway, um, the le the one that I like the least, and it, it, I'm pro-life and it brings me no joy to say this, it was The Many Saints of Newark, The Sopranos movie. Really? Yeah. I heard, I've heard it was shit. Yeah, I mean, it was exactly which, what I feared it was be, which was just completely inessential. Yeah. Like, it was just, there's no reason to make it, there was no point, it, yeah. you know, it just had nowhere to go, yeah. and like took its time getting there you yeah. know it's it's not bad exactly like yeah. it's not like there's an awful performance yeah. or you i've know. heard michael gandolfini was really good you're all right but like i mean the, the the thing that i was most surprised by the marketing of it was so centered around like young tony soprano yeah there's like barely a character in it yeah like if it was like an in like a movie that had nothing to do with the sopranos i'd be like why is this kid showing up here every yeah. 15 minutes yeah like yeah yeah i've heard it's mostly about um who is it um um uh, fucking uh, Christopher's dad, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like overwhelmingly, yeah. yeah. Who is like I think well referenced in the in, in the in the show. But yeah, but like, I'm also not like I need to know what happened to him. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fucking Christopher. I mean, yeah, I'm a beloved character, sure, yeah. but like it kind of this show is called The Sopranos. Yeah, and it, it definitely feels like there are like a few ideas that like David Chase thought might be interesting. Yeah. Like there's a whole section on like the Newark riots, which is like yeah, that's. An interesting time period. I'd like to see a movie about that, yeah. but like all of them feel kind of yeah. half baked. Yeah. And, really and how young Tony would react to the Newark riots? But you didn't really get that. He's like a he's like a baby. Yeah, you know, it's just it's yeah yeah. I don't know. There's there's just there's not a whole lot there. There are like a couple embarrassing things. Like some of the narration is pretty bad, but like on the whole, it's more just weak sauce than like yeah. it's not like it's not. Wait, isn't Christopher doing the narration? Yes. Yeah. Which it, which is is not great. That's yeah. that's the worst part of the movie. But yeah. like on, it's not like. It's not the Phantom Menace. You're yeah. Not, you're not, like, embarrassed yeah. for The Sopranos on its yeah. behalf. It's just, this didn't need to be made. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know what? Credit to David Chase. I guess. Well, no, because that's the th thing I know about him is how much he hates. <laughs> he hates The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He yeah. showed us all. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. You wanted more? Fuck you. This yeah. is what you get. Yeah. Ask me for more again. I mean, as like a meta joke, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> he did it on yeah. purpose? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Here's your slop, you pigs. He's Fuck you. Yeah. Oh Want my some God. more gangster shit? Here's some gangster God, shit. Fuck you. so cool. They still all suck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they're all the bad guys. Stop. Yeah. God, you, you know what I was I was saying to someone I was like I was like I literally I what are the worst things one of the worst things about being me mm -hmm. in this world is like watching like you know like The Sopranos Goodfellas watching mm -hmm. all these gangster movies and being like smart enough and enough, sound enough mind to know that like I'm not supposed to like these guys mm -hmm. and deeply liking them. yeah. Every yeah. every time I'm yeah. like I know I'm doing the thing you're not supposed to do but <laughs> man they're cool yeah. Man, they're cool, and I want to be them. Uh, so next up is Cry Macho, uh, the Clint Eastwood movie that he directed at like he's like ninety something. Yeah, I think he's like he's like ninety three. Yeah, he's not even like just ninety. He's yeah, like, yeah. he's been ninety yeah, for a yeah, minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can be ninety and like yet still old as shit. But yeah. like there is a as someone that had like a great grandmother until he was twenty two. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've seen the nineties. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. There was a difference every year. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, honestly, it feels kind of similar to the many saints of Newark, just in terms of like, no, we really got to be. Yeah. You know, we're just, yeah. we're, we're hanging out. We're making a movie. Yeah. You know, we, don't, we don't really need there to be a point yeah. or a reason for yeah. this. It's just, yeah. 
It's just kind of watching old man Clint Eastwood kind of shuffle around. Doesn't he like punch someone out during it? Yes. Can you yeah. imagine getting punched he out? He rides by a him? horse in it. <laughs> yeah. I might like, watch it just to watch a 93 year old ride a horse. I mean, the thing, the thing I will say about it, which is probably the. Everyone gr- holding their breath. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think we're going to show Clint Eastwood breaking his back. No, 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 but, no, but if there's a scene, just the idea of a 93 year old man getting on a horse yeah. and then riding said horse, yeah. knowing that a horse is. Well, a domesticated animal, still an animal yeah. that sometimes horses just do shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a real... But the, the thing that I will say, and this is honestly in a roundabout way, one of, I think, the greatest compliments you can give to Clint Eastwood as a director is it's kind of watchable. Really? It's not good. Yeah. Like, it, like, doesn't make sense, and it's kind of, like, fundamentally misguided of in course. a lot of the things it's doing. Like, if you spend any time to, like, pick apart, like, any part of the movie, like, this is... This is not great. No. But, like, I don't know. Like, at no like, there were moments in, like, The Many Saints of New York where I was, like, kind of mad just because, like, you're wasting my time. Yeah. Cromacho was like, this is, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not mad that I'm watching yeah. this. I would never recommend this to someone. No. But, like, it's in a good movie. It's a movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, whatever, whatever faults about the man, he he's, like, a, he's a director. Yeah. Like, he is an actual director. It's yeah. Just, it's so funny to think that he made his, like, quote-unquote old man movie, like, Unforgiven, like, 30 years ago. <laughs> I, I, I fucking... Unforgiven is one of the movies I... Fuck, I think I forgot that. No. All right, let me add it. Yeah, no, no. I watched Unforgiven again, and yet... Uh, yes, that that's, is... That's one that I'm overdue for a rewatch on, but it, Unforgiven rules. Unforgiven is so cool, and yes, it's, like, the perfect old man movie, yeah. and yes... He, that was when we were children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, see, it wasn't... I think at the time, everyone thought it was kind of, like, going to be his, like, definitive capping statement. Like, but inter- it ended up being, like, the announcement of a new era of, uh, of surly old Clint. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That, that you did not have to do. Yeah. I mean, there's some gems in there. Like, he's, he's a weird director, and, like, yeah. his misfires are weird. Even his, like good movies are weird yeah like he's just because like it's so clear that like no one no one's really watching the store like he's just he's able to like it's it's known that like warner Bro- he was like one of the, for a long time he was one of the like the two guys warner brothers gave pretty much free reign to like yeah him and christopher nolan could do yeah. pretty much whatever they wanted yeah and like with christopher nolan that's like i'm gonna spend like 300 million dollars like crashing a 747 into a warehouse mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. for real yeah and <laughs> Clint Eastwood, it's like i'm gonna take three million dollars and like you know work for five hours yes <laughs> yes yeah and make a movie about how you know it's it's kind of a pain in the ass getting old but yeah like, i guess it's all right yeah 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 in the end it it's fine we all gotta do it yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 because yeah. even like gran torino even though it's it is that is again an insane movie but yeah. like weirdly a movie with like very little urgency yeah <laughs> like all of his movies feel very unhurried yeah even like Letters from Iwo Jima has yeah. this kind of like, kind of in a weird way, sort of a relaxed pace. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the, <laughs> that's a, wait, wait, hold on, wait. Letters from Iwo Jima. That's the that, that, that's one from the Japanese perspective, yeah. right? Yeah, that's, that's that is a great movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially to make one to make one from the Japanese perspective yeah. on Iwo Jima and like yeah and, yeah and for it to really capture the like the like 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 yeah, it's not just like yellow peril like yeah. like no like we're people too and like i don't want to die yeah. but oh my if i don't die here i'm going to have a 
I'm just going to have to live the rest of my life as a coward yeah. to everyone back yeah. home. This is horrible. Yeah. There's no... I can't win. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to die yeah. painfully and bloodily. Yeah. Yeah. For no reason? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, and that's the thing. Is that like... I mean, he... I mean, because I, cause I, I, I rewatched... Um, what was that? Um, fucking... Um, uh, um, uh, Fistful of Dollars? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the man is an incredible actor in what he does, right? Yeah. Right, right. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. He's not. He's not Daniel Day Lewis, right? There is a reason he's iconic. Yes, like, exactly. There are a lot of guys who have tried to be that, and there's a reason that he's the one who's yeah. remembered. Yes. You know, fifty years later. Yes, and exactly. Is still able to make like a pretty watchable movie, like playing with the archetype he developed. Yes, even if exactly. it's insane and clearly from the brain of a ninety-year-old. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like the just the iconography that he's playing with is still potent. Yeah, even absolutely. when he can like barely speak above a whisper. Yeah, yeah. There, there's something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what was the next one? Uh, Candyman, the remake, mm. um, which is, you know, in a lot of ways, a very like um, well put together film. Um, there was a lot that I liked about it, um, but it. It didn't totally work for me. Um, you know, it was a little didactic in places, which, I mean, the original is a little didactic. I, I like I like the original a little bit more, though, because it's having a little bit more fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, it... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different era. It's a different era of horror movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right? I mean, it is, uh, yeah. it is very consciously an elevated horror movie with things to say. Yeah. And, I mean, I... It's not that I think there's anything wrong with what it's saying. No. I just, I think that, you know, um, it, it clearly, like was a little more interested in what it wanted to say than, like, yeah. being a movie. You know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. feels in places a little bit more like an essay, in places, in, and in ways that feel kind of cheap sometimes. You know, it's it's playing with, like... And, I mean, it feels a little weird to be appoint myself, like, judge and jury of, like, how a black filmmaker is, like, talking about, like, black politics. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's, sometimes it felt a little, you know, a little cheap in the way yeah. it was reaching for, like heavy stuff. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, is true of the original, too. Like, it's a movie that's, like, you know, about, like, lynching. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's about lynching, and, and... When was it made? It was made in, like... Early 90s. Early 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, right? Yeah. And, and the original is, like, an insane movie that doesn't, like, totally fit together. It's doing, like, three or four different things, but, mm -hmm. like... I've never seen it, yeah. It's good. Like, I... It's it's kind of a mess, but I, I find it... It's a very enjoyable mess. Um, like, it... it doesn't fit, totally fit together as a movie, but every everything it's doing is interesting. Yeah, yeah, and what and when it's like when it's singing, it really sings. Yeah, um, God, I forgot to. Sorry, sorry. Keep going. I, I'm just realizing there are so many movies that I forgot to put okay, on this. Let's, let's worry about that. Sorry, 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 sorry. Second. Yeah. <laughs> Apologize. Yeah. All right, and then speaking of insane movies, Venom. Ooh. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> Uh, just I love Tom Hardy. Beautifully incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... It is, in most ways, a bad movie. Didn't Tom Hardy help write it this time? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I like Tom Hardy a lot. I but, like, Tom, Tom Hardy as a writer is... Just, he's he's got a chaotic energy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, what's so interesting about him is... You, like, you look at him and, like, I believe that's a dude who did meth. Oh, absolutely. You, have the, you still have the energy of a guy doing meth. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if that's... Necessarily... That, you can be a good writer and have that energy, but it's tough to have that energy and then pick up writing as an amateur yes, skill. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's, it's not like he's the exclusive writer. Yeah. But like, yeah. It's, 
Like, it's a movie that, like, I had seen the original and was still confused the first, like, half hour about, like, what was happening yeah. and who everyone was. Yeah. Like, it's just, at a basic level, very incompetent. But it's also so weird and energetic and full of so much, like, again, incompetently expressed, but personality. It has so much personality that, like, I was kind of with it, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's... I'm, I'm not going to say... The metaphor I was going to use because it was very misogynistic. Continue. Okay, all right. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but that's fine. But yeah, like just the decision to be like, you know what, you know what, the the Venom sequel should be. It should be like a rom com about <laughs> Tom Hardy's relationship to Venom. Yeah. That has like Venom going to like a gay pride event and like yeah. talking about how he's done being in the closet. Wait, doesn't that happen in the movie? <laughs> that happens in the movie. It also has. Woody Harrelson as, like, another Venom eating a priest's brain and yelling power up. It's <laughs> just any movie where that happens, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch okay, it. Okay, okay, yeah, that, that's this fine. Is good, but I'll, yeah. I'll watch the I fuck out of this absolutely. movie. I'm yeah. going to watch it. Yeah. Probably tonight, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the first one. The first, like, I liked it better than the first one. Yeah. Which is also a bad and incredibly messy but like yeah. kind of fun movie but like they just they turned the dial up on fun a little more for this <laughs> yes. one yeah yeah which you so, gotta do sometimes yeah, yeah yeah um okay and one that i don't even know how to really talk about but it's a french movie called annette directed by leos carax mm. which i'm probably not pronouncing because it's all french you know i'm sure that they, they pronounce their x's like a w or some weird shit but i think it's silent leo Cora. Something like that. Yeah. I'm, that. I should know that. Should you? Yeah, I actually was semi-fluent in French as a child. Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. You forget that about me, don't you? I mean, I don't... I just Mostly, I just don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my semi-fluent is... is, is a, you is, can say, Bonjour! <laughs> Bonjour! Comment ça va? Ça va bien? Tabarnak. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. all I got now. That's there all I got go. now. I could, have, like, I could have been dropped off in France and gotten been mostly okay. Yeah. You know, I was a crafty child. But if if I really want to... This is a movie that I could definitely piss you off with. It is a, it is very French. Um, it's... Uh, uh, I, I, for, the, for the listeners, I just blew smoke out of my nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, yeah. Adam Driver plays, like, uh, an Andy Kaufman-esque comedian. Like, really, like, assaultive, weird comedian. Who is in a relationship with Marion Cotillard? Ooh, a, yeah, 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 right back in. Yeah, who plays an opera singer? Uh, <laughs> and they have a baby who's a puppet. And the baby becomes uh, an opera singer herself, and it's uh, is is it's also most of the movie is a musical, um, but like you know, kind of an opera style musical where people are almost just just kind of like talking, describing what they're doing. You know, as they're as they're doing it, they're kind of singing. Um, it's very strange. I know a lot of people who love it, and it's like I appreciated it just for its like fucking nutso ambition. Yeah, and like there there were moments where I really connected to it. Like, but it's it's the kind of movie where it's throwing out like eighteen different insane yes. ideas. Yes, I can and see for that. like sixteen of them, I'm like, okay, I appreciate the effort, and then two of them, I'm like, holy shit, perfect, I love it. Yes. So like, for me, its batting average was a little low, but I appreciated the swing every time. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. I took the knife out uh, intentionally. I, I know. Yeah, you were playing with your knife as I was, I was. talking. It wasn't yeah. lost on me why you were doing that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yes. No. It, it, was, was, I it know... was really it being a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over the edge. <laughs> it's like, are you? 
fucking kidding me. <laughs> it was like, it was like, I was like, oh, they have a baby? Oh, what happens to the baby? And it's a puppet. 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 Puppet who's the greatest singer in the world. Does it show Marion Cotillard push... It does. There is no Cotillard nudity, I believe. Oh, oh wait, well, no, no. I'm for, there's some. No, there's some fucking in that movie. Is I there? forgot about it, but yeah, you, you get some Cotillard in there. Do you see the puppet become an adult? <laughs> are you Are you asking if it's okay for you to be attracted to the puppet? No, I'm asking if the puppet fucks. No, the puppet doesn't fuck. The puppet is just a. The just, puppet is a puppet. Okay, the pu- puppet is a baby puppet. <laughs> okay. It's like toddler age. You get up to like toddler age puppet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's good. no adult mannequin. Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if they were gonna do the 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 Irishman to Cotillard and uh, and Driver and then show a scene of the puppet fucking. I don't know. No. I okay. Well, that's that's better. <laughs> I like that. I've calmed down a little bit. Okay, all right. Because well, that would have been a little I, much. I didn't know that was your line. That's good. Me, it's, neither did it's, I. It's good to know. Neither did I. Yeah. Here we are. Um, does it, it... No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Does it show her giving birth to the puppet? I don't... Uh, Yeah, there is a birth scene, but I don't. it's not like... They don't... <laughs> they don't show, like, the puppet coming out of her pussy. I don't think so. Because okay, that is what I was... That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> I don't. Re- I feel like I would remember it if there was. <laughs> just, just very good. But it's also like the kind of thing that would be like, would be like the fourth or fifth weirdest thing that happened in the movie. Okay. Yeah. It's good. To so know. I'm. It's entirely possible I forgot. It's been a while. I might legitimately watch this movie. And I would love to know what you think about Annette. I yeah. would. I would. I would. It's free on Amazon. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, the director's made a couple other movies that are on my list for you. Okay. Um, well, that makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah, there this. you go. Yeah. I don't know what I did to deserve any of this. Uh, moving on, Old, the M. Night movie. How was that? Uh, I liked it on the whole. I mean, he's he's like an inconsistent director, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's He's been on more of an upswing recently. Um, this, I thought, was like... Um, Imperfects, like, I mean, other than like his first, like... Two or three movies, I think all of his movies are imperfect, even yeah. the best. Like, The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable are pretty unimpeachable, but everything after yeah. that is, like, you know, an interesting swing. It, like, yeah. sometimes connects more than others. And I think this this mostly connected for me, but, yeah. like, you know, I, I think the... Is he in it? Yes. See... But I will say, his usage of himself in this is maybe my favorite usage of himself. It's kind of... I don't want to get it, spoil it, but it's kind of a meta joke. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because um, yeah. I, 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 I... He's not, like, carrying any heavy dramatic weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the times when it really fucks with me are in, like, signs when he's supposed to give, like, an emotional speech. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No. Or, no, or, 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 like, The Village, where he becomes, like, almost like a plot point. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Because I actually liked The Village until then. Yeah, I mean, I think... That's when I turned against The Village. The Village, I feel like, is kind of um, really indicative of just, I think, where his talents lie as a filmmaker, and which I think applies to old as well, and that I think he's a great director. Yeah. He's a fantastic director. Like, even his work... Like, The Happening has some fucking phenomenal sequences oh, yeah. in it. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a, he's a bad writer. Yes. Um, I think that at his best, he can come up with, like, really great storylines and plots yeah. and characters... At other times, he can really overreach, yeah. um, but he's bad at dialogue. Yeah, his dialogue is not great. Yeah, um, yeah. and it was it was really in, on display in a few places in old. Um, and like I have heard people defend it in that, like you know, 
no no film writing is really natural. You can't go for natural, but yeah. you know, that's just the like drill tweet that's like, you idiot, there's no difference between good and bad <laughs> things. Yeah. There's just no Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, no, I I've watched movies where it feels that they are naturally speaking. I mean, not not even that. Like, I mean, there's unnatural dot like I wish I could talk like someone in network. Yeah. Like network is not natural dialogue. Of course, like, no, yeah, no yeah. one talks like that, but I wish I could. Yeah. I, I I hear It's cool. Yes. It's good. Yes. Yeah. You listen you listen to some of Shia, M Night's dialogue there you Shyamalan. Go. Yeah. And you're like I I don't want to speak like this. I don't want to listen to this. Thank <laughs> exactly. you very much. Yeah, exactly. And, also, and this is another one like the kind of what we were talking about with Saint Maud, like sometimes there's an issue with a movie that you kind of can't really get around. Yeah. Like, I just... Because this is one Same of his... Same not enough men. Shut up. <laughs> but, um, okay. like, this is him back in kind of, like, Twilight Zone mode. Yeah. And, which, I think there's just... And I, I have this problem with a lot of Twilight Zone episodes, too, which is just... The reveal is almost inevitably disappointing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether or not it makes sense. Like, I, I think the, the explanation in old is a little dumb. But, like, that's not really my problem with it. Like, you kind of expect a little dumb. It's yeah, just that the nightmare is always more compelling than waking up from yes. it. Yes! Like, it's yes. always a come down to be like, here's the explanation. Yeah, yeah. Like, the... Uh, Same thing with The Village. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, that, like, the first, like, three quarters of that movie are fantastic. Oh my god, I was yeah. in love. I was sitting yeah. in the theater just being like, holy shit. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then... I mean, there is... It's Adrian Brody who's playing like yeah. a, a slow guy. That's not. Yeah, that's yeah. not great. Not great. But there's some really like tense sequences yeah. in the village. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the last like like third to quarter of the movie, or or, or I forget exactly how. Right. Uh, yeah. Honestly, like I don't even think the twist in the village is that dumb. It's but it's how it is played. And it's it's I just I don't know how you don't be a little disappointed. Yes. Exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's inevitably a come down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's how it felt. It felt like it felt like I'd been blown up mm-hmm. for this whole movie and then twist and then I'm just deflating and I'm just sitting in a theater just so mad because right. I was like here was like a movie that I was I was literally thinking I was like this might be one of my favorite movies. And I was young, right? You know what right. I mean? But but like but like, you know, like like I was like this is a legitimately great movie and then I was or, or at least a good movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like yeah, I mean, I think that um, the best twists in his movies from, like, the, the early ones, like Unbreakable and uh, The Sixth Sense, aren't, they aren't even really twists. It's just, here's, the movie is slightly different than what you were expecting it to be. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a deepening of it rather than, it's actually this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The movie, the movie is still the movie. Right. You know what I mean, right? You're yeah. still, right, right, but it's just kind of, but, but, but it does, it does, it does a twist instead of a full, instead of a break. Right. You know what I mean? And even, like, I think the real, like, I, I've never been in love with the, like, reveal of Bruce Car- Bruce Willis's character in The Sixth Sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if the movie really needs it, but it, yeah. it comes right at the end, so it doesn't really yeah, 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 change yeah. anything. But I think the real, the real, as much as there is a twist in The Sixth Sense, other than that, is the, the real trick that it pulls off is just it's, um, that the, the, the hinge point of the movie is him looking at his ability to see dead people differently. Like, that's yeah. the real twist. Like, this is actually a gift. Yeah. It's not a curse, it's a gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you, and that actually, it, so much of the um, 
emotion of the movie, which I actually find that a very emotional movie. Absolutely. Oh, I cried. On, yeah, that's I, I had I have not cried at a lot of movies, and that's one I've cried at. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's really the the trick that that movie pulls off is mm-hmm. revealing that you've been watching like watching a different movie than what you thought. Yeah. Like, this is this is not a horror movie. This is a movie really about self discovery. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and and, so the, and the same thing applies to Unbreakable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bruce Willis is just like. Like, 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 and I would say, like, 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 really realizing, like, Bruce Willis is not the main character of this movie. Right. Haley Joel Osment is. Yeah. Right? And Haley Joel Osment just a, a, a tremendous. A, a, I, mean, yeah. I mean, every performance that that when, when when he was a kid that he made. I I don't know. I haven't seen anything from when he was an adult. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure he's still pretty good. I don't know. I know he's kind of fallen off or it doesn't he, act. He anymore. doesn't work as much. Yeah. But yeah. He, his. He tends to play goofier characters. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's yeah, doing yeah. a different thing. Yeah, yeah. He might, I mean, well, I mean, the fact is, he looks different. Yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it would be tough for him to, you know, what I mean, I mean, the the he maybe could have slotted into like a Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of esque thing, but like there can only be one Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Um, you know, but like, but like, but like his childhood roles. Like, I, I honestly think Haley Joel Osment might be the best child actor of all time. Like, yeah. just because the performance he gives in that movie, I mean, it is so moving. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's the other thing I will say about Shyam, uh, Shyam, fuck. Shyamalan. Shyamalan is he's a great director of actors. Like, short of like when he like just catastrophically miscasts like uh, Mark Wahlberg in The Happening. Yeah, like it just yeah, it's never you no. can't cast him play scientists. No. But no, you generally up. speaking, he gets really good performances. Yeah, um, and that's that's true of old too. Yeah. like even working with like child actors. Yeah, they're fantastic. I I've I've heard he's like a genuinely like 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 good director to work with. Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, of him as he seem people seem to like him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, even if they don't like the movie that they were in, they seem to like, like they kind of have a hard time totally bad mouthing it because yeah. you know. it was a good experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard the same thing about Clint too. What, 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 or more so, more so that he's like very like 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 he's a he's a like a working class director basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which you know, there's something to be said about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not Kubrick. No. Yeah. All right. So next one, uh, No Time to Die. Uh, the Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, so again, I we're still in the like the mixed feelings part of my okay. watches. So like, I liked the movie, but it is, it's doing a lot. Like it, it it almost isn't like a standalone movie. It feels very much like a sequel to every other Bond movie. That's like very consciously like trying to pull together a bunch of threads and like put a cap on the Craig era. Because yeah, um, this is his last one. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it is definitively his last one. Like the movie, the movie takes some big swings. Like I know there are a lot of like Bond purists who do not like it, which um, I I appreciated its ambition. Mm-hmm. It did not all work for me. I thought it was hit or miss. Like the, um, partially because it is like I think part of what it's trying to do honestly is just feel like it feels like in a way it's trying to just do a bunch of different types of bond things. Yeah. Like the begin, like the beginning and end are very serious. You know, they kind of, they fit a lot with the, like the sort of grittier Craig mood of his movies. But then there's, there's like a section in the middle. It's like, you know, he's never really got the, the chance to like have fun the way that most bonds are fun. We're just gonna let him be goofy for a while. Yeah. Which kind of clashes tonally with a lot of what else is going on. Yeah. But also, it is really fun. Yeah. Like, so the movie doesn't totally fit together, and there's, like, stuff that works better than other stuff. Like, yeah. Remy Malik is, it plays the villain, and it does not work at all. Like, I just, no. even to the point, like, I didn't totally understand what his deal was. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he's evil and wants to kill a bunch of people, but I don't really know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, No Mads Mikkelsen in, um, what is it, uh, Casino Royale? No, I, I'm, 
I mean, nothing is Casino Royale. I think that's the best Bond. That's, yeah. That's, that's a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I need to rewatch but be- that. But because of that, and because I, like, I really think that other than Spectre, which kind of sucks, like, Craig, not only is Craig, like, the, I think, in terms of acting ability, the best Bond, mm-hmm. like, his run is really strong. No, yeah. Like, um... Casino Royale, I think, is the best Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Skyfall is up there. Oh, absolutely. Um, even, like, I, re- I rewatched Quantum of Solace, mm-hmm. which I had, like, did not have good memories of. That's actually a really, like, solid, like, replacement level, like, Bond movie. Like, yeah. it's not it's not the best of the bunch or anything, but, like, just in terms of, like, a just standard issue Bond yeah. outing, like, I was like, that's actually a pretty solid one. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. No, I mean, and, and that's been one of the things where, like, like 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 Craig's tenure as Bond mm-hmm. has been because like I mean I mean I was a Connery guy for a while. You yeah, know what I mean, mean right? he is the iconic Bond. Yeah, well, but 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 that's the thing. I think that that is why there are so many Connery people. Yeah, right, is just because I mean he is the he is the iconic one, right? Yeah. Right. But 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 just because he's the iconic one, and those were like the like ones that kind of set this franchise up to be what it is today, right? That's still mm-hmm. fucking going on, you know yeah. what I mean, right? Like, my dad, like, like they came up when, 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 when our parents were, like, fucking kids, you know, right. Right, right? You know what I mean, right? Or, like, or like younger than us, right? Yeah. And, like, and like it's still fucking going, you yeah. know what I mean? And, like, and, and, but, like, honestly, he's not a very good actor. I, I, oh, no, 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 okay, okay, that's unfair, that's unfair. He's not... I think he's a more limited actor than yes, Craig. But yes, but that dude, Connery is a fucking movie star, man. No, no, same okay. when we're talking about yeah. Clint. Like that, that dude holds yeah, the yeah, string. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I no, that was unfair. But I think what I was more. I, I mean, he's he's put in some great performances. Dude has an Oscar, and it's not an no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. No, as soon as I said it, I, I immediately regretted but yeah, it. I know what you mean. Like yeah, he's not people. It it is more just like. A, I think it is almost more of a nostalgia factor to look back on how good he was as Bond because, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, Craig... He's well, I, th- I think they're trying... Tro- they're, they're trying... Sorry, go ahead. They're trying to do very different things. Like, yeah. Craig is, you know, very intentionally trying to bring, like, a level of, like, specific personality and, yeah. like, soulfulness, even. Like, just the thing... Rewatching like, Skyfall, the thing that struck me was... Just his decision to play Bond as like an alcoholic pit bull. Yeah, yeah, and like, but like, imbue it with so much specific personality. Yeah, like there's there's this moment like early in Sky because I re- rewatched almost all of them yeah. prior to this just because I I don't know I just felt like it. Yeah, um, why not? Yeah, they're, why, they're good. Why are you defending it? Yeah, but like he, uh, he just has this moment where he's like early in the movie where he's like kind of deciding to come back from retirement where he just is looking at himself in the mirror. And just his ability to, like, totally silent, making no real movements, just sort of play a number of conflicting emotions and also kind of have fun with it yeah. is unparalleled. Like, yeah. I don't... I I love Connery, and Connery is great, and there's a, the, the franchise would not have been what it is without of course, Connery. Of course, of course. But I don't, I don't think he was ever given the opportunity or even really had the intention... Yeah. To to do something like that, yeah, no, you know, no, to, Bond to make to make it a character rather than an icon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bond, no, and, and and see and see, and this is why I think I've soured to the Connery Bond. I still love the Connery Bond, right? Mm-hmm. It's still it, it it's my number two after Craig, right? Right. But I feel like part of the thing is is that like, just seeing what Craig did with the role, yeah, you know what I mean, right? And just being like, and just and just when you go back to like. Because what is a Connery Bond? Just cool secret agent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fine, right? I, I fucking love dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. I do. But, like, to add this whole new wrinkle where it's, like, also, like, yeah, I kill, like, so many people. Mm-hmm. And, like, so many people I know and love die 
all the time yeah. because of this, right? Like, 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 like the haunted Bond mm-hmm. is like is kind of cool, right? haunted, but without like because it doesn't like crawl up its own ass trying no, to say I mean, something. Casino Royale is still a fucking blast. exactly, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. And he still blows up a bunch of shit and does all this. He cool runs through a wall, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, so cool, yeah, yeah. Matt Mickelson fucking whips his balls and yeah. goes, ah, I can tell everyone you scratch my nuts. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. he still does the Bond yeah. shit, right? But, like, he's able to do it in this way where there also is this, like, dramatic element that is just not in the original, which I get it. Like, they weren't, it wasn't the time for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It would have been weird to see, like, see, like, from Russia with love and have him being like, what am I really doing? Yeah, like, right. that would have been, that would have been a weird, that would have been a weird right. shift. And I think part of what makes um, uh, No Time to Die a, an odd duck is that it is doing the, you know, that, that Craig thing that you were talking about. But it also, it, it is very consciously being like, let's let him be Connery a little bit. Like, yeah. Let's have him have a movie where the villain has a big, dumb layer. Yeah. You know, it, and they're, they're flavors that don't totally fit together yeah. all the time. Um, but I will, I will say what I was building up to is my goodwill for this iteration of the franchise, which I don't really have for any other. Like, I, I've always been, you know, I like Bond, but it's never really been my yeah. thing. But, like, I really like the Craig era, so my goodwill for it, and it's, you know, it's very consciously, like, playing to the back row in terms of, like, this is this is the, this is the encore, baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I was more than willing to ma- meet it halfway. Yeah. Like, it worked for me, even if the movie didn't really always work for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, all right, so we're kind of we're 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 only only four left. <laughs> all right, so uh, Stillwater, the Matt Damon movie where he plays mm-hmm. a, a a good old boy going to France to solve his a murder his daughter's impl- implicated in. Does he solve it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, kind of accidentally, he kind of falls into it. You know, he's the the, the great thing about it, he's not actually a great detective. He's, yeah, it, the movie he's kind of a dipshit, and the movie yeah. knows that. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's actually it's what I liked about it is it, it ends up being way more of a character study than mm-hmm. like a you know a genre movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by uh, uh, Todd McCarthy, who he, he makes like character dramas. Like his most famous movie is like Spotlight, but he yeah. made like The Station Agent and. Uh, bunch of other like indie dramas that you've never yeah. heard of but um but like it it keeps like changing what kind of movie it is in a way that i appreciate it mm-hmm. like it ultimately like um takes i think one turn too many like it goes like in its, its last act it goes down a road that i didn't totally follow it down but mm-hmm. like enough of it worked for me that like i was i was into it um yep. and it does you're eating more uh pre-workout works. Right? Oh, yeah. We're just going to keep, yep, keep going. Keep but it does, it does honestly have maybe the uh, the funniest joke I've seen in a movie this year, um, which is not even played as a joke. It's a total, like, throwaway background detail that, like, it doesn't, like, even, like, bother to, like, foreground. Like, you have to really be paying attention to catch it. Just that <laughs> Matt Damon is a dude from Oklahoma hanging out in, in France. You yeah. know, the, the culinary capital of the world, probably. What do you think he eats? McDonald's. Subway. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> even <laughs> worse. <laughs> even just, worse. Just, it's just a, a totally throwaway scene of you, you're watching Matt Damon return to his hotel room and just at like the bottom of the frame he's carrying a Subway bag. And just, I have not laughed harder. It's just, it's such a perfect character detail. Just, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. because, because, here's the thing. 
what's it called? We've both been to McDonald's in other countries, mm-hmm. and there is something. People, There's something interesting about yeah. about like seeing a Royale with cheese. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Yeah, I, I hate when people are like, people are like, oh, Americans are so stupid. They come to here and they go McDonald's. Like, no, we got McDonald's everywhere, and it's the exact same thing. You got some different shit, and we just want to try it. You yeah. know what I mean, right? And you have McDonald's. Clearly, you're eating it. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. But like, but like, to just go to Subway, which I gotta say is. Almost certainly just exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> and is real, like, bottom-tier fast yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're eating... There was only one... There, there was only one reason to eat Subway, and it is... It is all they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is... If it. there's a second option, you're probably going there. Oh, my yeah. God. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I will maybe forgive you if the second option is, like, Cinnabon, and it's, right. like, like, one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then, yes. Yeah. Go to Subway. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if you're eating like a Cinnabon for lunch, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah, that is yeah. a that is a six thirty in the morning airport food. Yeah, stop it. Anyway, yeah. All right, so next one. Now we're getting to the ones that I actually really liked a lot, like mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Um, and I I wasn't expecting to like this one as much as I did, and almost felt guilty about it for a second. But the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. I was actually I was actually really I saw into that one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is, it's a probably, and this isn't a high bar to clear, but one of the best superhero movies I've seen in a few years. Easily. Like, again, like, has a lot of personality. I mean, it's a very edgelordy personality. Of but course. Like, it's, it worked for me. It's funny. You know? Exactly. Um, it's fun. Like, yeah. it feels like a movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, uh, I know that, like, it was not very well received, but I... Th- yeah, which I didn't think was fair. But, yeah, I, I because a, a lot of that, I think, was... Um, you know, and this is, it's it, it's something that I've fallen into, it's very tempting to do, but reviewing a lot of the stuff around the movie rather than the movie yeah. itself, like, it was kind of, um, it, it got a lot of the heat for H, or Warner Brothers deciding to premiere everything on HBO as yeah. well as theaters, you know, so it didn't do that well in the theaters, yeah. um, and people were just sort of generally upset with Warner Brothers, I think, fairly, for, you know, undercutting their movies, and they took it out on the movie itself. Yeah. And also just um, that James Gunn, the director, is kind of a cock. Yeah. And not very likable. I think yeah. for the same reason, I think I saw, I think Old got a little overpraised. I mean, it's people's opinion. It's not, you know, it's yeah. not for me to... Who gives a shit? But, yeah. you know, people like Shyamalan. Yeah. So, you know, people were willing to give it a little more credit. Yeah, and, and people want to see, like, a comeback, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And he's, yeah. he's a likable guy. He's, yeah. he's, he's you know, he's an auteur. Yeah. He's, he's a genuine artist, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. People want to support that, and I get that. I back that. Um, and James Gunn is a guy who keeps complaining about Martin Scorsese. Exactly. Yeah. Over and, and Like, over. superhero movies are art. You're not allowed to say that Martin Scorsese. Scorsese, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm sorry, he's... Martin, he can say Scorsese. whatever the fuck he what wants. What are you? Have you seen his movies? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Shut up. But in in spite of everything, I enjoyed the Suicide Squad a whole lot. Yeah. I, what I will say, um, I am sick and tired of Hollywood pretending John Cena is funny. Yes. I find him a very wooden screen presence. I yeah. don't like him. But I actually kind of like him. I think he's. A, I there, think, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I understand what you're saying because let's just say it right now. He looks insane in this movie. Yeah. He has gotten some work done and looks. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think they use him well for the most part. Like I think yeah. he, the the turn that he takes at the end is well played. Yeah, of course. Um, but, but when they try and have him play comedy, I just don't think it works. Yeah, no, no. It, it's it's very hit or miss for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, there. I mean, you know, I mean. You know my style of humor. You yeah. know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, 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 some of it works, but like, yeah, I would definitely say it is like 
yeah, him just being like this like go to guy where he's like, oh, he's like a big dumb guy that we can make funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, okay, okay, you you have there are other people that can do that. You yeah. know what I mean, right? Idris, great, yeah, fantastic, right? Idris, Idris, big strong guy yeah. that, that can be big and strong and cool, but also funny. Yeah, use Idris. Yeah, use Idris more. Although, did you see Idris was like, I don't want to be Bond. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might have aged out of it at this point. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's probably about the same age Craig is. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, and I mean, it it also it just it feels. I didn't I didn't like the what's it called? I I I immediately was like, all right, this country's supposed to be Venezuela. So, maybe I don't maybe. know, but don't but know. they're U.S. backed. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, they were well, they were U.S. backed until the coup, and then. But then, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, I mean, if we want to judge the movie on its politics, which I think is a slippery slope. Stupid. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's yeah, falling yeah. down the slope. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. it is It is a movie where the CIA is a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it, it kind is, of. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's but, weird. But that's not, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, no, 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 no. Well, that's kind of where I, because I, because I'm insane, immediately started politically analyzing the movie right. as it was, right? Because I was like, all right, hold on. Want to make sure it checks all my boxes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, and I was like, oh, they are talking about supporting this, like, right wing government. Yeah, so I, I will say, yeah. by, on the, on the, you know, again, I don't, this isn't. Who cares? Who cares? But if we're going to care for a second, on the spectrum of superhero movie politics, I'd say it's. It is pretty good. Yeah, it's a low bar. It's but, it's a really low bar, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The CIA is both good and bad. Uh, most mostly bad. Though. Mostly bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Viola Davis is like fuck them kids again. Yeah. She's really good at playing the fuck them kids. She's movie. just really good. Yeah, she's one of the great actors working right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How to get away with murder, white women shit, but everything else great. <laughs> but um, and I will say it, it feels directed. Yeah. In a way that like. Have you seen Ted Lasso? No. But, okay. Sorry. But, hold on. <laughs> it, it feels directed in a way that a lot of like, most superhero movies don't because they aren't really. Yeah. You know, um, it's you know most e- even like the like um, you know the action sequences in every we've talked about this a lot, but the action sequences in every Marvel movie aren't directed by the directors. You know, mm-hmm. they're directed by you know essentially the same people who direct video game cutscenes. Yeah, you know, they're, they're directed yeah. by CGI people. Yeah, you know, um, like literally, not not yeah. as like a you know they. That is not. That's just what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they are often you know produced before the primary filming of the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and and this like it was so nice to just see like a crowd of people that were like made up of a crowd of people. People. You could tell they were using extras and sets and yeah, there was thought put into like color and lighting and like you know yeah. And I mean, not to say that like he doesn't occasionally like splatter like gory lisa frank shit that like i can get a little much but like it's a person making yeah. a choice like i appreciate yeah. that yeah, yeah yeah and of course margot robbie great uh what's it called it, in, in general i really liked the whole cast yeah yeah no it was it was a good it it, it, it was it, it was a you, you know it, it was what when i watched it i was like because i actually like the og su- uh, suicide squad i know it's right? one of your most insane opinions. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I liked it because I, I was able to look at it and just be like, okay, I'm just going to look at this completely objectively and just okay. and just and just look at what is literally happening and not think about that this is a movie. I I took it I was like I was like I am just watching people shoot guns and shit like that, right? Okay. And just to see it as pure spectacle, right? Even and, on that level. I mean, I didn't say it was a great movie. 
movies. It was a good movie. But 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 this 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 when I saw this, I was like, that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? And 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 I think that this did it. Yeah. I think that this did this was a good what's it called? I I if they make a sequel, I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would be surprised just because of how poorly performed in theaters, largely by Warner would, Brothers shooting themselves in the would foot. Would you be but, that surprised? No, I mean, who knows? Like, I, that's that's one thing. Like, who knows what the economics of Hollywood even are now? Bro, they took a swing at Suicide Squad, fucked up, and then made another one. Right, but they, I, I, they took it. They they took a mulligan. Yeah, but I mean, that's because like in spite of like everyone hated Suicide Squad, but that movie did make money. Oh my god, yeah, it made more money than but, this movie. Yeah, this movie did not make money, but yeah. I don't know if that's even what they're judging based on now. I, Who maybe, knows? Yeah, we've got enough views on HBO. Maybe they will. I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't. I, I know that like um, Warner Brothers told Denis Villeneuve that like they don't really care how much Dune makes at the box box office as long as it gets enough views on HBO, he can still make a sequel. But it's, it's that's what I'm like. We're in a weird moment, man. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? If enough people, if there no, are, no, 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 no. I know what it means, but like that's there. There's some weird implications there. Yeah. 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 Are they like? That, I mean, as much as as much time as we spent in this episode talking about economic models, we are in a moment where like they just shook the whole board. Exactly. Yeah. They shook the whole board, and they're like, "No, this is the economic model," yeah. and and we're like, "Why?" And they're like, "Not your job to ask questions." I know a, lo- a lot of people, including myself, are very afraid about how things will shake out because of that. But yeah. like, who knows? Well, was we'll the Ma- maybe we get a positive realignment? Yeah. I'm not optimistic. As an agent of chaos, I just love a shakeup. There you go. Yeah, I don't care. Who cares? Everything's terrible, and it's going to yeah. get worse. So you might as well enjoy it. Okay, home stretch. Two more. Um, <laughs> All right. Another insane French movie, uh, Titan, um, which won the Golden Palm this year, um, uh. is a uh, even even weirder than Annette. I don't believe you. Uh, it's a body horror movie, kind of. It's about a woman who's impregnated by a car. I think maybe. Um, <laughs> like it's the kind of movie where like I have no idea what was happening half the time um she murders a bunch of people then she kind of fakes her identity and pretends that she's the son of a fireman and they kind of have a weird relationship that gets kind of weird in french in places and but and she fucks a fire engine at one point and all right can uh, you jerk off to it i mean you can jerk off to anything that's (laughs) in your mind that's a very good point but it's Insane. Cannot tell you what was happening or what was what it was even about. But it was the, it was the kind of thing where I was riveted for every moment. Okay. Like couldn't 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 tell you a thing about it. Even that like plot description is completely inaccurate. Oh yeah, no, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it on? I saw it in theaters. Okay. Yeah, with like three other weird dudes. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say this wasn't a you didn't take her to that, did you? No, 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 no. This was a this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know, man. I I I was into it the whole way, even as, oh, as I was totally at sea. Well, were you? I guess. I I don't even. Are you are you asking if I was turned on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Okay. More confused, but right. in a way that I liked. Okay. Yeah. 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 It sounds like you were turned on. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. Um. And last one, we're, we're, we're finally done. I'm sorry, I know it's been a little bit. No, you're fine. But uh, The Green Knight, which I, I really liked a whole lot. Okay, Wait, okay. what is that on? 
I saw it in theaters. Okay. It might be out on something by now. And it was one that I'm really glad that I saw in theaters. It is like it's it's a cheap ass. It's an A24 movie. It was made for like twenty dollar, twenty million dollars, which is say. not like almost nothing for yeah. like a big medieval epic. But oh my god, come it on! Looks fantastic. Oh yeah, a beautiful looking movie. Like every dollar and then some is on screen, yep. and it is like genuinely like I think it's really a masterpiece. Yeah. There's a lot going on there, and I, I want to. Um, hold off on talking about it too much just because right now it's in pole position for like in January when I talk about my favorite movie of the year. It's, okay. it's, it's in a good place to get talked about a lot. All right. So, All right. I'll go out and see it. All right. Yeah. What's it called? Um, I will say it's, it's a weird movie. It's not at all what I was expecting. Like okay. it isn't like a traditional like, you know, sword and sorcery like adventure yeah. movie. It's, it feels very spellbound. You know, it fe- oh, and, okay. and has like the structure of like you know of like an Arthurian tale, which if you read like the old like oral tradition stuff, it's like, yeah, it goes off in like three different directions at once. It's very episodic, you know. It's or not not three different directions at once. It will go in one direction and then like a totally different thing will happen. It'll be like, and I met a ghost for a little while. Yeah, and I talked to the ghost and like you know how does that fit with the story? I don't know. Yeah, but it, but all of it worked for me. I was always just told that 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 Le Monde d'Arthur was. Sorry, let me let me take another thing of that. Three, you good? Two, you good there? One. Le Morgue de de Hotel. Mm-hmm. Le Morgue de Hotel. I'm losing it, Rob. This is literally painful. I'm okay. sorry. Anyway, but no, but 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 uh, yeah, it was uh, written by a French guy uh, about how much he hates the English, and that's there why that's why he has him die. There you go. Because he was like, "Fuck you." Yeah, I mean, I will say the movie is ultimately not. It's it's pretty skeptical towards like the original mythology in a way that is interesting Ooh. yeah Ooh. i like but that anyway what anyway have, what have you been watching um i got a whole bunch you want me just to read them all off to you and you just stop me if something's interesting you, you do whatever you want buddy all right duck you sucker a fistful of dynamite what's it called okay it's a it's it's a i forget what it, it's like uh mexican revolution very cool very mm-hmm. cool it's like a mexican revolution spaghetti western i forget there's a term for them that I learned and then promptly forgot, but but very cool. Uh, the original Italian job. I've never seen the original. It's it's honestly worth it. It's, okay. It's it's it's, it, it's I originally saw the remake. Yeah, I've seen. I saw. I loved the remake as a kid. Yeah. I have not. Yeah. Watched oh yeah, it no. Either. I loved the remake as a kid too. And then I saw the original one, and I'm like, this is better. Yeah. Because that's, because, I mean, that's yeah, not yeah, surprising. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. because the remake, you realize that it really is something like we're gonna insert a bunch of. It's basically the same story, but they put a bunch of like 2002 shit ass in there yeah, yeah. you know what i mean right and just seeing and just michael kane incredible yeah i mean the only the only thing i really know about it is other than having seen the remake is from uh the trip they just do an extended impression of michael kane showing i only told you to blow the, the bloody, bloody doors, doors off yeah exactly yeah. yeah no it's just it's so cool okay. it's just a bunch of like cockney british guys just being incredible with one another right. and it's so cool some real dude excellence yes oh my so much dude excellence in this movie okay and even a femme fatale sort of Ooh. I know, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Serpico. Okay. It's called Perfect. That's uh, a good movie. Such a good movie. So cool. It's what? No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I bought a bunch of square bottom ties afterwards, and now that's <laughs> all I wear. So, I don't know. You've seen me in a oh, suit boy. a few times. Yeah. I had not yeah. picked up on that. You're not picked up on that? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I got a lot of fashion inspiration from like, Serpico. It's a, it's incredible. That's like Sidney, Sidney Lumet's like fourth or fest, fifth yeah. best movie. Yeah. Like, that, dude, that dude does not get the credit he deserves. That's, that's a director. I can tell you right now, I had no idea who that was. 
Directed uh, Network and Dog Day Afternoon. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> this guy. I hope I never heard of this guy. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Uh, Greenland. Twelve Angry Men. That's the same guy? Yeah. Have I never heard of this guy? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's like four iconic movies. Yeah. In one career? Yeah. You get motherfuckers that make like two and they're like household names. Right. Man, there is no... I was about to say there is no God, but that's too... That's too... <laughs> I'm not going to say that. All right, anyway, what were you saying? Like, Greenland. So, we watched that together. I actually... Okay. I did want to pause on that one. Yeah. I actually, actually, the more I think about the the more that I liked that movie. Yeah. Like, it is far from a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, we put it on because I was expecting, like, a Roland emmerich like, dumb disaster movie, and it definitely has that in its DNA. Yeah. But, like, the whole movie... Like, the, the movie is so grounded in a weird way. Like, it's all about, like, the minutiae of, like, a bad road trip. Yeah. Like, just, f- I forgot my kid's medication, I'm late yeah. for my plane, like, yeah. I'm hung up in line. Yeah. But, like, with the stakes of, like, if we don't get this all right, we're gonna yeah. die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found, I found it, like, really genuinely unnerving and effective. Yeah, no, no, I've actually, with you saying that and, and, and with the time passing, because at the, I think when we watched it, I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, uh, but as more time has gone on, like, and, and, and it's not my favorite movie, sure, you know what I mean? Right. right, right, right. But like, as more time has gone on, I mean, like really, like it did really and truly, it did two things that I think, that I think I've, I've reversed my opinion and I no longer think it's like a, it's, it's, it's not a good, I never thought it was a bad movie. Right. I think I kind of settled on, it's not a good movie. Right. But I'm going to say, I've kind of come around to saying it's a good movie. Yeah. What's it called? Right. You know, like I said, not my favorite, but, but mm-hmm. it's a good movie. It, it is a serviceable movie and I'm not mad that I watched it. Is because it it did two things, like you said. It really does kind of have that, like you know, like you said, like that minutia of like that, where like every like little thing yeah. that could go wrong, right? When when it goes wrong, like 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 that, like panic. Yeah, it captures that, yeah. right? With the stakes, like you said, of we're all gonna die. Yeah, right. And the second thing is because we because I think we looked it up after we watched it mm. is that this is the first movie. In a series, right? Mm-hmm. Of at least I think two or three, they said that are going to explore it. It's it's a lore building movie, right? It's a, it's an origin story, right. right? With the next one being them going from Greenland out into the world, right? Yeah. And I'm really excited for that movie. That's yeah. I don't honestly that that part did. I, I heard that I was like okay. Yeah, 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 but see, but see, I love a post-apocalyptic. I yeah, like I yeah. like post-apocalyptic. Apocalyptic movies too, yeah. but I was I, I, I what I will say most about that is that I appreciated it, is that it did not feel like a lore building movie. Yes, because exactly. You you will get movies like that. They're like we have twelve movies planned out. It's like okay, you didn't. Yeah. Put, you have to put the good stuff in the first one. Exactly. exactly. I'm, not, I'm not going to show up for the second if the first one yeah. was all set. Yeah. And yeah. this this I was actually surprised when I heard that because it felt like a very complete movie. Exactly. And I appreciate that. Yeah. No. 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 And that's what I'm. And 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 that's why I. That's that's what elevated this into what i now think of it's a good movie yeah. right is because like is because like yeah like i had no idea like 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 you said i thought it was just it, it was a complete movie and then finding out they're like yeah it's a complete movie and guess what we're gonna go a little further right right and not and 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 that right in in a in a in a completely different direction right, right. wherein like no you know yes death is probably going to be around the corner at every mm-hmm. at every stop right like in a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic yeah. We've movie. been talking for a while. We have been talking for a while. But, but, 
it's going to be it, the, the anxiety is going to be different. Yeah. Right? It is a different anxiety. It's going to be the road instead of exactly. 2012. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 to have the road in 2012, mm-hmm. right? Have a way to connect those, right? In a way where they are each a standalone movie. That I'm excited to see. Yeah. Right? That I appreciate. And I, I will say there there are a couple of images in that movie that like yes. were lift, li- literally I have had nightmares with the same images. Like yeah. there's, there's an early scene where, you know, Gerard Butler is just going about his his ordinary day as like a suburban dipshit and then like he's just driving down the street and sees like this massive military flyover yeah. that is unexplained. Like I have literally had nightmares where you just you're you're going about your day and then you see some a military flyover that has just you you don't know what Not it means but it's it's an incredibly ominous portent yes like something is about to fall apart in a major way yeah exactly and you're not one of the people they're coming to get nope yeah 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 no absolutely no absolutely yeah. no the, the 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 it's a good movie yeah it's a really good movie yeah it's a really good movie that's a that's a strong recommend and i will say gerard butler i don't like again he's oh not, they let him be scottish yeah yeah I, I will say he's not um He's not Lawrence Olivier. Yeah. But I do like his uh, willingness to just be a fucking schlubby guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, ha- he, he is an actor with personality. That yes. I have That I did not appreciate at first, but have come to more and more. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. No, no. He is... It, it, there, there, there's a few of those actors that have, like, personality like that. That I think really like like I I, I don't know I was kind of Schlubby getting... isn't the right word wrecked yes like I have like there's some movie that he's got coming out called like Cop Shop where he, he looks I've seen stills from it yeah where he he looks like he's been up for like a week yep. like drinking yep. whiskey and doing cocaine yep. it's him and Russell Crowe yeah beautiful combination oh perfect I mean on. that might be a little peanut butter and peanut wait, butter wait wait but we'll wait is it wait is it him and Russell Crowe in the movie oh I don't know I I, I, I oh, no no I was making saying. a joke I was oh. a, I was a, I was a him and Russell Crowe are two actors that do that. oh yeah 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 because yeah. I, I mean, he's he's not Russell Crowe but I appreciate him working in that vein at like you know yeah. bringing those kind of vibes to like a movie like Greenland yeah yeah that Russell yeah. Crowe would not take but he he adequately fills in the like Russell Crowe wrecked dude vibes yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. because I saw Unhinged. And that is an insane movie. Okay. Yeah. That is, that is, what is going on? <laughs> was what I was saying the okay. entire time. All right. I like that. What's it did you, what, did you like Unhinged? I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought you, oh, I thought you had. No. That's literally why I watched it. Okay. Yeah. To talk to you about it. Yeah. Wow. No, okay. Yeah. I'm you excited might, then. You might be getting uh, Unhinged. Okay. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I saw, uh, Rewatch Predator. Buddy, I am in un- Unhinged. B- buddy, you are, n- buddy. Yeah. It is. It is. You are not unhinged. No one is unhinged. <laughs> okay. We know some people that some might call unhinged. None of them are unhinged. Okay. They are but the, the sunlight reflected off the moon compared it's, to Russell Crowe. It yeah. is. It is insane. Yeah. I watched it in like the middle of the day while I was working and I was like, what has happened? Okay. Um, all right. What's it called? Uh, let's go through this quick so that we can both, we both have places to I have to, to go be. have dinner with my parents. Exactly. I need to drive into D.C. Yeah. Okay. Um, Predator, what, what are you going to say? Great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Another, like McTiernan, another guy who should be a household. Yes. Guy. Like, yes. The two good Die Hard movies, Predator. Come on. Uh, the Hunt for Red October. <laughs> Come on. I, I feel like I'm forgetting a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you are, yeah. yeah. But still, but still, I mean, but on those alone. Yeah. How does everyone not know who this guy is? Um, uh, just going to read. Is. <laughs> Literally went to jail. Yes, yes, yes. Which is always a pimp That's move. A pimp way to end your career. Absolutely. Going to jail. Yeah, yeah. Him and Tom Sizemore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. 
It's a bad joke. I hope he didn't do anything really horrible. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, uh. McTiernan. Oh, I think, yeah. I think it was like tax evasion. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, because Tom Sizemore did something pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Lionheart. It's a Van Damme movie. Yeah, it's, I haven't it's, seen it, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. It, it's a Van Damme movie. Blind Fury. I forget what the guy in that is. But yeah, a Blind Swordsman movie. Pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're the watch if you're into that. Battle of Algiers. We've talked mm-hmm. about it obsessively. Yeah. What's it called? Incredible. The Sisters Brothers. I liked it, but it's far from a perfect movie. It's um, it's John C. Riley yeah, and yeah. Walking Again, Phoenix. I'm familiar with it. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, now some real shit. It's called Memories of a Murder. Memories of a Murder. Incredible. Oh, the Memories of Murder. Bong yeah. Ju- the Bong Joon-ho yep. film. Yeah, yeah. That's, in, yeah, that's yep, and that and that sent me down a path because right after that I watched Parasite. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, the man is a visionary. Yeah, those are those are two pretty much perfect movies. I mean, I mean, li- literally no notes, like just yeah. incredible movies. Yeah. Um, which I also watched. I don't know if this is him, but I watched Taxi Driver, which is another South Korean movie. Oh, okay. Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were being like, have you heard of this film called <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's what my dad said when I told him. And I was like, no, 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 no. It is a Korean movie, and it's about the... Um... And, uh, that's not him. I don't know who it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it has the guy that he uses a lot. Oh, S- S- Song Kang-ho, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I, I know I fucked it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I wasn't even going to try. Yeah. But yeah. But no, 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 no. But it's about the... Um, what was that big massacre? Uh, there was a really famous massacre in South Korea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about that. And it's about, a, like, a basically apolitical taxi driver that gets, like, swept up in it. And okay. it's a true story, right? Okay. With, like, a German journalist. Mm-hmm. And it is, buddy, like, like, like when we do our topsy turn or something like that, like, mm-hmm. I might just assign that to you. Okay. I mean, you should probably just watch it to begin with. But, okay. But, but yeah. it is so good. It is such an interesting study of, of politics and of, and of, and of how, like, like, how, like, doesn't matter how apolitical you are. Like at a certain point, you you're just gonna get touched by that shit, right? Right, and and it is, it it's it's such a good uh, historical study of this okay. thing. Uh, I watched Akira. Okay, what's it called? Which I've never seen. Yeah, yeah. great, great. Uh, Nineteen Seventeen, which I loved. Okay, yeah. I I had more mixed feelings about it. Yeah, but... no, which and and I know a lot of people did, and yeah. and while watching it, I was like, I understand why you had mixed feelings, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Um, I do kind of like this like resurgence in a lot of like World War One shit. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's an era that I really find really fascinating. Yeah. Um, but and that was part of my problem with it. Um, just that I felt that it like didn't really tell the story of that era that well. Yeah. I mean, I know it's yeah. lit- literally based on a true story. Yeah. Um, but like when you're making a movie, like part of what you're doing is you know you like there are only going to be so many movies that get made about World War One. So you kind yeah. of like. This may be unfair, but you have a little bit of responsibility to try and tell a story that's indicative of the larger story. Yeah. And, like, you know, event not not to totally spoil 1917, but basically the story is, you know, um, this runner is sent out to let, uh, let a, a forward unit know that the attack you're about to make is a suicide attack. And, you know, there's some questions about the movie of, like, is the commander even going to listen? Yeah. And when he gets there, the commander does. He's like, okay, we're not going to engage in a suicide attack. And, like, even if that, in that instance, did literally happen the sort of meta story of World War One that mm-hmm. like you have some responsibility to communicate to the the public in terms of like this is what this historical event was about. Yeah. Was World War One was about senseless slaughter. It yeah. was about you know, we know this is going to you know, we we know we are sending men to a charnel house, but that's the way forward. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Well and, and, and interestingly, another movie I watched was Gallipoli. 
Which does that, tell that. That is a masterpiece. That tells that story. Again, Peter Weir. Do yeah. more people should know. Yes. Gallipoli, Picnic at Hanging Rock, Master and fucking Commander. Come on, brother. Yeah. The Truman Come on, Show. brother. Yeah. Come on, brother. Yeah. And and Gallipoli literally has an almost identical scene. It's literally about fucking runners yeah. in World War One, right? And but it has the and and it's you know also a true story, right? Mm-hmm. And and it has that, but it has. The, the 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 thing that happened way more often happened. Yeah, you know and what I, was, I mean. I also just think Gallipoli is a better made movie. Yeah, like the the technical achievement of 1917 oh, yeah. is very impressive, yeah. but it feels like that was kind of the whole game. Yeah. yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, versus Gallipoli, you get like the whole arc of like of them before the war, like what leads them up to you get, joining. You get the characters. War. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get a you and get a an, story. You get an entire sense of the time. You, I mean, literally, Mel Gibson's like Mel Gibson has like. A, 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 like 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 a very incredibly reasonable assessment of the war that probably you and I would have had if we were right. alive at the time, which is what is the fucking point? I yeah. why am why would I be mad at the Turks? Yeah. You know what I mean, right? I mean, there's that from Australia. What yeah, does it do with the Ottomans? Remember, yeah. they literally meet the guy that is like war. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah, 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 in the desert or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, right, and it's like, yeah, with the Turks. And it's like, what do I have against a Turk? What do they do? <laughs> right, and they explain the war to him, and he's like, why are we involved? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like all great questions, buddy. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, all of that. Oh my God, so good, so good. Um, the French Connection, incredible masterpiece. Masterpiece. Heat. Come on. Oh, you saw Heat. I saw Heat. Heat. I endured Heat. And let me tell you the something. The action I, is the juice. The action is the juice. It's yeah. so good. Tom Sizemore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude's a good actor. Yeah. Well, the reason I saw Heat mm-hmm. was because I watched Val. Val. The oh, the... Val Kilmer yeah, documentary. the documentary he made, like, about himself. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. How was that? It was actually really touching. It was really okay. good. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big movie crier. I cried. Um... And it really is because because I didn't know about Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is like a classically trained actor, trained at Juilliard. Mm-hmm. Like like he's he's an incredibly talented actor. He's an yeah. incredibly talented actor. Not and very this, good Batman, but you know no, it's not totally his. But fault. It, but no no no. But they like talk about Batman. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean, right? Right. And they talk about his struggle with like realizing like this sucks. Right. You yeah. know what I mean, right? Yeah. Right, you know, and that's and, that's a real actor's Gallipoli. Oh my being god, casting yeah. the Joel yeah. Schumacher Batman. Exactly, I mean, yeah, yeah. It ain't Clooney too. It's not your fault. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And him just realizing, just like, this is just to make money. Yeah, this is the only reason I'm getting. I I said I would do this, so I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do the best I can. But like the fucking suit that they had him in, he like couldn't move. Yeah, like it's it really sucks. But like, but no, I was watching Val, and then they get to Heat, and I was like, ooh, right. And they showed some scenes, and I was like. Okay, pause. And then I went and watched Heat, <laughs> and then went, came back to Val. But no, it was really good, and this, like, it's, like, and, like, he, where he is now, where, like, mm-hmm. he literally cannot act anymore, mm-hmm. right? Because he's completely lost his voice, yeah. right? And 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 he's just, and, like, if he hadn't, if that, if he hadn't lost his voice, this whole, he could have had, right, like this twilight career. Yeah. Right? Could have had a second act. Exactly, yeah. right? And that, and that, but like, he's totally healthy. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, like the cancer's gone. He's going to probably live another, like, you know, 20, 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. But he can't act. Yeah. Right? And so he just has to kind of go to these conventions where they, like, replay the hits, mm-hmm. right? And him kind of struggling with, like, you know, it shows him kind of struggling with, like, the. My movies made so many people happy, and I got to live this incredible life that, like, I, like, mm-hmm. like, 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 how can I complain? How can I fucking complain with this? Right. But at the same time, this is all I have. 
right. now. You know what I mean? And now I just have to relive this right. over and over again mm-hmm. every day, right? As I get older and older. And it's like, and it's, it's, watch it. Like, like sincerely. Okay. It's so good. Well, one of my favorite Val Kilmer facts is that apparently one of the things that he is proudest about in his whole acting career and something that he talks about all the time is that the scene of him uh, reloading the assault rifle in Heat was so perfectly done that they like show it in training classes. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm the training video for reloading because of Heat. I think he does mention it. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. He's he's so cool. Uh, and he's just exactly who you think he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Off screen. Uh, First Love, um, a Japanese uh, Yakuza film, okay. I believe. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, about this like boxer that gets like that that the sort of gets cancer and meets mm-hmm. up with this like call girl and they basically fall in love and then it's them getting swept up and all this shit. It's a beautiful story. Okay, it's really really good. Uh, Unhinged. We talked about Gallipoli. We talked about. Uh, I watched uh, Le Samurai. Oh, that's one that's that's on my list for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it it was. It was. What's it called? We can talk about it later. What's it called? But it was. It was. It was. It was. I liked it. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, that's. It was weirder than I thought it was going to be. Right. I mean, that's taking the movie that I think you thought you were signing up yes. for a gangster movie. Like, what if we said it in a dream? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I, yes. Multiple times when I was like, I, I rewound the movie. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah. I was like, this isn't what I was expecting, but uh, still very good. Very yeah. cool. Uh, watched uh, Evil Dead one through three. Okay. In just. We already talked about him, but just I don't know how much more we got to say about it. Incredible. Yeah, I think Evil Dead Two is one of my favorite horror movies of yeah. all time. Just a masterclass oh, in squeezing as much perfect. out of an incredibly perfect. limited budget perfect. as you can. Yeah. Perfect. You got to watch one. You you you're gonna die, and, and and you got one horror movie left to watch. Evil Dead Two. It's perfectly fine. Choice. Perfectly fine yeah. choice. Uh, and then uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, all the rest of them we talked about. Unforgiven Fistful of Dollars. We already talked about. Them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. All right. So for the next time. We've actually already discussed. We did. What we're going to be watching, and it's so funny how how we did. This is the first time we've done this, and yeah. it already, I'm going to say, has worked out we're, so much better. Way better. Yeah. Way we, better. We got great choices. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe we ever did this. So the we're other we're recording this in October. Yes. Um, it's probably going to be November by the time this comes out, which means it may well be like early December by the time <laughs> the next episode comes out. But I want to do a horror movie. Yeah. You know, I love horror. You know, and it's it's spooky season right now. Mm-hmm. So I am get, we're doing horror, and I'm going to give you one of my favorite horror movies mm-hmm. um, giving you John Carpenter's The Thing from the early 80s a movie I haven't seen and has been on my list for fucking years and yeah. I keep meaning to see and keep not seeing because I'm like now is not the right time I'm distracted I'm so excited one of the grossest movies ever made I'm May- so maybe excited. the best practical effects movie ever yes. made a movie that was widely hated at the time of yes. its release yes. yes which is always a good sign yeah yes yes and I am going to give you uh, a horror movie I have seen. Okay. <laughs> it's a main qualification. Exactly, yeah. A horror movie I saw as as a 12-year-old that yeah. I was like, well, I guess that was better than homework. Yeah. Let's take a look. I'm going to give you Jason X. Okay. All right. I am I am excited because that's, that's not a franchise. Again, I'm, I have not dug deep on yeah. many of the franchises. Like, I've seen, like, yeah. the first movie yeah. and pretty much all of the iconic horror franchises yep. are none of the sequels. Yep. There, there, are, there is a scene in this movie that I cannot wait for you to experience. Okay, so join us next time as uh, space comes to Antarctica and Jason goes to space. That's right. All right, goodbye. Goodbye.
part of the regular type life. The fuck is that? Barbecues and ball games? Yeah. This regular type life, that your life? My life? No, my life. No, my life's a disaster zone. I got a stepdaughter so fucked up. Because her real father's this large type asshole. I got a wife. We're passing each other on the downslope of a marriage. My third. Because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block. That's my life. Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything. You are not willing to walk out on a 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. Now, if you're around me and you gotta move when I move, how do you expect to keep a, a marriage? Well, that's an interesting point. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. What do you tell her? Tell her I'm a salesman. 